Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The mysterious Gram Box from Morbeer brings you this Brewing Network Sunday session. See the Gram Box affordable control unit at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Uh, I've been up since uh, 6 a.m. I, I went to the... I had to do the SF Marathon today. And by do the SF Marathon, <laughs> I mean watch uh, my girlfriend do the SF, the San Francisco Marathon. I never thought anything... Could get you out of bed, but I guess if it if it was one thing, it'd be a bunch of dude in running shorts. Yeah, that helped. Really? And I was out drinking with you guys last night. Should have come in yesterday, Chris White. <laughs> then I'm a better show. Yeah, uh, actually, then I would. I party with the whites. I would have missed. Yeah, it man. Be a no show today. Yeah, would have been. <laughs> Whitey called me like uh, two hours before the show. So we're having a show today, right? <laughs> you know me too well, Whitey. Yeah, the SF Marathon was going on today, and uh, we went out drinking last night because we have some uh, listener friends in town, yeah. plus uh, Schumann's Faggy New Band was playing the Trophy Fire. Is that what? I thought they were, <coughs> I thought they were uh, the Hot Toddies. I thought that was who they were. No, no, that was no? the band before him. That was the Chick Band. That was the band after him. Oh. <laughs> he was the one in the middle. Oh. I don't know. I was outside. The gay band. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. What did you think? They're a little emo, right? They're super emo. Yeah, they're more than a little emo. Yeah. I think even their shirt, which I was wearing, I wore their band shirt. Um, You're that It was guy. like a Dungeons and Dragons picture on it or something. Was it? Even that was emo. <laughs> no. I don't know. It has like some knight with a spear. I got to get it then. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. right? Sure. So I went to that and then got up at 6.30 to go support, you know? Yeah. 
this fucking marathon. Past the water? Yeah. Just to like, <laughs> you know, just you to like, know. just to be there and raw, you know? Yeah. I thought, listen, so I have, how many events a year? I have 4,000 events a year, and Kate the Great, you know, supports me at every one, so I thought, fuck it, I'll go to one stupid marathon. Right. <laughs> So 6.30 in the morning comes up. What a nice up. attitude for you to have. Yeah, it sucked, too. And so I thought, like, kind of the, the good part is I thought, well, at least there's going to be a bunch of, like, sweet asses running around, right? right? Like, you think, you Definitely know, a bunch of healthy people doing the marathon. Sure. At least I'm going to get to check out some sweet ass in, in short shorts. Right. No. Nothing. No. You know who does marathons? No. Ugly people do marathons. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It's because they yeah. don't have a social life, so they have to do something, and running is what they do. People who should not be wearing shorts that short do marathons. That's the issue with uh, running and r- the whole running clothing thing, is that they're always very short and very loose and flappy at the same time. And I never, I don't understand right. how that makes you run faster and you have this cloud of, I don't know, skin cells that's burning when you're running because <laughs> your thighs are running together. I don't understand it either. And everyone's kind of on the sidelines going, yeah, you know, come on, looking good, looking good. And I'm like, who the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> that guy looks like he's about to die. Yeah. They're like sweating balls and about to pass out. Well, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if that really motivates anybody. Like if there was nobody cheering, would they kind of be like, I probably look like shit right now. <laughs> exactly. My form is awful. I might as well just stop because this guy's selling friggin' hot dogs on the corner. Right. But they're, they appreciate it. They're like, oh, you know, thank you for cheering us on. Do and they? Do they go? <laughs> they do. Well, and so, you know, so my girlfriend didn't do, like, the real marathon. She did the, it's called this, uh, it's, a, it's a progressive 5K. Progressive walkathon? Let me tell you what this means. <laughs> Sounds like a casino night. It's the cheaterest, cheaty thing I ever heard. <laughs> Here's what a, a progressive 5K is. She has three months to complete 23 miles of the... 26 mile. No, is that what it is? What? What it is? How many miles do you have to? Maybe it's only like 10 miles. In other words, on a treadmill at home, she has to do like a certain amount of miles. And then today, they just do the last, they do the last three miles of it, right? What? So you jump in right at the end as everyone's going through the finish That's line and do the last three? Yeah. That's what you do. Oh. But listen, so whatever. Is there a you know, good job. You know, I wasn't there. I, w- I didn't do it, right? Well, look, that- running three miles in a stretch. Is a big thing. I would never do it. Right. But to get like eight years to do it, <laughs> to do the whole thing, what's the point? And like, and you could lie. Like you and I would sign up for this thing and be like, yeah, I ran. Yeah. I actually doubled it. Yeah. I, I just did. run back to the car after signing up. I'm done. Yeah. Record so, time. But so there's a lot of people who did this part. It's, right. it's a way to like get into marathons, right? Like you do your first one like this. Well, <laughs> I'm at the finish line. I'm waiting for her. And, and some of these people who are doing the same thing as she did. They're like so impressed with themselves. Like they're going through the finish line with their hand. They're pumping the fists. Yeah! Oh, finish my 5K! Yeah, Timmy. And yeah. they did like, they ran around the block. Right. You know, it wasn't, but they're into it. Ugh. But the, so the, best, the best part is the guy, they, they have, have you ever, have any of you been to one of these marathons before? No. Uh-uh. no. Well, they have a, they always have an announcer at the end. Who's like a, he's usually a local radio guy. Like they get someone who can really get up there and pep talk everybody. And they find like the shittiest guy, like the, I should say, they, 
the most stereotypical DJ they can find right. to do this. Uh-oh, AM morning DJ? Yes. Yeah. In radio, we call them pukers. Why? And a puker, because they just puke everything out. They're like, oh. you know, it goes, look at number 57 coming down the line. Let's hear it for number 57, guys. Come on, let them have it. Bring them home. Oh, God. And it's like they're really into the voice. Yeah. And I have not heard a puker like this in a long time. <laughs> You'd been up all night on drugs or something and just kept going? Oh, man. Man. And they got, and what they do is they put like the, they have background music too. They're really there to motivate. So this guy, he's there all morning going, All right, guys, now listen, the marathon's starting to come to an end. We got the boys coming in. I'm going to play a little jam right now. Let's hear it for number 99. And they blast this shit. Yeah. That's unreal. <laughs> and so, and I look at one of the the five the the, the fake five Kers yeah. coming down the other side, and she's yeah. like dancing as she's running, like an asshole. <laughs> and, <laughs> you have time to dance, sweetheart. You're not running, right? It was Kate, wasn't it? It was Kate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love this jam. And he's doing this the whole time, and he's just he's. Let's hear. You guys aren't really giving it up. Let's hear it for our boy from Castro Valley. Jimmy's coming down the line right now. And he pumps up the music. And, you know, everyone's there. Woo, you know? And people pump it up and give it to them? They did a little bit. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, three people in the room clap right now. This is what it was. Let's pump it up right now for number five. That's what happened. This is all morning. And he ha- so it gets better. Oh, God. So he has this sidekick, too. I don't know why you need a sidekick. They got the puker. He was doing great. Well, you have uh, color and it's you have color play by guy. play. Yeah. You could not have written this into a movie. The color guy, I don't know what he was doing there, and I don't know if this is his profession or that he was just like maybe one of the CEOs of a sponsor. Right. Like maybe he was the CEO of Muscle Milk or something, whatever was. <laughs> and he, he would, he, everything was one word. He would leave the announcer hanging so much. So he'd be, he'd go, he'd go, uh, uh, I think his sidekick's name was Steve. And he'd go, wow, Steve, number five from Castro Valley, just finishing up his marathon. You ever been to Castro Valley, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, here it's great down there. Uh, that, all right, now the first woman finalist is coming in. How about that time, Steve? She's done it in under two and a half hours. What do you think, buddy? It's great. It's exactly what yeah. this fucking guy did. Oh, man. Every time. Oh God! Oh, and he just stupid. Th- so finally, I think the the sidekick uh, kind of got in there. He had a few. I don't know. It was his time to say a few words. Yeah. And uh, he gets in there, and it goes. Um, you know, I think that there that there could be more room for for more runners to come into this marathon next year. We really ought to get more of you out there. And announcer number one feels like announcer number two is dying. Color guy's dying. Yeah. So he jumps in and he's like, negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. He jumps in with Top Gun references uh-huh. to save the guy. And then he goes, and while we're here. What does that even mean? Let's hear it for number 99 from Castro Valley. I love this song too. You do, don't you, Vivo? Yeah. He's just, he's awful. He's like the worst puker ever. Why wouldn't he uh, let his little friend there uh, get more people? Because negative Ghost Rider, the pattern's full. You're holding on too tight, buddy. Oh. Well, that's a good reason. 
And he keeps pronouncing easy city names wrong. Really? People from all over the country come to this marathon. People from Boston, you know, New Jersey, I really? heard some names. And the announcer, I guess as you see the number, it's just like play-by-play in sports. He has people's numbers in front of him. And uh, so as he sees the mar- the real marathon runners coming through, he yeah. knows their name and where they're from. Right. And, he's, and color guy's helping him out with this, too, because he keeps fucking it up. Easy ones. Uh, all right, here comes number 74 from Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> and Steve is like, Tucson. <laughs> That's all he says. Right, Steve. Right you are, Steve. <laughs> right. Yeah. And right behind him, number 499 from Vallejo, California, coming through. <laughs> Vallejo. That's all Steve does, one word. That's right, Vallejo. Steve needs his own show on this network. Oh, yeah. Right behind him, number 794 from Sonora, California. Sonora. <laughs> Where's the guy even from? Is he never... I'm pretty sure he's a local radio guy. Oh, man. Well, maybe he's just goofing on Steve. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, trying to get Steve to say more. Yeah. City names. Uh, it was the best. And there was kids running the marathon, too. That's like, what I heard. Yeah, like, eight-year-olds were passing up my girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> Actually, a 65-year-old woman <laughs> ran past. <laughs> big, fat woman ran past my girlfriend. Oh, man. I was like, oh, you're doing great, Kate. Good job, sweetheart. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm sure she does this all the time. It's big. She's like 250 pounds. So, you know, she probably had a cheeseburger waiting for her at the end. Yeah, she oh. did. But these kids are running by, and the announcer is like belittling the kids. He doesn't realize it. Yeah. He thinks he's just, he thinks that he's helping them out. But he's like, oh, now here comes one of our eight year old runners. Look at the little guy. He's really trying. Look at the little guy run. He's really going for it. I'm just thinking, why not treat him like everybody else? He's, that's belittling to the poor kid. Yeah. It's a kid getting the finger. <laughs> you. Anyway. Throw his muscle milk at him. So, it was pretty funny. Kate did well. Sounds like it. She had to run three miles. How three. could she not do well? I think she had Is this in her three headphones miles or the whole 3K? time. Uh. 3K. 3K. It's a little less than three miles, right? Uh, there's more, isn't it? No. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It is less. She's running in slow motion. I don't even like driving three miles. I'm going to make I'm it. I'm never going to run it. I'm going to finish this marathon. If it's the last thing I do. They give away a medal at the end. Yeah? Um, so who? It's, it just says, it says, uh, it's one of those medals that just says completed. <laughs> Everybody gets a medal. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Medals. it's like the Little League, right? You're all Where winners. No, You're yeah. Winners. yeah, there's no first place. So did, you, did you run out there and put the medal on her and douse yeah. her with a big bucket of ice? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, I just awesome. I threw a bottle of Gatorade at her head. <laughs> just wanted her to feel loved. Yeah. Frozen Gatorade. <laughs> Knocked her out. She's awesome, actually, because she totally likes free shit. She's really stingy, like me. No. So at the end, they. You, know, you pay like 40 bucks to get in the marathon, and they have this assembly line of free food and oh. free beer. Oh. Every entrant oh, got, wow. got a free anchor steam at nice. the end. Oh, that's you, awesome. Well, you got a carb load at the end of a, of a, of a big 3K. Like yeah. You got to replace it. Oh, sure. Really? So Kate's great. Like, it's all bananas and apples and Cliff Bars and Jamba Juice, and she's like stuffing shit in her pockets. The <laughs> lady's like, just one, 40 bucks worth. Just huh? one, yeah. sweetheart. Yeah, fuck that. I paid 40 bucks. Yeah. And so I ran, run. And I ran 3K yeah. today. I could do this fucking shit tomorrow and yeah. do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> Same place. 
It was good, man. It was funny. I actually was really, you know, annoyed that I had to go because I had to get up at 6.30. I was hungover. Well, sure. But when I got there, listening to that uh, announcer. It was entertaining. Oh, I was having a time of my life. Yeah. Everyone else there was real serious. They were listening to him. Yeah. And I'm oh, yeah. laughing my ass off at this idiot. <laughs> he was the worst. We should get him on the show. Yeah. Let's do it. He should be our color guy. Oh, that'd be great. For, for uh, Lunch Me Olympics or something. Even his color guy would be good. I'm saying, man. Uh, it's Tucson's. <laughs> yeah. uh, enzymatic. I'm not even exaggerating. Tucson, Arizona. That's worse than me in Raleigh. Raleigh. Whatever the fuck the right way is. Yeah, I, I'm hearing it like that sounds right to me. I don't understand the joke. I would have been that guy. Yeah. I would have been that announcer. <laughs> I'm the perfect, like, uh, yeah, guy, I feel. <laughs> yeah. That's just me. Right you are, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need is one of those. All right. Well, today's our uh, our yeast show. We got the whites back. The yeasty boys. <laughs> I cued theme music for you guys. Yeah, see that? Yeah. That's the new yeasty boys that song. That was really yeah. lame. Like, <laughs> really. Running down the home stretch. In the, <laughs> back in the brand new studio, we got Chris White. <laughs> How you feeling today, Chris? Great. <laughs> yeah. See, Chris is like my color guy. He knows what he's doing. How was that drive down from Davis, Chris? Not bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sounds lovely. You could have made about 30 bucks today. I don't know what they paid that guy, but... uh, Man. Yeah. (laughs) Excited to talk about yeast today, White? Yes. (laughs) I'll stop that now, I guess. Yeah. You know what I heard uh, that a couple of my listeners said, you know, they're hanging out with you at NHC, or they got to meet you guys at NHC. And they felt kind of funny because the more they drank and, and, and the more the days went on at NHC, they really feel like they know you guys because you've been on the show three times now or so. Uh-huh. And they start calling you Whitey from across the uh-huh. room. Like, hey, Whitey! And then when they sober up the next day, they're like, oh, fuck, I think I called Chris White Whitey yesterday. <laughs> I think that's okay. Yeah, that's I what mean, I said. It wasn't Bloomington, Minnesota after all. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. It wasn't in Yeah, by the way, the, the whole room turned around <laughs> exactly. when you yelled right. Whitey. Yeah. yeah, you can point out the cab drivers because they're not looking. <laughs> it also helps because you, you don't have to say Chris or Mike. You know, most of growing up, people didn't call us Whitey, but they called us the twins or the brothers. Right? They couldn't tell you so, apart. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if they, you know, you just it's just easier not to try. I guess it is easier. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't know you guys, I'd just call you White all the time. Yeah. I, I do anyway, but I'd know you. But if I was one of these guys who didn't, I'd just say, "Oh, hey, White, nice to see you again." Yeah. You know, you're never wrong then. So Mike White, uh, am I allowed to say this? Mike White spread his demon seed. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. What's his name? We don't know yet. Yeah. It's in the hopper. A few Does more he, weeks. A few more weeks. It's almost baby time, right? September. Um, no, August oh. 25th, I think, or 24th. Wow. How about that? So Mike White, I'm practically in love with Mike White. This guy is one yeah. of my favorite people on earth. So are you jealous now? I, I am jealous. I yeah. want to be Mike White's kid. I think he's going to be the coolest dad on the planet. Mostly because he's just real funny. He's going to look at the kid like he's an idiot every time he does something. You know? <laughs> he's just going to go, you know, probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's going to be things. Like, I can't see Mike White disciplining anybody. Right. Uh, your mother's not going to be too happy about that. Oh. So. Huh. I hadn't really thought about the discipline huh. yet. Yeah. Can you I see don't... Mike White disciplining? Yeah. He A lot of suggestions. <laughs> he will. He's, he will be the, that's right. He will be the suggestion king. Yeah, yeah. The planning and suggestion king. It's going to be like, 
Dad, we just tell me what to do already. <laughs> Stop suggesting. Just tell me what I'm supposed huh? to do. You got to learn for yourself. That's right. That's what he would do. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Uh, I think. Think you could, about it. I think you could do it this way. <laughs> I'm excited for Mike White. I know he's wanted a kid for a little while, so it's cool. We'll talk to him. He'll be here in a little while, right? He's on his way. He's going to hang out in the show. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we'll talk to Mike White about baby time. I'm afraid I'm not going to get to see him anymore. I already haven't seen him. He's at home taking care of the wife. Yeah. Is he going to be stay-at-home dad? Is she going to go back to work? I think she'll go back to work. Yeah, she works in San Francisco, so Mike works out of his house. Stay-at-home dad. That's the only way to be, man. Dude, that's a good gig. Paxton yeah. style. It's a wonderful yeah. gig. It's a good yeah. gig, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. There are some other family members nearby. A sister, I think. So Perfect. So it's like stay-at-home dad with a free pass to leave. Leave home, dad. Yeah, with those golf clubs ready to go. Yeah, he can still he can still be golfing, dad. Yeah. How uh, how young are you? Too young to start caddying for your father? I think maybe five is maybe when you start going. Five. I would uh, probably for Mike White. That's going to be about the age that kid will be dragging his bag around. Put a car seat in the golf cart and just kind of yeah. Video game. Yeah. Yeah. Going to teach that kid all those freaky golf moves he does. (laughs) <laughs> where he like where he runs from the blue tee up to the red tee to tee off and all that crazy stuff he does sometimes he he has this swing where he uh you know you're supposed to do like a big fluid motion right where you swing all the way back and you go all and you follow through right sometimes mike white does this thing where he kind of he goes back and then he kind of hitches halfway down he stops and then he finishes what and it's the creepiest looking thing you ever saw and he drives like a maniac like it with it. Straight down. He's good at it, right? Yeah, I think it, it depends. Sometimes it's hitching on the way back. Yeah. You know, and, oh that's true. Sometimes he stops on the up on the backswing. Yeah. He just goes through huh. different things. But whenever you're in a funk, you can just ask him something and he's got some crazy <laughs> idea, but he it'll does. work for a while. Yeah. Hmm. We'll have to get some of these tips from Mike White at the end of the show. Yeah. Golf tips, yes. Yeah. JP, I want you to play the part of Mike White's new son later on in the program. Yeah, I could do that. And let's let's test his uh, disciplining skills. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll I mean, work some up. If he can discipline anybody, I think it would be you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Let's see, how, let's see how his suggestions work. Let's do it. I got some leather pants. <laughs> oh, you mean like uh, like uh, yeah, childhood not, discipline, right? Like, uh, not oh. like dominate. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. I, we'll I see what he's that. into. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. So we got the yeast show planned for you today. We got a couple of good topics actually. The Whites have a new uh, yeast enzyme product out that uh, was unveiled at NHC, and they talked to a lot of homebrewers there about it. So we're going to talk about it here tonight. We're going to find out. Well, I don't even know what yeast, yeast enzymes are for. So for yeast, uh, I assume they're for yeast. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to find out what they. You know, I want to know the difference between that and, and, and yeast nutrients and, and things mm. like that. So that'll be one of our topics today. Uh, why we need yeast nutrients and what they do, uh, yeast enzymes rather, and what they do. And then we're also going to talk about White Labs uh, fermentation trials. You know, they do all of these uh, trials mm-hmm. that involve fermentation. Oh, and yeast. Yeah. To essentially, uh, you know, propagate and, and well, we'll find out. To, to, to give us the, I want to know how we end up with that yeast in the vial and uh, why those are the strains that we have and, and what the whites do to give it to us. So we're going to be talking about that today. And then we'll kind of open it up to you guys, too. Uh, I know we've got Nate Smith in the, in the house with us today. I'm sitting in Doc's chair. I'm kind of intimidated. Yeah, it is. <laughs> my, my teeth are hurting already just sitting here. <laughs> You're in Doc's official chair. Yep. I got to get a gold filling from Doc next week. A front? Wow. No, I no. wish it was a front. 
Because I guess I keep he's he's filled my tooth like three times now. I keep cracking it. Yeah. So he's like, well, gonna have to go gold. Gonna have to go ghetto style. Wow. Because it won't crack. I guess. Anyway. That's weird. Nice. Rims and a gold tooth. <laughs> He's getting up there, isn't he? Just a tooth, not a full grill yet. Yeah. Justin has to crack a few more teeth first. Why do you keep cracking it? I don't know. He wants to look... Oh. I think because it was a pretty massive cavity that he uh, filled, so it's just kind of a weak tooth with a big cavity. Well, sometimes you can crack your teeth in like those glass dongs. Right. <laughs> Get in there to a weird angle and kind of... Yeah, I'm not sure that's what happened. You sure? But I could see how that, you know... Just saying, possible. It might be a reason. I was pretty white trash for most of my life. Yeah. Not like now. No. Uh, so I had some bad teeth by the time I met Doc, and he hooked me up. But gold filling. That's pretty good, though. You're moving on up. I hope he signs his initials in it. To the east side. <laughs> <laughs> be good, right? So you got big shoes. To, well, they're small yeah. shoes, but uh, yeah. a big position to That's fill true. today, Nate. Yes. And I know Nate has some yeast questions for White. So toward the end of the show, we'll take listener questions. I got some emails sent in, and I know Nate has some questions that uh, oh. brewers are always asking him. So we're going to put you to the test today, Whitey. We got some... Great. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> are you playing the part or what? All day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. It'll be good. Yeah. I'm going to get... So what is a... <laughs> what are yeast enzymes for? It, it They're small. <laughs> <laughs> yeast. Yeah. Yeah. Can we also I, play a uh, name Mike White's baby? Oh, <laughs> I think maybe that's how we'll give away our uh, Belgian candy sugar yes. today. From dark, courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. Instead of Drunk of the Week, we'll let... Uh, name the, that baby. We'll do name Mike White's baby. Yeah, his yeast buddy. Well, I've got a theory All right. that he already has a name, but he's telling me and everybody he doesn't. Is that right? But this is something Mike would do. He's just keeping it close to his vest, I think. But he insists that he doesn't have a name yet. Huh. Now, is he one of these guys who has kind of a, a creative off-the-wall name, or is it going to be like George or Fred? You should have him tell you him tell you some of his creative names. Yes. <laughs> He's had a lot shot down. Oh, he has? Yeah. By his wife, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's like Bud. Yeast Bud. <laughs> Yeast Bud. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Make his middle name Yeast. Yeah. Or 001. <laughs> That would be he's great. The first. You yeah. can name him a number. He is the first. <laughs> oh, oh, 001. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't name your cats oh, oh, 001 and oh, oh, 002, Whitey. <sighs> That's a great idea. That <laughs> would yeah. have been nice, right? Easy. <laughs> Maybe the next time. Get some fish and you can call them. <laughs> that way you can get a lot of fish. You can name yeah, all of yeah. the... Uh, yeah. You'll never forget their names. That's stuff you remember. That one there's 850. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Fucking homebrewer jokes. All right, a couple of announcements real quick, uh, besides the big announcement that Mike White has spread his seed. Uh, the BN... And it took. <laughs> yes. The Brewing Network and More Beer are oh. our sponsor of today's session and every session. Uh, we're going to the Eat Real Festival. I'm going to find the URL. Uh, I'm going to tell you. We're going to be... Uh, I like the fact that it's in Oakland, a thing called Eat Real. Real. I'm going to drive down there with my rim. <laughs> Uh, August 27th, 28th, and 29th, we'll yeah. be together in the same booth area at the Eat Real Festival. I heard I didn't get to go last year because I was out of town. No, it was good. You went, didn't yeah, you go really to show? Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. And uh, there's a beer garden, and so we're setting up in the beer garden. And um, Yeah, they have the giant trailer from Magnolia with all the taps. Yeah. At least they did last year. I'm assuming they will this year, too. They are. So they're doing the same thing. Dave McLean was a... A sponsor of it or involved in the beer planning side yes. of it somehow. Yes. That was the debut of that whole 
beer device that they had built trailer. with all the yeah this no. this cool trailer with all the taps on the sides of it and whatnot. It was at the Winter Brews Fest. Yeah, we also. used it at Winterfest. Too. That thing is awesome. It's badass. I wanted my own after yep. using it. I wanted a BN Army container. Can't be that expensive, right? What fifty bucks yeah. or something? Couple, I don't use them. Couple donations. Yeah, yeah. Craigslist that thing. Apparently, man. you can find those people just like looking to get rid of them all the time. So. Right. Because there's like a anybody out there that has them on one. the planet. Call us. Call us. Yeah, if you happen to have a container, <laughs> a refrigerated trailer. Let me yeah. tell you, you'd be surprised. Our listeners yeah. seem to have everything. Yeah. Anyone has a double sided butt plug for JP? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I have that. Yeah. Well, I need I need a, a smaller, a uh, bigger gauge. So we'll be at the Eat Real Fest. It's in Jack London Square in Oakland, August 27th, 28th, 29th. We'll be in the Beer Garden. I know that more beer is actually going to be doing some brewing demonstrations on the brew sculptures. That's right. So even if you already know how to brew, you get to see one of these brew sculptures in action yep. and hang out down there with us. We'll be there every day. Bevo will be there. She doesn't know it yet, but she'll be working her ass off down Shocking. there. Shocking. Um, it'll be all hot and sweaty, like it was if it was like last year. So we'll put Bevo in a bikini, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely not. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in a bikini. All right, so yeah. it's optional. Yeah. Maybe a dunk tank. Yes, Get a dunk big tank. fan of the dunk tank. Are... Just put no. her in. Just put her in brewing boots and a bikini and a dunk tank. <laughs> And when she hits the water, the boots will fill the water and she can't get out. retarded. <laughs> this doesn't need to be in a bikini. Yeah. Giant mash tun dunk tank. Yeah. Maybe we could get a moo of sorts. That Dough in with right. Bevo. You know, I've had a bag of Bevo's underwear <laughs> okay. for the last couple weeks since, uh-huh. uh, since NHC. Wow. I finally, hey, I have two. <laughs> oh, wait. I finally just gave it back to her today. And a bra. And a bra. I've been looking for that. She's like, oh, they were a lot less stiff when I <laughs> when I yeah, left. Them. That'd be great if the. Okay, I need to clarify. Right. I did laundry at the NHC and left some stuff and forgot about it. Oh, nothing yeah. dirty happened. That no. would be great if not she, until after you left it. She puts yeah. that bra on and it's like doesn't fit. It's too oversized. It's been yeah. adjusted. Yeah, it's been stretched. You've been putting it on. She's like, it's weird. <laughs> My Crazy. panties never stood up straight like that before. <laughs> 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 oh, look, he bronzed. The- oh, wait. Right. So, Eat Real Festival, come out and see us. There's also going to be a homebrew competition component to the Eat Real Festival. And there's just a couple of th- It's not like a BJCP competition. They're doing it to showcase uh, local food and making your own of all sorts. That's kind of what the Eat Real Fest is about. It's about slow food. It's about local. It's about making your own meals instead of going to the McDonald's. Yeah. And so, for the homebrew competition part, and I'll get you all the details as soon as I have them, but there's about four categories. And they're just trying to have fun with it. I think that beers are going to be kind of scored on a scale of one to ten, and that's who the winner will be. And it's really more to to have fun and to show people the make your own side of beer. So I would encourage you to enter. Um, I'll give you all the details of, of where to bring your beer and how to do it. If for nothing else, to share homebrewing with the. I think last year something like thirty thousand people went through Eat Real Fest over it was three packed. days. It was a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, and mm. and so you really have an opportunity as a home brewer to share what we do. Enter in the taco beer category. <laughs> yeah, there's a taco beer, which which means you can enter any beer in the world, yeah. right? Just Mexican lagers, right? <laughs> I will be judging, and um, I, really, I do have an Italian background. Listen, I can be bought very cheaply. <laughs> Very, very right. cheaply. Well, we can do this. So, you know, slip me a 20. Let me know what category you entered. All right. And uh, No, but I do encourage you to enter, uh, just like I said, to share homebrewing with the masses down there. I'll give you more details. But plan on coming down August 27th, 28th, and or 29th, and hanging out with uh, the Brewing Network and more beer. 
And uh, we'll be having fun down there. In the beer garden. So we'll be 10 yards from that beer trailer. So Nice. You'll be drunk is what you'll be. Exactly. Because yeah. I don't have to do a show or anything, I don't think. Oh, it's, really? So Why are you going to broadcast? I don't know. It's a big pain in the ass. Yeah, well. Doing that. I'm, I'm going to bring a video camera. We're going to do some video. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. We're going to do some film. No. No. Video. All right, merchandise in the store. We got stickers, T-shirts, books. Uh, you can also go to iTunes and get the Brewing Network app. Um, for those of you who think the BN app doesn't work, um, it works great as long as I have something streaming. So what doesn't work sometimes is me, actually. <laughs> what doesn't work often is me. Right. But when I'm working, the BN app works. So uh, if you've sent me emails about that, I try to get back to each one of you. Um, don't feel like you wasted your money on the app. It actually works fine. I just have to be streaming something. And sometimes I go away and the stream stops and then it doesn't work. So, um, All right. You can subscribe and join the BN Army just by hitting the donate button. You get entered into our more beer donation giveaway, which we do every month. We had two winners last month. We did. And <clears throat> I think this week, this month we're going to give away Tasty's favorite item. Oh. The uh, plate filter. Oh. Oh. And filter pads. We'll give them mine. So, I'm going to stop filtering, I think. What? Oh. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, yeah. Entirely? Because you're going to move over to this BioFine? I guess, I guess if I have a problem beer, I might. But yeah, I'm going to use uh, enzyme, you know, like a gelatin. Now, what about Tasty? Because your biggest thing is when you're transporting oh. beer. Yeah. That's, when, that's why you like to filter so much. Because you don't want it cloudy when you get there. Right. So right. what about that? Well, the gelatin, if it clears it up, all I have to do is just, you know, transfer it to a, the bright beer to another keg. And I'm and, good to go. And then you're good to go. Right. I'll believe it when I see it tasty. I'm not. I'm going to try. I've right. just been uh, giving uh, clarifiers a, a, an even shake, so I'm going to you know give it a good shot. You're going to devastate Shat. He's been your filter bitch since you showed him how to do it, and he like preaches that like it's the gospel now. You're going to devastate yeah. the poor kid. Where's he going to get uh, pads when he needs them? That's what he's I, yeah. <laughs> when he runs out. When he runs out. Yeah, and why he's got an extra dozen or something. What kind of filter are you going to have at that new brewery of yours, Shat? Uh, I think we'll actually play with some findings and stuff. So we'll see. You might not even to help at with all? filtration oh, to help, and maybe yeah. some enzymes, but uh, I, I, it'll be a plate filter for sure. Okay, plate frame, yeah. Not one of those diatomaceous earth. No, is it maceous or naceous? Maceous. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. I knew I had it right. Won't be one of those. I hear those are dangerous. They say de. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, if you suck in all that fine powder, sure. Oh, yeah. is that what you mean? You don't snort it, right? <laughs> yeah. Not that. Snort that shit. I don't know. Try filter, it. Filter your. <laughs> try anything. De. That shit will filter your brain. Ah. Uh, uh, what else? Okay, all these announcements can be found over Twitter, uh, found at uh, Twitter. Thanks, people. And uh, also on Facebook. You, mm. you know, we have like over, Facebook. We have over 5,000 fans. Really? On, uh, Facebook. Facebook. How many fans you got over there on the White Labs, Whitey? Uh, uh, we'd have to ask Mike. Oh, he knows. Yeah. I don't we, think I'm a fan of either one of you. What? But well, it's, it's probably under 1,000. I, I don't know. Yeah. I follow Mike White's Twitter, I think. Or no, just the White Labs Twitter. What It's just twitter.com slash White Labs. That cute little Ashley you got working for you updates that uh, Twitter feed. Oh, I'll Ashley does Yep. I just figured out how to get him recently. Uh, so oh, you I, did? I, yeah. So you didn't even know how to get ago. your White Labs Twitters? <laughs> right. I would hear it from other people about these tweets. Right. So actually, I thought I had done it. Tweeting? But now I got it. Now I get them. Yeah. If you Let's, went to NHC... Yes. You could have met that cute Ashley you got working. I know, right? Over there. She's nice, too. Oh, great. She's not just cute. She's real nice. Apparently, she's no dummy. (laughs) You know, she's not just a pretty face. Uh, That's true. No, she worked in the lab in San Diego. She ran the lab when Neva was pregnant. 
Oh, right. And, uh, on her maternity leave. Yeah. And now she moved back to Philadelphia to be near her parents. So she's working out of her home. Oh, that's in cool. sales and right. customer service, things like that. So now we'll only get to see her at events. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Philadelphia. You guys going to GABF? <laughs> yeah. As, are you going to bring the crew? Is she going to come out for that? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> We're still figuring out who's going, but she's going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to judge. Uh, Mike's probably not going to go because it'll be a few weeks time. after baby. Yeah. yeah. Bring after, that. Bring the baby. Baby bud. <laughs> yeah. Bring the baby. Mike can wear one of those uh, man breastfeeders, you know? <laughs> and, oh, I would love to see my wife. <laughs> and a sarong or whatever <laughs> yeah. those things are called. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, all right. Anyway, so you can follow White Labs on Twitter, too. Send your show ideas. They still go over to Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com for now. C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your show ideas over there. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Well, I think more importantly, everyone should be a fan of White Labs on Facebook right now. Do that. Yeah. Let's rock it. Yeah. Go to White Labs now. Yeah. The first 500 people to sign up for White Labs right now... will applaud you. ...are cool. Oh. They are very cool. And the... Get sec- to go out on a date with yeah. Ashley. The first 500 people <laughs> who sign up right now get to go on a date with Ashley. It's a group, th- it's a group date, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has to go yeah. at once. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to set it up. Is it... Can I unfan and then fan again? <laughs> get eight dates yeah yeah you know the whites uh, are going to be the official sponsor well along with more beer are going to be the official sponsor of bna6 well already yeah. signed up nice. oh, wow. white probably doesn't even remember because uh, <laughs> white and graham both know what i do is i get them real drunk at these events yeah. and then i go so guys i got this great idea here's what's going to happen you're going to rent a big hall for us and we're going <laughs> to throw a party yeah. in it and white for some reason and graham too every time they go yeah that sounds awesome and um i don't even know about this right well no here's what happened for in actuality so nhc is in san diego next year right and since now the bn anniversary party always follows uh, the nhc san diego is hometown of white laps and uh more beer it's not exactly hometown but at least they can truck things down there and have a bigger presence than than they will if it's out in the middle of the country somewhere it's like our summer home i have already requested the days off for next year's nhc yeah i hear terrence the black is already doing that too he says he never wants to miss one again he's freaking jazzed yeah well listen he gets a lot of attention he's the only black guy at the festival (laughs) who's not driving a cab or holding bags there was the only guy doesn't turn his head when they say hey whitey yeah Yeah. actually he probably does <laughs> Were you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> my name is Terrence, not Whitey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hang on, let me take off my headphones that are blaring Hootie and the Blowfish. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this Dave Matthews jam. <laughs> we haven't even discussed details yet, but White, I am fired up about a party down in San Diego. It'll be great. I think I'm we're looking have forward a, to it. Having NHC there, yeah, yeah. it'll be the biggest ever. I think it's going to be the biggest ever. I've yeah. already committed to. I'm bringing down the full band. Oh, like we're going to do a the full. The band is back about. together for BNA Six. Oh, Yikes! Man. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and I might, I, I might even bring in some extras. It's going to be a big band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Nate and I are back to doing our song. Yes. yes. Oh, you yes. are good. Absolutely. Yes. You see, if we figure we plan it out now, yeah. we don't have time to flake and screw it yeah. up like we did last oh, time. Well, so more importantly, you will figure out how to flake and screw it up. Believe me. <laughs> more importantly, you can't say no. We've been working on it for a year, baby. That's right. right. Can't yeah. shut us down. This Absolutely. eight-minute face melt of a solo that Nate's going to do. We have to, we have to find somebody who's willing to play drums to our insanity. Right? That, <laughs> we'll, fi- we'll figure that out. We got Johnny. Well, I'm sure he'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Please say he'll do it. Oh, please. It's a great place to visit. I mean, it was a great place to visit oh. before beer. 
came to San Diego. San Diego's right. awesome. You're right. And now with all the beer yeah. seeing there, the small breweries, the home brewers. It's like the hot chick who gets big tits, fake, fake tits. <laughs> Which is half of San Diego, by the way. Well, yeah. 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 That's why it's a good analogy. San Diego yeah. is the only place in Southern California worth going to. I just want to tell you right now. Mm, Anaheim. Come on. What? Disneyland, Disneyland. baby. Yeah. So San Diego is Give the up, only Bebo. place in Southern California worth going to. Yeah. And it's going to be a good time. Riverside, what? Do you think it would be too much for White Lab's image if we had strippers at, at BNA6? Uh, clothed, uh, but, you know, dancers, I should say. Dancers. Erotic at, dancers? Erotic dancers at BNA6. I'm offended we'll by that. have to put that into the idea pile. <laughs> and kick it around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and by the idea pile, I mean pile of money that you're going to pay me. <laughs> don't you work with do that. you work with all women? Don't you? Besides your There's brother, a lot, a lot of women. Yeah, yeah at White Labs. Yeah. <laughs> so, in other words, mm. Whitey has actually no say at White Labs. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he has zero input nowadays. That's why I moved to Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from there. Oh, we're going to talk about that today too. So, uh, White Labs has an R and D facility up in Davis near us now, and uh, so White's here like half the time, right? Yep. Yep. That's pretty good. All right, Shat, do you have announcements? I do. Okay, Shat's announcements are brought to you today by Fantasy Brewmasters. And uh, you can go to fantasybrewmasters.com, and they're having a it's their Fantasy Brewmaster competition. And you can design a beer and a label, and the winner gets some, some stuff and things. Roll the dice and check it out. Yeah, this is not a joke, by the way. <laughs> go to fantasybrewmasters.com. This is not a joke. Uh, yeah, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> this is real. Did you like my tagline I just made up for him? I hope I didn't just lose that sponsor. Go to fantasybrewmasters.com. Check it out. You can enter. I know that JP has already entered eight different beers and designs. I'm working on my ninth story right now. And, uh, so check it out over there. All right, chat. Uh. All right. So AHA Rally's coming up on the 29th of uh, this month, Boston Beer Company, the 30th, Goose Island in uh, Chicago, then on August 7th, Natty Greens Brewing in Raleigh, North Carolina, Raleigh. August 21st, Naked City Brewing up in Seattle, and August 29th at Avery Brewing in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, also, some AHA Club-only comps coming up, August 1st is Meads, and uh, September 9th is Sour Ales. Uh, September 10th, Emerald Coast Beer Festival is taking place in Pensacola, Florida. You can go to emeraldcoastbeerfest.com for that one. And then, uh, ooh, a big one coming up. The 6th Annual More Beer Forum Competition. Uh, judging is going to take place on August 28th, I believe. Uh, the deadline is the 14th of August, so get those entries in. Just go to the forum, sign up, and uh, get all the info. Uh, what else? We have the 4th... Oh, that was yesterday. Sorry. That's gone. <laughs> oh, the uh, National Organic Brewing Challenge is taking place uh, this year. This is the fourth annual. Uh, the entry period is September 1st through October 9th. So uh, get those organic brews, uh, beers brewed. Enter that. That's a sponsor, kids. So that's important that you guys send some beers over there. And then uh, in Texas, North Texas Homebrewers Association are throwing the first low-gravity homebrew competition uh, I think you get a golden lawnmower or something for the lawnmower beer. Uh, you get a little like trophy. a full size like, golden lawnmower. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, several pounds. Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, but entries are being accepted right now through August sixth. Uh, you can check out that competition. Chickadoo. Uh, and then we have the uh, NCHF taking place September seventeenth through the eighteenth. Uh, same weekend as GABF. Uh, Doze will be there pouring some beer for Hoppy Hour on Friday night. It's always a good time. No, they're not. No? No. 
Doze is out? No, yeah, they're not, they're not doing it this year. Uh-oh. I thought that was the case, because I heard Chat announce that before, and then I thought you had said that, oh. Tasty. You guys aren't doing it this year. No, no. Who's doing it? Oh, the Chico Club. Oh, okay. Chico, okay. Yeah, they do a great job. All right. Um, they'll have some speakers like Brian Hunt and guys like that, so uh, go out for that one if you're not going to be a JBF. And uh, let's see. Oh, November 6th is the annual Calif- uh, California, 32nd annual California State Homebrew Competition. That's going to be at Stern Grove. That's always a good time, and that is on Saturday, November 6th. Uh, for all that info, go to nchfinfo.org. That's all I got. All right. Thank you, Chat. Chat's announcement is brought to you by Fantasy Brewmasters. Ma- Remember Tattoo? What if we could have him do there uh, from Fantasy Island? The fantasy. The fantasy boss. <laughs> yeah. Yes, little Tattoo. Fantasy and then, you know, and then the director calls cut, and that little fucking crazy southern american little bastard pulls a shotgun on people what are you Herve talking about? you never what? did he go crazy he was like he was notorious for just being a complete friggin nutball i like he like have a little sawed off shotgun yeah and like uh, a couple people he like climbs on bar stools and like points that fucking thing at people <laughs> oh, he's a man. nutball well he was now he's a little worm food but sounds like he's related to you he's a little burrito I got to do feedback. Who should feedback be brought? How about White Labs? Feedback's brought to you today oh! from White Labs. You can go to whitelabs.com yeah. and join the White Labs Customer Club. And uh, I hear Chris White is an all right type of guy. And their Facebook page. Be a fan. Oh, yeah. yes. Go do that. What is it? Uh, just search White Labs on Facebook, probably. Want to check that out for us, JP? Uh, I would love to. All right. And Twitter. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Take All right. It is, um, well, yeah, search, search White Labs on Facebook. And, and it's right it. there? Okay. White Labs. Any uh, pictures of Ashley on the Yeast. Facebook page? Uh, no, I'm friends with her. You want, I can pull up? Well, I'm just saying it might drive more fans to the page if... Oh, there's one. There you go. All right. So if you would like to know what uh, the lovely Ashley uh, does at White Labs, you could go to the White Labs fan page. All right. Brett writes in, hey, dipshit. You pay for every 800 call that we make. Why not put the local number out so that we can pay for it? I have unlimited uh, minutes and don't want my sponsorship to pay your damn phone bill. Why not? See, this is what I have to go through. I do a nice thing. I put up an 800 number. What do people do? They bitch about it. Why Why have you made it free? How can it be free? So, suck it, Brett. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Any chance of getting new swag in the store before GABF? Like lunch meat shirts? No. Probably no chance of that. What if I paid for them again? Uh, I don't know if we can... Talk to Reefer. Reefer is in town, and he's our shirt guy. All right. And uh, maybe we can get them done. All right. Um, I like the new design, by the way, from Blobber Glob. I love it. Uh, that's I think what if I you think were going to do one's... shirts, you would do that yeah, design. that's the next one. <clears throat> this one is retired. The one I'm wearing currently. He's retired, item. right? Can I request that if we get lunch meat shirts, you get them in girls? You'd like one too, also. I want, one. I want to rock that. You are so creepy. <laughs> I think that goes against lunch meat. It should be an extra large shirt, <laughs> or extra small. Well, possibly. You know, if you got me a lunch meat tube top, I would wear it. What if we go? Oh yeah. Wow. What if yeah. we got you lunch meat tassels? Definitely not. What, what? is wrong? With well, you? we said to push it. <laughs> What if we just got two pieces of bologna and put them over your tits? Have we never? Met- <laughs> the- Have you ever met me? Like I, this part of my general body does not need to be shown. No. Like anything that covers mostly everything is cool. I see. <laughs> we'll get you lunch meat burka. <laughs> Fine. It's two eye holes. 
There you is are wearing bunch, too much eyeliner. There is a bunch of stuff in the BN store right now. I put in some new things like hot vine shirts and stuff like that. So check it out. And apparently JP will work on lunch meat shirts. Um, um, they're already in the store. Uh, okay, comments about... Remember the... Um, what state was it that passed the new homebrew law? Utah. No. no I don't know. That we read about last week, and JP was the only one who bitched about it. Was it like Alabama or something? Louisiana? Louisiana, Alabama. was it? <laughs> we don't even know. Where's Louisiana? <laughs> Whatever, uh, I've been homebrewing legally for a while. I don't give a fuck. Well, they wrote in because... JP was bitching about how you have to have a permit now. He didn't like that very much. Uh-uh. Uh, he, you know, because you'd have to pay for it or something. So, uh, but Charlie... Writes in, I you know Papazian? I don't know. He, he wanted to say not Papazian, Charlie from the uh, the he's the president of the Red Stick Brewmasters. Is that named after a dog? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. But, yeah. Red Rocket, uh, yeah, Red Rocket <laughs> Brewmasters. Uh, he says the permit is free. Well, they just have to submit the paperwork, so oh, it's, that's it's fine. Then. So it's not a real problem. And he wanted to give a shout out. He said also the person who did most of the grunt work getting the new law formulated and passed is Tom. Degrapont of the Uh-oh. Red Stick Brewmasters. So, there you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got a couple emails about this topic this week. Several of them, actually. Jay, when the show first started, you used to ask for recipes from the pro brewers. And lately, except for Alaskan Brewing Company, you haven't been asking for recipes. Uh, Randy Thiel of Oma Gang and Dan Carey of New Glarus wouldn't give recipes for their company beers, but they gave other recipes. And um, I brewed Randy Saison, and it turned out well. Are you saving all the recipes for Candy Brew It, or am I having too much fun in the chat uh, and not and, and missing your, your asking for recipes? Uh, That's from Dirk McLargehuge. I love that guy. I don't know. Am I forgetting to ask for recipes? Sometimes, yeah. 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 It just, what happens is it's such a pain in the ass. It is. Whenever I bring it up, the it's not that our guests don't want to give us recipes. They just look at me with a blank stare like we assume that every recipe they have is committed to memory. And it's not. You have it on a brew sheet at the brew house, yeah. right? Well, we've gotten that a lot, too. Where it's like, I just don't know off the top of my head, even, right. even when we ask at a break. Because sometimes we've done that and ask at a break, right. and they just don't know, and they don't have anything, and then we come back and just don't talk about it. Well, I'll try to remember to ask for more recipes, yeah. I guess. Well, we should have uh, booking do that. You right. know, hey, uh, also, by the way, we're probably going to ask for a recipe. Could you possibly bring one? Blah, 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 blah. All right, I could do that. I'll make that Scott's new job. Right. Scott the Jew. Make him do that. <laughs> he is. No. You, uh... Uh, let's see. Oh, someone sent me this news story. So you guys hear about the brew dog beer? Yeah. 55% alcohol. And Bevo, I you must not have heard about this because um, you'd love it. It's a 55% alcohol beer. And it doesn't it's... sound like beer. <laughs> Right, there's yeah. that. And it's served there is that. out of a dead animal, like squirrels and shit. Oh, they they like actually that. put you know, the like the bottle inside a stuffed squirrel or what was the other there was other animals too. Oh really? All I heard was squirrels. Was it just squirrels? I think so. I think they must listen to the show a lot, Bevo. <laughs> just because dead animals seem to frequent me doesn't mean I like them. Oh it doesn't? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh yeah, so fifty. What do you think about that tasty? Oh, that's so gross. Fifty. Are you well, showing it to just, me? They're just trying to get attention. I mean, come on. It's all marketing. It though. is right. Yeah. Eleven bottles made total. Yeah, they're and they're like five hundred pounds like, a piece. Yeah, yeah. like seven hundred bucks, something like that. Yeah. So I like. Six, so we had Brewdog on the show. You could go back and listen to their episode, and I I really liked them. I thought they were good guys, and I, it sounds like they're having a lot of fun over there. So I like that. But I do feel like this is just... An, it's kind of ridiculous now, isn't it? 
I mean, it's just it's shock value, right? It's like it's like JP saying something stupid like, "Oh, why don't we put two pieces of bologna on Bevo's tits?" Right? It's like that, right? I'm just saying. No, if- I was fucking serious. Oh, <laughs> I got it too. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, That's if the dead bologna. squirrel holding my engagement ring had had a 55% alcohol bottle of beer in his mouth, Sam would have gotten might laid. Might have been a better engagement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Might not have waited for the wedding night. Whoa. I can't. Whoa. I, honestly, I don't know if I like this whole gimmick or not. Part of me thinks, yeah, oh, it's funny. This is great. I think it's funny to buck the system because people are angry about it. Like some animal rights group in the UK was uh, like, oh, we should respect animals, not, you know, use their dead bodies to pour beer. They're squirrels. And I think, yeah, it's a rodent. Yeah. You First know. of all, you can breed more. You're not going to impact a population. Do I like it? It's funny. It's funny, right? It's marketing. I, I'm not a real big fan of their beers to begin with. But it's just like to get so in the news, I don't really isn't care. It? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. That's what all these things are. That's right. what they've been doing for like a year and a half or two years. Is I, they've been just doing things to get in the news, and it's working a lot. It does work. So good for them. That's really funny, though. That's possibly the funniest marketing campaign I've ever seen. Yeah. Beyond, I guess I beyond, w- beyond the arrogant bastard bullshit, right. beyond any of that. That's I mean, funny. that's all marketing, too, right? Sure. This is would, hilarious. Yeah. The only thing that would make it better is if there was a squirrel penis inside. Oh, right. That's true. That would, would be been. weird, wouldn't it? Well, I'm who sure would, Sam can dip who, it in there for you. Who would drink that? I guess I would do it if I had a beer company, so I must not be against it. I, I must I, I must like it. Because awesome I would totally idea. do that. It's a great idea. Although they have it pouring out of its mouth, yeah. I'd totally go for the anus. Or the wiener. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you have to actually lift up the tail. Just put it on upside down. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Mike White? Nice to see you. How you doing? We already talked about you being a baby daddy. Uh, I was listening. Yo, you were? On the iPhone app? Oh, yes. Yeah! <laughs> All right. Uh, see, it does work. It's a great investment. I think everybody should own one. Thank you. An if you iPhone? don't already have an iPhone, get one so you can get the, uh, yeah, the app. app. Droid X. Spend so are, $300 so you can spend one hundred about $3 on the app? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I, oh, I jacked up the price. Yeah, it's like a buck ninety nine. I think. Just buy the damn app because, you know, uh, uh, why it's so great? Yeah, tell me. Because your website sucks. <laughs> oh! What? <laughs> I love my website. Well, I'm only saying this because you told me this about our website. <laughs> I did? And, uh, you know... You can just press a button and listen to you rather than try to follow all those links. So no, get that's the app, a good point. Yeah, get the app. Yeah, and you don't have to download anything like right. you do on the it, website. All these, your computers, uh, you know, every computer is different, and most don't work. You just get the app and press one button, and you listen to the program most of the time. Most until, of, yeah. until it goes out, then you've got to press it again. Now it's an iPhone, by the way. So you know that we're gonna play name name Mike's baby. Oh, I've got On great ideas. Show. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't yeah. win, but we want to. We want to know what kind of bar you're going to set for the name. Give us a couple. Oh, I've, I've got. I've got a couple uh, ones that have no chance of succeeding. Like a tra- such as a tray. You. You want to uh, let me build up to uh, one? I was researching uh, traditional English names from the 1800s. Yeah. Are you English? Uh, on our uh, on on our dad's side, uh, huh. Canadian side, uh, originally was English. And um, Garth. Uh, my favorite is Gladstone. Oh God! <laughs> I love it. Oh man! And <laughs> done. That's yeah. Winner, right? And, Gladstone and, White, and and great. You know, we just call him Glad. And, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yes. It's like a boy named Sue. He'll have to learn how to fight. <laughs> yeah, and quick. Uh, yeah, so I like that. And then uh, another favorite. Oh, you had a it was very. 
Another popular uh, name that was very popular in the 1800s was Wit. Oh, mm. there you go. Mm. Now that, so you get the beer side. What? Wit White. <laughs> wit White. Actually, that's <laughs> where White's yeah. bad. Yeah. It was good at just Wit, but when you put it that way. <laughs> Our cat at the shop is named Wit. Is that right? Yeah. Last name White? Could be. Now it is. Yeah, now it is. Yeah, Wit White. <laughs> wit, really. and, and I heard you talk earlier, now I've got a new name. Okay. Devonshire. Uh, yeah. zero, zero 005. Yes. <laughs> because my brother has four kids, yeah. uh, other brother, and so he's uh, zero, zero 005. Um, okay. Spelled out. Zero, zero 005. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, be careful. He might, he might end up a little fruity. Get it? Right. Because fruity might, esters on the uh, 05? He might. Yeah, he might. <laughs> You know he'll be a little he'll be a European so who knows <laughs> he'll tend to drop out a, a lot of things <laughs> right he'll attenuate well yeah. yeah yeah he won't finish high school oh, but man. he'll uh, he'll be very popular because zero zero five I think is uh, is pretty high up there in popularity it's right. very high so he'll be a cool kid sure. <laughs> He'll get to. He'll reproduce he'll quite just, a bit. He'll just be a bit smelly. <laughs> as long as he doesn't get buttery, that's sometimes the problem. Yeah. He won't be able to take his SATs. Like they don't have numbers up there. <laughs> right. He'll enjoy living living in a moderate climate. So, what do you think? Uh, you all his know uh, Do you think she's going to go for zero zero five? I maybe for the middle name. Maybe you should shoot uh, a little lower. And Gladstone zero zero five white. white. Yeah, I think it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, you're good job. All right. Okay. I actually have some feedback here for the whites. Uh, this one came through. Uh, Is it how handsome they are? Let's see. He comes in. Hey, Justin. My name's Nate. My girlfriend hooked me on your little show in January. By the way, I think I've addressed this before. Don't put little in front of anything that you're trying to tell somebody. For example, that's a positive. For example, wow, Chris. I hear you've done really well with your little company. Does that sound positive? Gee, thanks. It's pretty condescending, right? Super condescending. Don't put little in front of anything, it's, except, you know, JP's... I think you're just being whiny. Come on. Really? Listen, really? My girl, just listen to the sentence. My girlfriend got me hooked on your little show in January. Doesn't that make it sound like we broadcast out of a room in our house or something? Uh, I think it's complimentary, actually. <laughs> really? It's saying it's a big show, but just try to be a little funny, saying it's a little show. Oh, so you no, think maybe. he's doing it the it's, it's opposite Ironic. day in yeah. Nate's world? Yeah. I, I think don't he's know. complimenting you because essentially this was a little show and it's become something better. Well, imagine if uh, someone goes, hey, I hear you and Sam are doing real well with your little marriage. <laughs> See? Like, then really? they must know what? Sam's penis size. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound good, right? That's a perfect it's, example, JP. Yeah, I mean, thank you. What? Or, uh, you know, I hear your girlfriend tells me you do pretty well with your little wiener. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty, you know. It's never accurate. Little, little is a new big. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. All right. You must have been talking to Doc. <laughs> the fuck hang out does with that him. even mean? <laughs> I love it. All right. Anyway, um, I've been hooked on it uh, like Jamil on heroin, he says. He's a comedian, too. I've since brewed uh, four batches of beer. Two of them are still in fermentation. Maybe when I get something that tastes like beer, I'll send it to you. Uh, anyway, I heard that Chris White might be on the session on the 25th. And I'm hoping that I can call in, but I work the night shift through the weekend, so might not happen. Yeah, well, my question job. has to do with my job. I work on a microscope eight hours a night at a vet, uh, veterinary lab, uh, melting my brain with endless episodes of the Brewing Network while he's doing it. Uh, I've been working in the vet field since I was 16. I'm now 24. Uh, I have extensive experience in laboratory sanitary practice, slide staining for microscope analysis, and microscopic technique. I love chemistry, Have biology, life. and now Zymergy. Although I do actually enjoy my work, I hate my job. 
As I don't have a degree, I had a little too much fun in college, I can't really advance in the medical field. I'm wondering what Chris would think about my experience getting me into the field of yeast uh, or professional brewing in general. Basically, I'm asking, what does it take to be a mad scientist at White Labs? In other words, Whitey, Nate here is applying for a job. That's a first. I think... Through the radio. I think we should have him call in tonight, and we should go through the interview process on the air. Brilliant. That's a great idea. With Nate. And we'll see if he has what it takes. Okay. Right? Maybe he does. You guys have to ask some tough questions, too, right? I think we will. Oh, yeah. So maybe toward the end of the show, Nate, if you're listening at work, you know, finish up what you're doing. I don't want to get... I don't want you to kill some animal and put a bottle of beer up its ass. What do I care? Um... Maybe toward the end of the show, uh, we'll get you on the air and we'll do a little White Labs interview. Can I can I suggest what not to do? <laughs> you may call we, up on a radio show. We recently uh, put out an advertisement for a position. Okay, and I was being creative, and I said we were looking for somebody with uh, an appreciation of craft beer. Okay, and somebody applied a very serious application and a long explanation of why he'd be great for the job and he said he was uh, a world champion in beer pong <laughs> as part of his require uh, is as why I like beer <laughs> yeah i don't think he's getting interviewed that didn't move his application it to the top of the it list it didn't help no. no now what if he plays beer pong with like uh, mirror pond or uh, at least a White Labs customer. He should have said so. Yeah. He should have said so. Right. It, um, it just didn't. Didn't. No. It's, is it kind of like saying you know? So so what is your what's your experience with craft beer? Well, I've been to about uh, four hundred beer festivals in the last yeah. three years and thrown up at ninety nine of them. <laughs> I've had a lot of hangovers. Yeah, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, would that help? If, if somebody said they've been to all these beer festivals, that would absolutely help. If it somebody would? talks about all the beer that they like, great. Right. If somebody talks about how they're a successful drunk, <laughs> not going to work. Well, listen, uh, I'm. I always drive home because my friends say I'm the best drunk driver. Yes, <laughs> it takes practice. So I do would, it a lot. Would that help? I can no. say the alphabet backwards with a point nine right. <laughs> well, I think this could be fun to do a White Labs interview. I already got a yeah. couple questions. Okay, so yeah. Nate, uh, give us a call toward the end of the show. Get your, wrap your work up here, and uh, I would love to do an interview. But who knows? You, you know, I'll tell you, the BN Army surprises me all the time. He might be the next big scientist at White Labs. We just don't know. That's why we need an interview. Right. You never know. Right. Where does Nate live? Uh, let's see. I don't know if he said. Could be a life changer. He didn't say. He did sign out good noon. Oh! Was his salutation. Well, then I'm voting for him, uh, whatever yeah. it is. I don't he know wants. where he lives. Yeah. So we'll have to find out if he's willing to relocate, you know, for one. All right. He'd have to pay for it. <laughs> to, to fly out for the interview? <laughs> to relocate. Oh, to relocate, yeah. <laughs> I've done that for jobs I love. I've relocated on my own dime. I think we all have. If it's within the country, it's not an, uh, an abnormal thing to ask. Usually, when you have to change countries, is when the company pays for right for your move. You know, if he's in Europe or uh, abroad, we won't we won't do that. You won't even deal no. with it. Yeah. So he has to be somewhere in the uh, in the country, right? In the continental U.S. Uh, we're flexible. What about a territory? We love Alaska and Hawaii. What if he's a Puerto Rican? But not okay? Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> right, because yeah. we need more Spanish speakers. Right. 
Puerto Rico would be fantastic. In right. fact, we should advertise there. You, sh- you should advertise there. Yeah. Or in San Diego. <laughs> no, but they probably can't read anyway. <laughs> Wait, which ones? I don't know. All right. Quick break, everybody. Don't forget that feedback was brought to you today by White Labs. Yeah, it was a good Labs one, too. Geez, it was good uh, feedback. Go over to Facebook and search White Labs and sign up for the White Labs fan page. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get all the information about uh, Mike White's baby naming process. Yeah. Right there on the White Labs page. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the new uh, yeast enzymes coming out of White Labs and everything you need to know about yeast. Get your questions over. 888-401-BEER or join the beeve in the chat room. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess, the The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months at the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's up, BN Army? Jake and Mike here from Brewing TV. Brewing TV is homebrew culture in video. 
asking the big questions, who and why. We leave the how to the tubby know-it-alls. Check us out at BrewingTV.com. The first webisode drops May 7th. Like Crosley's pants in a Louisiana jail cell. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Welcome back to the program. Everyone's partying a little too earlier out there. I gotta crack the whip on these guys. I know, right? Fucking oh, losers. Boy. You and me, baby. It was like a 37 minute break. Right? And uh, who's sitting in here at showtime? Me. Everyone, everyone's being lazy. You're by yourself. That's what happens on these party shows, though. It's our first party show of the summer, I think, where we got a bunch of people hanging yeah, out. Yeah, we have a great crowd here. Wow. Got the whites. Got, uh, yeah. Get your ass in that chair, Bevo, and work. Yeah, work it. The thing Dad, that whatever you know what? we're doing. We got Reefer and Nicole in from uh, Indiana. Where the hell they live? Indiana. Oh, Minnesota, right? We got uh, Northern Indiana. Chris. Chris and Sarah yeah. in from Florida. Yeah. Formerly from uh, Missouri or Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. Went from one shitty state to another there, didn't they? <laughs> They're going the wrong direction. Yeah, listen, you got to come west, yeah. kids. And they help you out. Good people. Good Bunch people. Good kids, out. man. Yeah. Having fun. Terrence the Black is out there, I think. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try to get through the show at some point tonight so we can go and have some fun and do some barbecue. But first. But first. We've got uh, White Labs in the studio. In the easy. Chris and Mike White. A little bit later on, we're going to play Name Mike White's Baby. <laughs> uh, but before that, we're going to talk some yeast. So 888-401-BEER or join the beaver in the chat room and she'll take your questions and get them over to me. I've got a couple of them in really? front of me already. <laughs> Um, uh, or, you know, squirrels, beaver, what's the difference? Which we'll get to, so just hang in there. But the first thing we're going to talk about with uh, Chris White is this new product that I found at NHC. You guys were uh, displaying there, and that is the uh, yeast enzyme. Uh, what is it called exactly, Chris? There's a few. The one we were talking about was Clarity Firm. Okay. Which is a clarifying <laughs> agent, I assume, by the name? Sort of. Sort of. See, this is why we're here. All right. <laughs> yeah. So... Now I can begin? You may begin. Okay. First, we won't use the word yeast enzyme anymore. We won't? Oh. No. I thought it was on the packaging and everything. No. Chris, wait, with a change of direction. Uh, no. no. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you why in a minute, but it's why Good. we can talk about enzymes for a little bit. For okay. A few minutes. All right. Because, yes, we do mostly work with yeast, obviously, make different yeast strains, um, but what yeast do for beer is mostly turn sugar into ethanol. And that's done in a series of enzymatic steps. So enzymes inside the yeast turn sugar into ethanol. Okay. And the same with our body chemistry. Most of the things we're doing metabolism, energy-wise, are enzymes. Enzymes are proteins that fold up, and they have an active site that usually cuts something. So you can think of an enzyme like a scissor. Okay. Or like an emo kid. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for laughing. I liked it. (laughs) Okay. So so there are lots of different enzymes. Uh, yeast, for example, do not have alpha amylase and beta amylase enzymes. Human cells do, so we can eat 
um, you know, carbohydrates and and cut them up. Um, uh, starches. Okay. Uh, but yeast don't. So we do a mashing where the alpha amylase and the beta amylase in the malt converts the starch to sugars, and then yeast can eat the sugars. Okay. But brewers for a long time have added extra enzymes. Well, big breweries anyway. You add enzymes to a mash or in. Um, uh, usually into the mash, and then they go over to the kettle, and then they um, they get unfolded in the kettle. So if you want extra enzyme power or something like that, you can add it at different times. So enzymes have been used in the brewing industry as an additive okay. for, for a long time. And an enzyme is different than a living organism because uh, the, the enzymes are inside the yeast, and they do their activity, and then th- another substrate comes along and they do their activity again they don't get used up they have this active site as long as the enzyme is still folded substrate comes along it gets converted to product okay um what does kill uh they're not really living but what inactivates an enzyme is usually heat because the enzyme unfolds just like when you boil an egg you see all that white come out that's protein unfolding and it doesn't fold back again Mm. even if you chill it it's done yeah yeah. Okay. So once you lose enzyme activity, you're done. Um, so since you know, in large breweries, if they're using fifty percent or forty percent adjunct, they might not have enough enzyme power in the malt. So they add uh, uh, enzymes from other sources. And by definition, they wouldn't be Saccharomyces faecae because they don't make alpha and beta amylase. Hmm. So they're from some other organism. Hmm. Um, so the we have wanted to carry enzymes for a long time just for people as, a, as an aid. Uh, they're not as important for home brewing and craft brewing as they are in large breweries, but they still, people want to make a high-gravity beer. Uh, they want to have, they're having filtering problems, so they want an enzyme that's going to help the filtering. So just as some aids, we wanted to have some enzymes. But the company we started working with, DSM, who I've been talking to for a few years, came out with a new enzyme um, called Brewer's Clarex. And that's when we started talking to them again about carrying the enzymes, because Brewer's Clarex was the first enzyme that was made as a clarifying, as a kind of a replacement for clarifying, uh, for finding agents. Okay. So rather than something like gelatin, the, the, the things that we're, that we're used to, the traditional, this is an enzyme that does the same thing? Right. So this is uh, the first enzyme-based clarifying but it's more of a, a preventer of a haze than a, a fixer of a haze, right? Right. Well, because the the proteins that end up binding with um, polyphenols and tr- causing chill haze are proline-rich proteins. So this enzyme that is uh, Brewer's Clarex, which we repackage and call Clarity Firm, uh, cleaves those uh, proline-rich bonds. Okay. So it cuts up those proteins that would later form chill haze. Hmm. Nice. So it's not a clarifier in the sense that... Uh, gelatin or, or other finings work in place of a filter because filtering right. isn't really going to get rid of chill haze unless we do it really finely right right so it's more working on chill haze this particular enzyme you're this talking particular about. enzyme is is yeah for chill haze okay and then just to go back to your correction in the beginning it is an enzyme you just it, right. but it's not a yeast enzyme right you yeah. would never okay. really say that i mean even about the enzymes in yeast you don't really call them yeast enzymes got it uh, they're just enzymes and um, they okay. could be from various sources clarity firm is made is not even made in yeast so okay. uh, so to make enzymes you do big fermentations uh, like you would do a beer fermentation but you're growing some other kind of organism and then you're collecting the enzyme from the soup left over okay after the fermentation all right uh, so it, that's the way any enzyme supplements you might 
take are made, you know, humans take enzyme supplements. We add enzymes to all sorts of food products, cheese production. Um, and in beer production, you don't have to, uh, you know, once they get approved for beer use, you don't have to label them on the ingredients list because they're considered a processing aid. Okay. Well, that's good to know. You have to prove that there is no longer any enzyme activity left. Because you, you don't want to consume it and have the enzyme then be doing something in your gut. Is that what you right. mean? Okay. Yeah. All right. Chad? Well, what are the proline proteins? I mean, are those big proteins that we're worried about? Are they smaller? What, what are those? Well, there's lots of different proteins that have proline bonds in them um, that, t- that, that don't get cleaved by other proteases. Proteases are, prote- are enzymes that cleave uh, proteins. So there already are uh, proteases used in the brewing industry to create amino acids, for example as an energy source for, for fermentation. But they don't cleave the proline bond. So there's leaves these long proteins still left that can that can bind with polyphenol. So lots of different proteins have these proline-rich bonds in them. Where does this use, this uh, this enzyme go in the brewing process if I'm a if I buy it from you? Well it's a good question because a lot of enzymes are added in the mash for filtering or for more fermentable uh, if you want to make a low-calorie beer, you'd add a glucoamylase, for example, that would cleave all the uh, all the carbohydrates up so they'd be fermentable. Uh, so usually they're added in the mash, and then the boil, they're unfolded, and then, therefore, they don't have the activity. Well, Clarity Firm is added at the beginning of, um, after it's chilled, basically, so when you add the yeast, at the beginning of fermentation, and they had to go through a pretty long process, DSM, to prove that there was no en- enzyme activity left in the beer. Afterward. Basically, because it was a so, less, such a low dosage. It and, all just drops out? Or yeah. It's a, okay. Physically, right. or they get unfolded some other way? Uh, there's just uh, just no activity left. After, they you just know. do their thing and they're right. done. Right. Spit. Right. Okay. So you keep the dosage down below a certain level, and that'll be assured. Right. Gotcha. So this, this enzyme... In- but even if... Oh, go ahead. This enzyme wouldn't have any effect over uh, polyphenol haze from, say, uh, tannins in a dry hop, for example. That would be... Not necessarily affected by this enzyme, but there's or? still big complexes of protein, tannin, polyphenols. Okay, right. So yes. So I got it now. Uh, but go ahead. By the time you dry hop, you don't have any clarity firm left. So right, that's true. Okay, yeah. 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 Hmm. So a question on this same topic came through from a, a listener this week. Garrett in Minneapolis wrote, and he got some of your clarity firm at NHC and used it in an English mild. He said it turned out wonderfully. Um, well, what he did was he racked the fresh wort of that uh, English mild. He racked fresh wort from another beer onto the yeast cake from the English mild, which had the Clarity Firm in it. Okay. Does the Clarity Firm carry over? Will it do its job again since it has fought, since it was in the yeast cake? I think uh, I think no. I mean, we'd have to look at that, but uh, because kind of at the beginning you said that unless an enzyme unfolds. It doesn't stop doing its job if it has a job to do. Right. So it would seem to me that if you put fresh wort onto it, it might do its job again. Yeah, well, heat is one of the things that unfolds proteins. Gonna, but they also eventually, you know, over time or other applications or even chilling, they okay. can unfold. Okay, I see. So if your beer is cooled, it can unf- you know, there's a, there's a temperature optimum that enzymes work at, and they can unfold at either extremes. So I don't think you'd have enough ac- activity left even from the slurry to have a benefit of carryover okay yeah i think what he, the guy what he's thinking is that it's like yeast that it'll uh, reproduce and that's right. not the case it's not yeast at all it's an enzyme and it yeah. once it's gone it's gone okay 
All right. So the term unfold and denature are interchangeable in this yes. context? Got oh. it. Yeah. Right. Okay. He also wanted you to know that he uh, submitted the aforementioned mild in his first ever competition in the Minnesota State Fair um, and listed the Brewing Network as his club. So uh, thanks to you and to the BN, he said. And that was from Garrett in Minneapolis. So is this the only enzyme right now that, that White Labs is carrying to, to deal with chill haze? Yes. Okay. Uh, we carry other enzymes that we call ultra-firm and amino-quick that are proteases that almost act as a nutrient okay. because they create amino acids. So instead of adding nutrient, uh, you can add enzymes Okay, that creates the nutrients for you, the amino acid-based nutrients. So that's that's something that's done in the distilling industry a lot too. They you either you know you kind of make a choice. You either add nutrients or you add enzymes to create the nutrients. If it's amino acids, it's nutrients that you want. An enzyme is not going to create a mineral nutrient, for example. Okay. What now, would ha- go ahead. What would happen if a, a brewer pitched the yeast and realized they wanted to add clarity firm but forgot to, and got about four or five days into ferment and added clarity firm? Would it still have any desired effect? Yeah, I think so. Yes? Yeah, I think it would. So it's something you can combat chill haze at various levels in the fermentation. Yeah, because process. it's not related to the fermentation itself. Right. And until uh, until you get these large complexes formed, um, Makes sense. You know, the enzyme's still going to be able to to uh, act on the, on the proline-rich proteins. Right. Hmm. All right, I got a phone call. Josh from Santa Maria is on the line, and he's got a couple questions about enzymes. Josh, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. Um, I, uh, I brewed uh, the Firestone DBA clone and uh, split a batch. I put five gallons with the enzyme and five gallons without. And I'm pretty sure I overused the enzyme because when I looked at the directions, I didn't realize it's a hectoliter at first um, on the directions it's instead of used. And I kind of had an odd off flavor. I probably used about five times what I should have. Hmm. So I'm wondering if that was either, um, it could have either maybe been a, an infection potentially or it could have been something odd caused a taste or flavor caused by the enzyme. Josh, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, you're enzyme rich. This is uh, you. Could, you got to get to the hospital right now. Uh, the beer's already drank. Don't worry about it. Oh, you're good. Okay, I'm still here. All right. What do you think, White? Uh, well, it could be. Uh, it, uh, it's hard to say. The uh, you know, a lot of times you do side by side fermentations, and one tastes a little bit different. But uh, if you if you use too much, I don't think you're getting. Um, I don't think it's from contamination because uh, when we we plate them and uh, they they have a they're really not carrying any. Um, well, yeast I think or, he may, he might have had his own contamination. Would the well, enzyme, that was my question. If you overuse it, is there an off flavor that occurs just from overusing? Yeah. I mean, that's the first I've heard of it. So you don't think so? Uh, but I, I don't think so. But it's it's possible. Could even be maybe a mental okay. thing. Yeah, because you know that you use too much of it, right? And you know, right. yeah, and you're just maybe projecting a little bit of an off flavor, trying to yeah. find something really hard. It still, it still seems like it's low enough usage, you'd even five times that I don't think you'd be noticing a flavor difference. There's nothing really flavor active in it, um, but yeah, but it's it's possible. By the way, Josh just produced the clearest beer in the world, and he serves it out of dead seals <laughs> down there in Santa Maria. Uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, jo- is this the same Josh that saved my ass uh, when I was broken down in my V-dub? 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, Josh. Come on back buddy. down. I moved up to Napoleon now, but I figured you'd know me as Josh from Santa Maria. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll I'll drive my Volkswagen through there again, break down, and go hang out with you again. Josh took me out for some beers while I was waiting for my bus to be Very fixed. Cool. So, Good guy. Uh, I I, dis- I discovered through Josh that I could I I'm the perfect VW owner because I could probably drive anywhere in the country and then send out a tweet or something when I break down and be able to go have a beer with somebody. And Josh proved that to me down in Santa Maria. So, thanks, brother. Good question. A- anything else for Chris? That's it. Thanks, man. All right, man. Cheers. Later. Thanks. Uh, Justin? Yes, sir. Uh, we did a experiment, too, where we did a split batch. Uh, John in our office did a split batch of um, a 10-gallon batch of American wheat. And he opened those bottles for the first time at the uh, NHC. Okay. We didn't know what was going to happen. He made one with uh, Brewers Clerics and the other, um, what we call Clarity Firm, and the other without. And uh, he opened up the bottles. He poured the beers. We took a few pictures, and it's very clear from the photos that uh, one uh, the beer made with Clarity Firm is is quite clear. Is the, do you have it on your? Uh, by the way, Mike White is a nerd and has an iPad in front of him. Do you have a picture of them here that yeah, I can see? Yeah, this on the- is, uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. This is, we opened it up, we poured it. That's the first bottles that he opened, and I took some pictures. It's on our website. All right, go to whitelabs.com. You can look at the same picture I'm looking at. Uh, it's uh, whitelabs.com slash enzymes slash experiment. And, yeah, I can definitely see the difference. A wheat beer, by the way, a smart choice. You guys really stack the deck with right. a nice cloudy it's beer. So it's still going to be cloudy because right. this just does the chill haze. So. But it is, it's very different uh, from, from the, the left side, which is the Clarity Firm. and uh, Sorry, yeah, Clarity Firm on the left and the non-Clarity Firm on the right. I think I'm going to try this. I made a Saison last week with a good charge of unmalted wheat, and it's been fermenting for about a week now. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to split the carboys that i have and try adding clarity firm to one and not to the other when probably when i rack off and go into kegs after the fermentation is done and i'm curious what the effects will be after fermentation mm-hmm. is complete because there's probably with all that unmalted wheat in this beer there's probably a good amount of uh, protein or chill haze that could be potentially in this beer mm-hmm. so it'd be an interesting experiment so i have those little vials that you folks gave away at the uh, nhc so that should be an interesting one Guys must have given away a bunch of Clarity Firm. Everyone's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave away a lot of it. At Everybody got one. Yeah. There's a couple of little side activities that we don't advertise as part of it, but um, uh, it was one is um, head retention. I mean, the the studies that DSM did was to show that there's no effect on head retention, but in these beers that John did, there was actually a lot better head retention in the beers that had Clarity Firm hmm. in it. Um, which just shows that it's not acting on the proteins that are involved in um, in head retention. Head structure. Right. Uh, and there's also a lot of people working on Clarity Firm as uh, looking at reducing gluten. Oh. So we're not advertising that way yet, but Charlie Papazian did some beers with Clarity Firm and looked at gluten and wrote about that earlier in the year. <laughs> okay. And because there's probably rich proteins in gluten, too. And, um, and so a lot of people are looking at that as a way to... So reduce the way to reduce gluten in, yeah. in beer. Interesting. What's the enzyme? Or other food products. What's the source yeah. of this enzyme in in nature before it's isolated for this product? Is it plant based? It's uh, it's a mold, aspergillus. Mold. Yeah. Interesting. Black mold. So Nate, the sissy vegetarian, <laughs> yeah, uh, can deal with this enzyme. No, I ask because some some brewers are concerned about uh, using gelatins and so forth for 
for vegan reasons. Ah, uh, be, because uh, a lot of gelatins are animal. That's right. Based. Yeah. Yeah, but right. most of them are too wimpy uh, from lack of meat protein to lift a beer bottle. <laughs> they can't. Much yeah. less, you know, be worried about that. Just Na- so stuck in you, bed all day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Nate, will you avoid gelatins and animal-based? Uh, no, no. In, I'll, in I'll use them, but I mean, I yeah. don't normally use them just because I am patient enough to let things sort of right block on their fall on their own but yeah. uh, that's an interesting question though and, and i think that uh, i actually think that professional brewers should be concerned about it at least to the point of labeling their beers as yeah. such right well i noticed in the clarity firm uh, spec sheet it lists that it's kosher approved halal approved and there's an allergen statement available that you can get and so forth so i know that was built into the product from the beginning sort of a concern of what you know, is the brewer going to be asking questions as they add this thing about are they now limiting who can consume the beer based on the origin of the uh, enzyme? But mold, I think, is pretty uh, safe one. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah, it's it, living? It's a living creature, Nate. Yeah, uh, jeez. <laughs> you know, no, JP. Just Quite an ethical dilemma for me right now. <laughs> New show on the BN. <laughs> uh, you know, Justin. You a while ago you said that you can't filter out uh, chill haze. You can. Right? Well, no. What I said, I did. Oh. I did qualify it afterward. Oh. I said it without a fine enough filter. Oh. But the average filter that you would use wouldn't pull out chill haze, right? You'd have to oh. go down to something like what five micron or something, or well, below that. For five is really tight and rough. Oh, it's it is pretty rough. Okay. Uh, okay. I do seven micron, and only rarely do I have any haze at all in my beer. And I do lots of late addition hopping. And uh, I see. Uh, Make if you hops. get it cold enough before you filter it, filter and, cold. and yeah, and then get the that's, chill haze to four, uh, okay. it can get caught up with everything else that's filtering on the filter pads because okay. then it's bonded. So, I guess right. those. so things get stuck on the filter pads that are still smaller than the filter pads, mm-hmm. but they get stuck in the matrix of what's getting filtered out. Okay, so if they're attached to other things, the then it will. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's why just... a lot of bacteria get held back in uh, filters, even if you're filtering it. Five micron or two micron, and they're point five, but it reduces a lot of bacteria because of that same reason. Good point. Thanks. Okay, but but essentially, this enzyme is going to allow you to not cold crash as long. It'll do the work of ahead of time. Right. That's basically the purpose of the Clarity Firm. Right. So that's so the way know. it's advertised to larger breweries that it's uh, there's an economic savings because they don't have to hold on to the beer as long and they don't have to chill right. as, as as fast. They can, as right. they can flip that beer faster. Yeah. Rotate those uh, bright tanks. Yeah, so I don't think economic reasons going to have as much a uh, impact in home brewing. But uh, right, although it does, I did have a question of of where this product came about for you, and it, and it sounds like it came about from the professional side. But you thought, well, I think homebrewers will like it too, right? Because we had been talking to DSM about carrying enzymes for a long time, like just just when people needed them, and then when this when they developed this enzyme, it seemed like a, it was a good opportunity to start working with them. And to have that one, have this, have Clarity Firm plus other enzymes when people need them, um, and so it was first licensed in France and produced in France. So it went through the regulatory process in France and then later in the U.S. And then France surrendered it to us, <laughs> so to speak. No, no, we don't want to. No, you take for me. You take. It's fine. No, you take. We don't want to fight. No, yeah. we're not fighters. All right. Speaking of neutral, uh, Tor from Denmark is on the line. He's got a couple questions from you. Tor, what's happening, brother? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I was listening back to the shows can you, um, with the Chris White. and uh, um, On a side note, he mentioned something he called dimethylphite that you could get if you had a slow or late fermentation. Does this ring a bell? From a, uh, yeah, from a bacterial contamination with a longer lag time? 
No, I think you said there was something that yeast would produce if they were, you know, kind of stressed out and and um, were kind of slow at at beginning of the fermentation or something. Um, no, well, they could produce sulfur compounds, but dimethyl sulfide is usually from uh, anaerobic bacteria. If it's oh, okay, and and the aerobic bacteria well, can I'm, take over at the beginning of fermentation if there's a long lag time before the before the yeast yeah, okay. make it anaerobic. Oh, okay. Well, I had a um, few brews that had a really slow start, and they kind of produced this plastic-like kind of taste to them, and um, I was wondering if your new product could help that, if you would have kind of yeast that was was slow-starting or... No, the, that. Uh, the enzymes really don't have any effect on the, on the fermentation, um... Well, Clarity Firm doesn't. Some of the other ones do just for nutrient levels, um, but they still wouldn't really take care of that flavor once you've got it. Oh, if it's okay. if it's like a excuse me, if it's plastic or phenolic type flavor, the only way you can really get rid of that is through dilution. So you either oh okay, uh, and that's how large breweries do it. They just dilute it with mm. good beer, and they don't usually throw it away. But smaller breweries might not have the option of diluting, so they throw it away. Um, but so you know it's a, it's a hard uh, those compounds are pretty hard to mask once they're produced. Mm. All you could do is yeah. is yeah. have a faster fermentation in the beginning, you know, the next time. Uh, but it also might show yeah. that there's, you know, if you have a kind of a slow fermentation in the beginning and you have those flavors, it might show that the wort was not clean enough or as clean as it should be, because if you take if you take unpitched wort and store it um, just in a jar, for, it should be clear and not have any uh, growth in it for about a week. Then you know, you know, once you chill the wort, you're doing a good job. It's not, uh, there's not carryover of bacteria or anything from your uh, wort chilling or your hoses or the way you transfer. So that's a good sign that you're doing a good job with the cool wort if that uh, forced wort test, we call it, stays clean for one week so then if you do have a, a little bit longer lag time at the start of the fermentation you're not going to have those off flavors produced but if you have a lag time that's say a day or two and mixed with uh, the potential to contaminate it in a day or two that wart's a little too dirty to start with hmm. okay well i had the problem with the cry havoc yeast both time I've, I've had this problem so i was mm-hmm. wondering if you know Maybe it was me doing the whole um, yeast um, starter wrong, or or maybe just didn't know know how to handle that yeast. It's you, Tor. You suck. If there's something I. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> are you doing other loggers? No, no, I'm not doing loggers at all. I I live in a concrete um, box, so there's like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we so call, we're sorry to hear that. Yeah, tour over here. We call that a house. Yeah, well, <laughs> San Quentin does. Uh, <laughs> right now, I'm chained to the metal rail in my concrete box. White, will you be making an uh-huh. enzyme that could make my beer good? You know, you just put it in, and my beer will be good. What do you think? We'll start working on that. I bet you Maybe. can sell a lot of it. Which one of your projects? <laughs> we'll call that enzyme Chad. Yeah. that's yeah. Chad is my beer's good enzyme right now. But if I could buy it from you and just, you know, 
flick it in, just drop it in, flick it and in. and and be and become an award winning brewer like right. uh, like Tasty over there. So you mean or Nate the Dickhead Smith <laughs> brew a beer without really being a brewer? Yes, interesting. That's what I'm saying. You can compensate for all kinds of bad brewing practices. Just more like a cook. Better beer through science. <sighs> you can have that. It's on your it, next shirt. It'll come with five dollars. You can walk to the liquor store and buy yourself a forty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just have uh, just have an extra vial available to pitch when you're stuck for various reasons. Right? Uh, yeah, that's your the, the Justin enzyme is an extra vial of you. <laughs> it probably is to compete with the bacteria and whatever yes. else. All right, thank you, Tor. Well, I just have um, want to say thank you to Chris for. Um, Showing up at the Scandinavian Brewers Conference and you know talking to us guys and it was really honor meeting him. Yeah, thanks, Tor. It was nice meeting you out there or seeing you again. Yeah, I hope to see you again next year. Are you going again next year? I think so. They put on a great conference. You go every year. You've been trying to get me to go with you. Yes, yes. I want to go. Sounds good. Where is it next year? Um, I think about the same time. Yeah, and it's in uh, in Sweden. Up, up! I think up by Stockholm or something. Oh, I'll go to Sweden. You know what I'm saying? Can I take no. WW5 with me? <laughs> <laughs> you can. WW5. <laughs> name changed yeah. already? Yeah. yeah. Now it's WW5. <laughs> yeah, well. What does that mean? Yeah. He's more, this one's more of a secret agent. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> more in, more in that was supposed to be 005. Oh, right. Uh, w- the, there's another company that has WW5. That's his nickname. <laughs> WW yeah. is his nickname. Dub Dub. Yeah. Thanks, Tor. We'll see you, brother. White yeah, White bye. Five. White White. <laughs> Sweden, huh? It's like a whole baby. They're making more beer there. Sounds pretty Craft good. Craft breweries. Yeah. yeah. The bikini team. I went to one across the water from Copenhagen. Yeah. You go to that uh, that drug zone in Denmark. Don't they have like a whole city where you're allowed to? Christiania. Like, uh, is that what it's called? Yeah. And what yeah. is that? It's like no laws there, right? Uh, yeah. Just it was go there and punch a nun in the stomach. <laughs> First thing you do. Well, it's... I mean, it was sort of taken over by hippies, you know, in the, I would say, 60s, but I don't know the exact Think year. Berkeley. Okay. Where they just... People settled in an uh, old military uh, base and called it home and never got kicked out. Hmm. I see. But the funny part is they created their own rules. So there are a lot of rules there now. But they're their the own hippies rules. Made. Hippie right. rules. Hippie rules. So okay. to move there, you have to get accepted by a certain percentage of the people. You oh, I can do that. You have to wear patchouli. By the hippies. But it's, it's a neat place in the middle of Copenhagen where um, there's no streetlights. Uh, there's a lot of, no lot of fires going on. And it's in... Um, so it's a war zone. Basically, it's a war saying. zone. So it's no, like... like uh, <laughs> yeah. Like campfires, you know. I see. Yeah. What's Again, Berkeley. Christiania? Yeah. Christiania. It's an old military base. You know, there's going to be a war zone here and there. Which right. Loosely translated means rape. So, so can I, <laughs> it's an awesome place. So it's can very I, relaxed. Can I just walk in there and buy an eight ball on the street? You can. Um, uh, you can buy. It's usually, you know, it's usually cigarettes I rolled see. up with. <laughs> yeah. Lined with LSD. Things. Yeah. Great. That's what I need. But yeah, usually but in cigarettes. I end up so. raping myself. They have a whole section called the gay house. <laughs> they do? Are yeah. you looking it up right now? Yeah. Jim? In 2002, s- a group of young gay performers and activists were invited to take over a house so it could remain a center for gay activity. JP did not have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> but there's been like shootings, a grenade attack apparently in 2009, had his jaw blown off by a grenade. <laughs> Just to keep it on topic, it was gay enzymatic activity. Hopefully. Yeah. Hop grenade blew his... <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, over the last couple of years, they were the Danish government was apparently talking about shutting it down and going in there with police more often. So people were instead of everything being on the street tables of whatever you wanted to buy it was sort of moved to the sides and they had people watching for police oh i see uh but apparently last time i was there i didn't go to christiania but i was told that the government has relaxed their um policing policing of mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. for now i'm interested what about you tasty you want to go i think i will go i think you could fit in with sweden the will fit. Yeah, yeah they'll fit right in there yeah. sure mm-hmm. all right um how much do, back on topic just for a second if we can uh why how much does this enzyme cost whitey uh, the, the homebrewed version. The homebrewed versions yeah. are between five and ten dollars. Okay, and you need much like buying a vial of yeast. You also need a what is it? Is it in pill form? What is the form? No, of they're this? in liquid. It's they're liquid. in liquid form. Okay, yeah. so Little I tubes. need one vial of yeast and one of of, of these uh, uh, liquid formed enzyme packets for one five gallon batch of beer. Right. Is that right? Right. Okay. That's not so bad. No measuring. I like that. You just put it in. And uh, yeah, shel- how go. about the shelf life on the uh, Clarity uh, firm? Uh, what's that like? Um, the shelf life is, well, we... Not, um, on, from the home, for like me, buying it, say, fresh, what am I looking at? Because yeah. this seems like the kind of thing that I would have as a backup. Like, uh-oh, this beer is going to be hazy. I better deal, I'm right. going to deal with it early You on. have a few months on shelf life. A few life. months, okay. Yeah. So that's something... Should right. it be kept at room temp or colder? Refrigerator. Or? Refrigerator, okay, yeah. great. I mean, you can store them uh, at room temperature, but the unfolding will happen right. faster over time. I okay. mean, it's just like heating anything. Yeah. Can you... Uh, a lot of us do yeast starters. Should I just put it right into my yeast starter? Or should I wait until I'm picking yeast? You should yeast? wait. Don't yeah. put it in with my starter. Do I mean, it it's not going to hurt the starter. Again, it really doesn't affect the carbohydrates involved in, in metabolism. Okay. It doesn't really do, do anything there. Um, so... It, it doesn't ever really affect the fermentation, but um, I think it's better just to add at the beginning of fermentation. Right. When you actually have as much, all the substrates there that the enzyme's supposed to act on. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I like it. It sounds like an easy way to get rid of some chill haze to me. If that's your only problem, it's a great, you know, it's a, it really gets you your, a nice product at the end. Yeah. If you have other, you know, issues in terms of clarity, it may not be that worth, you know, as much, you know, bang for the buck. Right. But if that's all you got left is chill haze, Yeah. I had a question come through from uh, Bike Foolery in the chat room. He wants to know if it's effective against hop haze as well. well yeah, sort of a variation on that, that same question earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was? Okay. Yeah, it is, it, it is but if, if it's from dry hopping, you, the enzymes, I mean, unless you add more enzyme, right. you're not going to have any more activity. So for, for um, feasibly, a brewer could add more enzyme at the time of dry hopping to help combat some of that? Possibly. Yeah, you know, it, it hasn't come up yet. Right. But uh, that's fun about this show. Mm. Brewer might try it. Yeah, that's, yeah that's something I might consider doing next time I do an IPA, do one side by side and add it in the dry hop phase as opposed mm. to the fermentation phase just to yeah. watch its effects. It would be really interesting to see if it did pull out any haze from hopping or not from those polyphenols. Yeah. You could then send the photos to Mike White, who could look at them on his beautiful that's iPad right. screen, <laughs> the very high resolution iPad screen. You'd really uh, get to he's see. Got a, a pin for it now. That's Uh-oh. new. Yeah, uh, Chris really wants to take notes on a computer, and I'm doing it now. He's giving me a very envious look. Mm. 
I, I might not leave home with this machine. <laughs> you think that uh, Whitey's going to take it? I think he yeah. might take it. Yeah. Again. Well, he did charge the company for it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so he better be putting it to use, right? <laughs> he doesn't, yeah. hey, doesn't really own it. Yeah. That's why I gave it to him when he went to New York. Right. There you go. I did notice at NHC, it was every time I look over and there's nothing going on, Whitey's on the, the thing, and he's like, you know, so I could do this thing at work. He's almost justifying it to me. Right. So I think <laughs> yes. he's rehearsing <laughs> well, for, you know, he's, when it he's, comes through. He's counting on us to go back to Chris and say, well, you know that Mike, he's really efficient on that iPad. Well, he, and, and here's the thing. One, I'm taking notes on my computer and two, when your internet goes down like it does a lot, I'm still going to be able to be online. Right. Go to whitelabs.com or whatever I do. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And, 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 and it you works. friend him on Facebook. Right. I'll vouch for Mike here. I see him taking work-related notes. He's not yeah. just looking at porno on this thing. Yeah. Not yet. Sucker. How will Mike White's enzymes have affected his new baby? Because he, tra- he certainly transferred some Mike White enzymes, didn't he? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, it he probably you know he's pr- tra- probably transferring more than that. <laughs> right. So we're gonna have to think about <laughs> right. That's the least of our worries. Is yeah. that what you're saying? A whole slurry yeah. of stuff. <laughs> right. Sue Ann is most worried. Uh, Sue Ann is my wife that he's going to come out bow legged. <laughs> The old white bow-legged, and uh, I could, I'm only hoping he does. There's, sure, there's I mean wrong with somebody's got to somebody's got to have that in the future. Bebo uh, thinks it's sexy. I'm bow-legged. There's well, no, nothing wrong with people it. People don't have that anymore. They put your legs in crutches and stuff. Uh, right. You know what? Uh, I want to see him in bow-legged. Yes. You don't want a little Forrest Gump coming out of there. You got to like metal leg him down. You know? I hear you. You're gonna love him no matter what. Is oh what you're yeah, saying. yeah. Gonna come out like a roly poly and <laughs> call up in a shell. <laughs> Sounds like me. What's his come name on, again? Zero zero five. Gar- guard. Come on, what's keep his, walking. Gladstone. The- Gladstone. Gladstone zero zero five. We call him. We call him Glad. I gotta tell you that Gladstone is the best name on earth. It is good. You want me to talk to Sue Ann about that for you? Give her my uh, uh, approval. You can. You can. Uh, you can try. <laughs> well, if if Sue Ann doesn't have the courage to do it, I would hope a listener would. Right. <laughs> oh, somebody use that what, name. what somebody, would they do? What what happens if one of our listeners uh-oh. names their kid after a White Labs yeast? Do oh. they get like free yeast for life? Come on, you got to give them yeast for life, yeah. right? If someone Just that kind, that strain only. Yes. If somebody names their kid Gladstone, <laughs> we will give them uh, home. Uh, yeah, we will give them vials for a year of zero zero five. Okay. No, that's what about if, that's about once a once a month or so, you know. What if they name it? We'll, we'll send them twelve vial coupons. <laughs> but if it's if they if they skip over the Gladstone and they go straight for zero zero five, you got to give them yeah. lifetime or one or whatever. We're gonna we're gonna double up to two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike White's a company man. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go to two years. That's about all you get. Uh, well, tough negotiation. We're gonna go to point zero zero five years for that one. <laughs> Is what we'll do. I think well, more beer would match that. I, I, I'd want to <laughs> see proof on the birth certificate, and right. I, I might up it because zero zero five. I mean, that would be pretty special. It would be very, very special. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with more of the Whites and Gladstone uh, when we come back, and um, we're talking about yeast propagation and uh, trials, fermentation trials. When yeah. we come back, so. How do we end up with this beautiful White Labs yeast in the vial? Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. 
stop. Ferdinand, what is it? Shh. Listen. I think I hear a dwarven ale. What? A dwarven ale. But there's no such thing. I lad, but soon there will be. Hail Brewers! Fantasy Brewmasters invites you to participate in their 2010 Dwarf Brew Recipe Contest. Do you dig fantasy? Have you ever wondered what sort of ale a wizard might come across at his local tavern? Have you ever wanted to find out what a dwarf in ale really tastes like? Yeah, you know who you are, and here's your chance to show your geek pride. Submit what you think would be the ultimate dwarf in beer, and your recipe could be chosen for commercial production as their flagship beer. Entrance must be a U.S. resident, 21 years of age or older, log on to www.fantasybrewmasters.com to register and for contest rules and more details. This contest, they're looking to brew an authentic dwarfing beer of your creation along the lines of a very drinkable brown ale. Registration deadline is Tuesday, August 31st. The winner takes home $1,000, plus they get to see their beer brewed commercially. Go to fantasybrewmasters.com now. It's not some old fantasy character beer. It's f***ing dwarf in hell. Fantasybrewmasters.com Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollytower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The The Time Brewers! When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 19th century Burton-upon-Trent. Ah, Merry England! Something is amiss, my friends. Be on guard! Are these casks of white Zinfandel will stand the Queen's men in good stead in far Bangalore? Ah, hell no! Blush wine out of Britain be worse than microwaving a kitten. Maharaja Dodgers drinking pink be vomiting predominant on the subcontinent. 
Oh, dear, you can't drink blush with Vindaloo. Oi, <laughs> what should I do? Ship hogsheads of this high carbonate water. <laughs> no, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Well, bless me. A parcel from the future. From one northern brewer. Use this Marie Sauter, my good man. EKG at a high rate per barrel makes ladies wet like Colin Farrell. Now quit Burton ruining the Burton Union and get Burton brewing. Forgettest thou not the bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and keep that nasty-ass bog myrtle inside your sackcloth, Brother Abelard. My stars, but this India Pale Ale is better than wine. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we dare. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. Hilo, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. Listening to the Brewing Network. Because, like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Hey, Bebo, can I have a little ranch for my, uh, my. Shut up. I heard Bevo dropped a bunch of ranch all down her cleavage. Yeah, I really wanted to go. Can I get that down for my shirt. It had a bunch of ranch on it. You guys know the international sign for "I need ranch," right? Why don't you show the uh, webcam? Let me show the webcam. You just and I'll try to describe it for the folks at home. You just kind of hold a fist above your face, kind of like you're flapping something around. Uh, but you have to do it over your face, and you kind of have to look back and forth. Yeah, and that's so if you ever have a to restaurant, you know how at the restaurant you can you can hold up for like I need to check, sure, and you just you, you right. act like you're writing yeah. something. Uh, the same thing goes for asking for ranch. If you kind of look up into the air yeah. and and wiggle something over your face, like it, your face was a salad, right, Beef? I hate you. <laughs> just this check. Is the, did you know that this is the international sign for hand sign for crabs? <laughs> Aren't you the one who invented that? No, Terrence and Becca. Terrence and Becca did. Which, by the way, she did. She held up her hands flat and moved her thumbs. So for yeah. Those of you in Radio Land. It's true, though. So if you ever have crabs and you want to let somebody know without saying it, just do that. Okay. Why would you want to let oh. someone know? <laughs> I don't know. How to a, a, politeness. That would ruin a fine surprise. point, JP. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> why does? Why ruin the moment and the uh, the surprise? Yeah. Yeah. You got that far. All right, Tasty brought to my attention oh. at the break that I have uh, skipped over another important uh, White Labs uh, enzyme product, and uh, we wanted to talk about that. Well, the, the UltraFirm, I mean, I, I find myself... Uh, Was it UltraFirm? Is, is that, that what it's called? called? Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, uh, brewing high-gravity beers that sometimes I feel, you know, if I, I, if I was guaranteed to get the attenuation that uh, it's going to make my beer what I'm trying to get, uh, I'd be interested in using something like that. Now, my question is... An enzyme like that is it is it predictable? Can I can I you know can I if I you know if my beer traditionally starts at this temperature you know starts at this gravity and ends at this gravity? Can I like by formula drive it lower, or can I? Or I'm afraid that or my other side is 
is it uncontrollable? I add some, and then it's sort of like uh, it goes where it wants to go. Mm. Yeah, if you add ultra firm in the fermenter, some people do. Mm-hmm. It's designed to go in the mash tun, really? but sometimes uh, people will add it in the fermenter because they've got a stuck beer or they're trying to get a beer over fifteen okay. percent or so. Uh-huh. And ultra firm is a glucoamylase, so it'll it'll convert. Um, you know, it, it's just going to make glucose basically, and the yeast are going to make that. Uh, going to be able to ferment the glucose. Yeah. So if you if you are having a, maybe say a seven or eight percent beer, and you add ultra firm, um, it's going to come down. Your gravity really nice. You're going to bottle it. It might even go lower than that if you still got yeast in the bottle. Okay. Uh, if it's a high gravity beer, say over fifteen percent or so, it's going to stop. Fermentation is pretty much going to stop anyway. Because the yeast aren't there to, to yeah, the yeast just aren't going to be able to go over that. You can make all the alcohol. glucose you want. There's nothing to eat it. So, but if you add in the mash tun, you you can dial in contact time and add them out okay. to get a certain fermentability, okay. and then it's going to unfold and denature in the boil. Okay. So, by, in my in my say my my barley wine, for instance, it typically starts at a number and it ends at a number. If I add some amount to my mash, I could essentially drive that predictably yep. lower. Yeah. Cool. So right. you said it was a glucoamylase. That's something that works in completely independently of the alpha and beta amylase that well, we find there normally, or something that it uh, it acts at other branch points. It. So you can blow up the carbohydrates even more, basically, into right. fermentable Got carbohydrates, it. and give those enzymes something else to additional points to work on than they would normally have. Or uh, well, it's the glucoamylase is working inside of of a protein, so they're called endoprotease. So it's it's cleaving all sorts of. Uh, branch points okay. uh, on the carbohydrate, not a protein, but a carbohydrate. So, um, um, and also the difficult linkages that alpha and beta amylase can't work on. Right. So, and malt doesn't have glucoamylase. Right. So, you could add uh, you could add alpha and beta amylase, um, and uh, there are products sold that way too, uh, and that'll help out high gravity fermentations. But glucoamylase is something that creates even more fermentable sugar, which also makes less. Residual carbohydrates. So every light beer, not every light beer actually, but light beer, Miller Lite was the first light beer invented. It was done using a glucoamylase. Huh. I see. So it's breaking uh, that those down even further. Right. Before, before boil, before everything. Because you still, because those residual carbohydrates have calories. Right. So a light beer, you can get rid of the residual carbohydrates, but uh, now you also end up with a higher alcohol content that has calories, so that had to be diluted. To make light beer, so just like alpha and beta amylase, once that wort is heated to boiling temperature, they're denatured just right. like alpha and betas would be. Right. So that's why it's the best place to, to add glucoamylase uh, in the mash. Right. But it turns out in the craft brewery scene, it seems like a lot of people use it from us in the fermenter because they're doing these unique things, these high-gravity beers, um, and they're not so worried about drying out too much because they're making such big big beers anyway. Gotcha. Well, you know, the same is probably going to be true for home brewers. I mean, most of the time brewers, you know, talk to me or I see them posting on forums, they they have a stuck uh, fermentation. So they're going to they're going to want to they want something that'll fix the problem at, at the very end. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the best time to add that is while there's still yeast activity. If you if the yeast are done and they're already in the highest high high alcohol environment, Adding right. this, adding the uh, you know the enzyme is not going to really help much, right? Right. But people are real surprised. Say they have a beer stuck at twelve or thirteen percent, and they want it that oh darn, they wanted sixteen percent or fifteen percent. <laughs> they and you know the yeast is still in there; it just doesn't seem to be doing anything. Right. They add this enzyme within twenty four hours, fermentation is going again. Really, and uh, and the gravity's. I mean, the, the alcohol is created right away. Nice. So once you give the yeast the fermentable sugars, uh, 
they wake up. They're yeah, easy they, to they, commute. It's depending on the strain you have, but they wake up. They'll get shorter um, chain sugars because right. of this activity right. in the enzyme. And that's, a, yeah. that's especially a problem if you're trying to make a high-gravity beer with all malt. And that's only right. going to give you a higher percentage of complex carbohydrates. Right. So these are, it's breaking these longer-chain uh, sugars down into much smaller chain sugar is much like it would be from a simple sugar almost. Right. Right. Because you have alpha amylase working inside. It's also an endoprotease, you know, creating uh, uh, sugars. You've got beta amylase uh, cutting off maltose pieces from the end. Right. But there's still big branch points that don't get cut up and yeast can't consume those carbohydrates. Right. So uh, a glucoamylase can go in there and break it all up to glucose. Wow. That makes sense. Very cool. By the way, Mike White and I are just exchanging porn links back and forth during the whole conversation. <laughs> We're emailing I mean, he's, you know... He's got some good stuff, huh? Yeah, that's why he's hiding his computer. Well, we know... I got a good one for We you. know all this already, so we tend to check out and... That's right. You know. Are all you right. still teaching at UC uh, San Diego, Whitey? Uh, UC San Diego, no. I, I haven't done that the last two years. You haven't? So, you know... I think you're a good. T- I've never sat in. Uh, actually, I've sat in a lecture of yours up at up at UC Davis when you uh, were helping out Dr. Lewis one day. Yeah, you're a good professor. I'm a I'm a science retard, but I, I do. You make it understandable. I can actually. I, I didn't. I'm not going to lie. I didn't follow that whole conversation, but uh, you make it. You have a way of making it understandable, even to dummies. I think you were probably a uh, coveted professor at UC uh, San Diego. Well, over the years at UCSD, I, I started bringing beer and be- beer. Into the classes more and more. Really? Because, uh, it's that a good example good. of biochemistry. <laughs> right. And biochemistry labs. Oh, and they so loved finally, you. the last year I taught it, I think uh, I read a review because you always, you know, the students give you reviews and it's a great way to learn how you're doing. Um, and I think it was a girl who wrote this review. She said, uh, oh, Enough with the beer already. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So interesting. A college girl? Yeah. yeah. She doesn't. Mm, she shouldn't take an eight thirty class. Come Listen, on. Yeah. let's yeah. face it. She hasn't gotten laid all through her college <laughs> exactly. uh, career. Enough her, with the beer already. I maybe could, she gets in enough. Like, I could I'm understand so that maybe tired. if you were like a big fat load and you were unshowered and you smelled hungover and every day you were coming in with the beer example. Yeah. But you're a well kept, nice looking guy. You walk thirty miles a day. Or no, that's Mike. Yeah. You, you're always keeping in shape. I wouldn't think that the beer thing would come off as offensive. I think it'd be a great example. I think this kind of girl is going to name her boy something like Dave or <laughs> you know, something very neutral. Yes. Yeah, something. There's no boring. chance she's she's going to pick Gladstone. Right. No. She will not pick Gladstone. Four zero zero five she will also way. yell at that young man when she catches him doing keg stands in the garage. Oh, yeah. While well, she's drinking her glass of Chardonnay. Enough with the beer right. already. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Mike White, when he he'll actually critique his son's form when he finds him doing keg stands in the garage. <laughs> you got to get the feet over. You got to get the feet up. More, you just got to so. believe in yourself. You yeah. got to believe in yeah. yourself that you can do it. Yeah. And don't have any yeah. doubts. Oh yeah. By the way, you're 13. Get in the house. Right. Uh, all right. Very nice. Okay. Uh, if we've covered enzymatic activity and the different uh, enzymes available through White Labs, uh, one thing we did want to just revisit quickly was the the price of the. Uh, is it called Clarity? Firm. Clarity Firm. Yeah. Clarity Firm. It's actually a lot cheaper than uh, White indicated in the beginning. You can get about five batches out of one purchase, right? Right, because the one purchase has five different five mil vials, oh. vials in it, right? So I see. It's cool. five, uh, five uh, milliliters per five gallons. For so. ten bucks. Yeah. About, about 10 bucks. Okay. Right. Which, and, now, and that's and pretty sweet. Enzymes. That's a lot. So two bucks a batch. Yeah, a couple bucks each batch. I'm digging that's that. Sweet. 
And the stores are able to, uh, as opposed to uh, professional brewers, which have a few more options, stores can get Clarity Firm, Ultra Firm, and Amino Quick. And the other you don't see them, you can ask for them. What's Amino Quick? That's a protease that's uh, making amino acids, basically. So uh, it's a, it serves as a nutrient. Okay. All right. Hmm. Uh, one last question about uh, Clarity Firm. So when, when this is ideally added is at the beginning of fermentation. And considering enzymes have a different temperature range in which they work optimally, if you're doing a lager fermentation at 48 degrees or an ale fermentation at 70, is that a consideration in terms of the, the length of time you would, the contact time you'd be concerned about for Clarity Firm and how it would affect the length of fermentation? Or is there... No, it's still time? within the same... Uh, it's close enough to the window of the enzyme activity, hmm. so it's not too close to the either side. Got high or low. So you wouldn't use more in a lager than you would an ale? No. Okay. Bug Eater wrote in, what's the difference between Amino Quick and Clarity Firm? He says both seem to be for chill haze. Is that right? Right, because it's it's just that uh, Clarity Firm is more specific okay. for proteins that are involved in chill haze. And Amino Quick, just by definition of cutting up a lot of uh, proteins and amino acids, it's going to hit some of the proteins that are going to cause chill haze. Okay. Code actually answered that question. He said, if you use them both, your beard disappears. <laughs> <laughs> it's of magic. That's There's awesome. Does, it, does the alcohol remain? <laughs> this is what Mike That's White wants to about. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I still catch a bus yeah. on said invisible beer? <laughs> but you can't see it. Right. It's still there. Fabulous. See, Chad, really all that's been happening to your homebrew is that you've been adding both the uh, Clarity right. Firm and the Amino Quick. It's not that I've been drinking it. You've uh, been doubling up on your enzymes. That's it. So stop that, and I'm sure <laughs> the beer it. will stick around a, a lot longer. Okay. So I wanted to move us on to the next topic, which I, I honestly don't know that every listener is interested in this one. Uh, Whitey and I started discussing different topics for his, I think, fourth visit and, and, and how we could discuss new things. And one thing he threw my way was fermentation trials that White Labs does. And that really kind of stuck out for me because I'm interested in what your fermentation trials are and how we end up with these awesome yeasts in a vial. And by the way, this is not because you're a sponsor. I don't know if it's because it's what's available to me all the time or because I find it so easy to use. I've never used a yeast other than a White Labs vial. I've always, I've never tried any of the other ones in my beers. Um, so I really like the, the, the product that comes out. So I'm just curious about these fermentation trials and, and what happens. So maybe let's start simple, White. When you say to me fermentation trials, what does that mean? I've... It's a small-scale fermentation that we could use to evaluate a new yeast strain, to further characterize the yeast strains we have. And homebrewing, in some way, is a fermentation trial. If you look at the the commercial brewing scene, homebrewers are trying to make commercial-style beers in small-scale, five-gallon. I want to do it even smaller than that, because that's typically how we've done our trial fermentations, too. Five gallons, it's easy to get those kind of containers. It's easy to do temperature control. But it's not easy to continually look at 50 different strains in five-gallon batches um, and accumulate more and more data. I see. uh, And look for any changes, uh, look for new strains. So we went to, in 2006, uh, we developed a 1.5-liter system, temperature-controlled. And now we're working on, and that was okay, but it's still a little bit of time-consuming work. Um, Now we're looking at 10 mil 
sizes, 10 and higher, 10 and 20. But in conjunction with the ASBC, the American Society of Brewing Chemists, is looking at this as perhaps a method for breweries to be able to use to evaluate fermentations, um, to do small-scale fermentations, and that's in conjunction with a person in Canada, Alex Spears. Okay. Uh, and so what you're trying to do in that 10 mil or 100 mil, whatever size it is, is achieve the same kind of bell curve that you get when you look at a beer fermentation. Uh, these are the kind of uh, graphs that you always see. You see yeast growth over time. It goes up, and then as the beer, as the yeast starts dropping down, it comes down. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to mimic that same bell curve in a smaller fermentation okay, that you would in a, say, um, you know, a 100 hectoliter fermenter. Or a fifty, or whatever. I see. It is. Um, so to recreate a genuine beer fermentation, right. like you would see in a brew house, right? And then if you, the smaller scale you have, the more you can do. The more questions you can answer, whether it aeration, uh, flocculation differences, all sorts of questions you can say. Well, let's look at a trial fermentation. Um, and even for the home brewer, if there was a, a method they could use to say, well, I want to brew this beer, well, let me try out five different 10 mil situations right. and see which one might work or different yeast strain I might want to use or aeration levels. And then... Uh, so this, this may be a stupid question, but so you create wort, right, to do these... It's, it's, still, it's wort that you create right. these. Do you hop this wort? Yeah. You do. Because yeah. that has an effect on fermentation, too, I would yes. assume. Uh-huh. So you have to have all the compounds that a regular beer would have in it right? in order to recreate a true fermentation. Right. Yeah. It turns out one of the things in the small-scale fermentations you need to add is boiling chips, just as a nucleation point for gas release, because in the small-scale oh. fermentations, you don't get enough gas release. So that was one of the things that's helping out this method is using a little bit of uh, boiling chips, which people, is, anybody who's taking a chemistry lab might know of. But... Um, in the ferment, not yeah, the, okay. in the fermentation, yeah, right. yeah. Hmm. And the bottom of the flat was Erlenmeyer. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, test tubes, test tubes. Right. Yeah, hmm. because you're trying to get that to get that same bell curve. You also need, the, uh, you know, the same kind of fluid dynamics and gas release. Uh, okay, all right. So, so once you match the bell curve of a traditional ferment, then you now you have a control that you you can actually right. replicate a traditional ferment in the test tube. Yeah, that was that's what the ASBC kind of is saying with this method. Okay. To validate this method is something breweries can use if they can achieve that same kind of bell curve consistently. Mm-hmm. One thing that seems like it would be different is the osmotic pressure on the yeast versus a you know fifty hectoliter fermenter and ten milliliters worth yep. of liquid. Is yep. there a way that this ferment is pressurized or no? The uh, the EBC European Brewing uh, uh, chemists came up with. Uh, a method they call tall tube fermenters, mm-hmm. and those were used for a long time, but they're very cumbersome to use, too. It's a big volume, and uh, they're very tall uh, test tubes. Right. Um, to sort of right. mimic that osmotic pressure? Is that right. Would it, would but the SBC never agreed that that was important. Right. So There are other imp- more important parameters, it sounds like, than, than yeah. that one. Yeah. There's other ways of doing it, maybe. Right. Yeah, well, in high-pressure uh, fermentations, I, I noticed that they can ferment... At higher temperatures, without the right. Ill, Ill, the bad uh, results, is that that can be adjusted for in your in your curve, right? You could right. You could uh, yeah. You'll see you'll see less growth growth with higher pressure, mm-hmm. which a lot which less growth because the yeast is under pressure means they're going to make less flavor compounds. Mm-hmm. So you could ferment at higher temperatures and see less flavor compounds because it's not growing as much right. under pressure. Gotcha. Hey Jay. Hmm. Cool. What the fuck is happening? 
We're getting out beer information. I know, me. and we didn't warn anybody at all. We did. We kind of caught off. Got caught off guard. This is insane. Do you think it's too late? No, no, not at all. You're right. We should have. I hope we didn't cause any seizures. Uh, this, I mean, this whole thing is mind blowing. Yeah, this is almost two shows. This might be the best white show we've done. I agree. I would. Really? I, would I agree. Would so, so, so why do the breweries want to do this? I can see why you'd want to do it because you can, you know, uh, improve your yeast, uh, make new strains, whatever. What, the brewery because they want to do their own. They want to have their own lab. They don't really well. There's still not uh, one reason why breweries want it is there's not a good method to validate your yeast is good for fermentation. Okay. Uh, because most commercial breweries. Uh, repitch, you know, five to ten times, more or less, depending on the brewery. So they can look at the viability, uh, the percentage of yeast that are alive. It tells you alive versus dead. But there's not a good method for vitality, how good it is. So the thinking is, if you had a good, quick method where you could take a small amount of that yeast, put it through fermentation, and say, yes, it achieved the right statistical curve, because then you apply statistics to it, too, uh, you could say, this yeast is good for fermentation. So that's the goal, to find a quick, easy method that brewers could use to validate the yeast is good. Okay, now, what are the measurements that they take during this fermentation? I guess cell counts for one. The cell counts uh, use a spectrophotometer. Okay, so well, looking at using uh, light wavelength at uh, 600 nanometers, you could uh, you can correlate that to what you'd count in a microscope. It, you have to still count a microscope and set that correlation up. Once you get that. For different yeast e strains, yeah. But then you can say an OD you know, of 0.5 is this many cells per mil. Okay, cool. And then, uh, like, uh, degree of fermentation, you're measuring that as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Terrence DeBlack is here, and he sent me a question earlier. He wanted to know if it's, is, is, if it's possible for yeast to be racist. Do you ever do that in any of your trials? Uh, have, you ever, have you ever, say, you know, put a vial of yeast next to a, a black object and... Found see, that it, see if it attacked. Found that it fermented differently. You know, I think there's Am a I lot getting of, this right? I Did I get the question right, Terrence? Yeah. Did the yeast go to the other side of the street? That's what, yeah, the yeast, that's what we're getting at. Did the yeast walk to the other side of the vial? What think, about there's, uh, clarity there's a lot firm, of love Clarity firm is a racist <laughs> thing. It we're is? just trying to make beer clearer. <laughs> right. Isn't it just... It's that's a matter of color? The so not the yeast itself, but maybe the enzymes. The enzymes are a little racist. They're a little racist. There you go, Terrence. I've, uh, it's there. It's all cleared up. I'm glad I could clear that up for you. He's giving us all the fingers. Yeah, I'm not a yeast. So, right. so you're a racist. <laughs> yeah. You're an enzymist. So you make a whole big batch of wort, uh, just like I would, and then you're just putting it into these small vials, I assume? You're not making uh, just a 10 mil uh, wort with one no. pellet in it or of hops in yeah, it, right? Yeah, the three-tier system. Yeah, yeah you know, well, it's like a mini, yeah. you know, it's a mouse system. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. You know, for the for the main yeast fermentations of White Labs, it's all made in, in a larger tank of sterilizer, so it's it's heated under pressure to high temperatures and, and put into various tanks. But we for the trial fermentations we can just make it up in um you know, in bottles and put it in the autoclave or boil it. Um but we have big autoclaves too, we could just put bottles of wort in. Sterilize. Where does more more importantly where does the finished beer go? When the fermentation trial is complete, especially, right. I think maybe I'm getting it more when you used to do it in like five-gallon right. batches, like back in the old days. We bottled them. Did yeah. this end up at Mike White's house, I'm guessing? Maybe. Uh, maybe. The 1.5 liter ones gave us a lot of bottles still, too, and we did, uh, that gave us a lot of room for sensory, so we could 
uh, and one of the fun things that came out of that series of trial fermentations from 2006 through 2008 um, was was how good Mexican lager was, for example. You know, right? Um, it, it whenever we did taste trials with the lager yeast strains, the Mexican lager yeast was always. Um, so clean, so crisp, and you know we've always thought of it as kind of a specialty strain. Okay, but um, is it still pure like that? Is it still a wonderful strain? <laughs> yeah, it's a great strain. It is, it is. and yeah, yeah. in so, fact, it's kind of an interesting story because people tell us, "Well, please rename it because people only want to use it for uh, a Mexican lager," and and we 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 want to stick to the name. Uh, what for it, history's sake? Or for, uh, that's what it is. Okay. I yeah. mean, you can't rename a kid once. A, after five years old, you could say, "Well, he's acting this way. I'm going to change yeah. his name." He's right. 001. He, <laughs> yeah. You can't start calling him Sadstone <laughs> right after five years of right. life. Yeah. He's a cutter. He's got a history. <laughs> so um, it, it is what it is, but it, it, it's a pretty special strain. Right. I use it for um, Mexican radio really more than Mexican lager, but that's just me. I'm on one. So Good we're going to start producing uh, marketing materials that are all in Spanish. <laughs> Great. Just <laughs> and, for this strain. And, yeah. just to, or Mexican. Well, we're trying to increase the appeal for this strain, so it's going to all be in Spanish from now on. Could you then call it San Diego lager yeast? Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody in San Diego would know what we're talking about oh, if yeah. it's all in Spanish. <laughs> they would yeah. know. Yeah. California right. lager yeast. Yep. So, and, but in all honesty, because you're saying how wonderful this particular yeast came out, I'm thinking, you know, Jamil is, is in a, a, we all are now, but Jamil's always been a, a big advocate to homebrewers that, that really what you have to learn to do is to ferment. You have to learn the proper pitching rate. Yes. You have to learn to control the fermentation. And when you can do that, you're, you're pretty much going to make great beer. The, right. It's going to be very difficult to fuck up a beer when you can. So I'm thinking that the whites at the white labs are the fermentation masters because you're yeast guys these trials these trial beers had to be awesome master i mean they were at the right temperature the pitching rate was perfect they were air they were oxygenated perfectly right Right. and they had the right final gravities um and it was fun to compare the different strains in the same process and we still do that but uh we're just we're trying to find that's why we're trying to go lower and lower volume so we can still have it you know regularly done and new information. The problem is the smaller you go, of course, the less sample size you have for tasting. I right? see. Yeah, sure. You can still do some of the chemistry. Like, we did a lot of uh, gas chromatograph analysis of the beers that came out of there, looking at all the flavor compounds that you can analyze, like esters and fusel alcohols, acetylaldehyde. Right. And we compare those. Some of that data is on our website, or a lot so, of it is. So for the Mexican lager yeast, for example, in doing the sensory analysis versus the mini-ferment Mexican, uh, Mexican chemical analysis, did you find that the Christmas that was perceived in the sensory analysis matched a, a lower a VDK or a lower esters or those kind of, did it have Definitely. a statistically lower amount of diacetyl and esters and those kind of things comp- compared to other lager yeast as well as the, you know, approval on the sensory side of things. Yeah, there was, there's correlation between uh, the analytical numbers and the sensory for sure. It's cool. Now our panel is not the most sophisticated panel. We don't have, uh, cause we're not sure. Um, you know, we don't offer, for example, sensory uh, analysis. We do a lot of analytical analysis on beers for commercial breweries, but we don't do sensory. But I can be your sensory panel. I am recognized. He's also yeah. very sensitive. If you, yeah, very if you sensitive. get five or six different people <laughs> on the panel the who, who rel- you know, know yeah. their stuff relatively well, and they're all kind of picking right. the same thing over and over yeah. again, you're probably on the And that's what we've got yeah, there. Exactly. We might put... We might... Um, you know, do more on the sensory analysis in the future. Right. Because we do the Siebel Analytical Services uh, now, 
and for them, and they used to offer sensory, but got out of that business. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I love about when the whites come in is you can hear Chris thinking. You can about the future. He's like what, and you know that. Well, he's like planning it already. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm I'm convinced that the Brewing Network has uh, created half of what White Labs is just in this room because his brain really. You know what we think. You know what we could do. We could We're go like to court. Thing. Right. And we could get uh, living expenses. Right. Because we we're, we're accustomed to a certain lifestyle based upon... That's true. Right? Th- this will be the fourth piece of evidence that we yeah. accrue. Yes, we have documentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This well, is the think tank. Isn't this the same radio show that said I was making a lot of money on the Fungus Among Us book? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I remember you got a $200 check. <laughs> uh, a little bit of money. After 25 maybe, years or something. We should probably pay you again, huh? <laughs> right. Well, it's not yeah, my fault you didn't sign a this contract. This was that show. Yeah. <laughs> now, it sounds like you these these fermentation trials are to discover the ideal conditions that your particular strains of yeast will work under. Um, the temperature, the pitching rate, these mm-hmm. sorts of parameters, right? Yeah. Do you, to find that out, do you strain the yeast? Do you piss it off? Do you try to find out what it will do in effed up environments you see what i mean uh, we've done it uh we yeah we have done parallel experiments at high gravity okay uh and we haven't gone past that yet but we want to see how yeast react in high gravity but i think there's all sorts of experiments you could do uh on or stress yeah different conditions that homebrewers might want to look at too right you know, because if you mess up a five gallon batch you know that's a lot of beer to throw away or to do something else with and if you've got some extra time it's a fun hobby maybe take some of the wort you were going to ferment with anyway and do some little one liter yeah. uh, mm-hmm. fermentations, mm-hmm. Right. half liter. And or make a little extra wort. Yeah. 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 We, we've just, done it here just on a on an easy scale where uh, the, I've seen Chad do it. The wort didn't come out like he wanted it to. He's all pissed off. The numbers weren't right, whatever happens. So he'll just, for example, then do an open fermentation. Fuck it. It's not going to be the uh, the lager I thought it was going to be, so I'm going to let some wild yeast get in there. and, and, and So it's a, a trial in a sense. Rather than dumping some perfectly good sugary water down the drain. Right. Yeah. Um, but you could do what you're saying. You, we could even do it on in, in more of a controlled way. We could right. do all sorts Adding of things. Twice as much yeast, right. half as much. Looking or, at tasting that or different hopping right. or. Or Chad could have done a forced wart test. Right. With that little bit of wart he had left over that didn't fit in the fermenter, like Mike was mentioning earlier, that they. Explain that Chris to me Mike, again. The, the forced wart test. You collect it in a, a bottle. A sanitized bottle, and then you don't add yeast to it. Let it sit a week. Do you see any activity or yeah. not? All right. So How if that's cloudy, you? if you swirl it up and it's cloudy beyond just true, you can see, you can tell when you start looking sick. at it more what sick. what yeah. microorganisms look like, uh, bacteria. While you, if you see that in solution, say after the first day, you know your wart was too dirty when you ran off. It's okay. a, a brewery so, cleanliness test, basically. Yeah, because yeah. beer is more than just sour. It's contaminated, it's sour. Well, lactobacillus and pediococcus, you know, those are two organisms that when they get in a beer, they can make a beer taste sour. But there's hundreds of other organisms that can be in a beer that can make it taste a little weird. They're not going to make the same flavor compounds that PO and lacto make, but they might make a beer just not have as much, uh, you know, good crisp flavor. It might taste a little grassy. It might taste a little earthy. So there's lots of other flavors and things you can get from contamination that you don't that you wouldn't necessarily associate with the contamination. It can also affect uh, fermentation. You can have less attenuation because competition from other organisms mm-hmm. that don't necessarily create other flavor compounds. 
Almost sound like a rap song. So, a cool idea. Sanitized bottle. Would a, would a, a clear bottle be better than a, than a dark bottle? Yeah, I like clear bottle so you can see yeah, it. Right. And then and at the end of a week, up, if you're having a hard time telling what the difference between tube and things is, you can open it and smell it. Smell. It should smell like clean wort. Right. But of course, then that's the end of your experiment. Cool. Yes. I don't want to do it. I, it's I, good to know, especially yeah, if you have I don't want to know. Well, I like forcing things, <laughs> so that might be fun. Right. <laughs> if you have long lag times, you really want to know. You want to yeah. do this test. I okay. don't want to know. And if you've had a uh, history of doing these forced fermentations, you have a lot of confidence yeah. in how long you have. Yes. Right. So, John Paul, we just did some Brew Strong shows this weekend, and John Palmer brewed uh, a week ago. And he thought something about they got a new fridge, but he had to move his wife's things out of one fridge in order to use that to control his fermentation temperature. And uh, and it didn't happen in time. So he's had this wort sitting in his fridge for a week. No pitch of yeast. Oh, no yeast. No. And I think, don't quote me on this, you'll, the episode's coming out soon, but I think he said yeah. something like it's sitting at 40 degrees. Uh, but he hasn't pitch the yeast and this would be the perfect time to know because he could now pitch the yeast and have wasted the entire like what a waste of time because right. maybe it's maybe it's contaminated maybe you it wasn't a it. good wort to begin with right. exactly or if he sees any activity already he knows it's right probably not going to get his on desired time. result right now i'm guessing it's john palmer it's probably fine exactly. but you see my point yeah putting it at 40s uh can can if, if it's for the purpose of seeing how clean your ward is, it'll trick you because things will grow a lot slower right. in the fridge. That's why we right. have, so you ideally, have to leave it at a, at the happy growth temperature. Right. Leave it at know. room temp, ideally, or even yeah. maybe a little warmer. Warmer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 70, I told, I 70, 70 75 degrees. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. 75 to 80 if you could go to 80. Right. I can go to 90. 11. Wherever you want. Yeah. JP goes to 11 with sure. all his yeast. Do whatever I want. All right. I control them. They don't control me. So how do we end up with the... Pure yeast strains that that we find in the vial. You've got you go through these trials to figure out the parameters of the yeast, mm-hmm. but you also have to purify the yeast for us too. I mean, that's right. a big selling point for why we go to yeah. you, right? Yeah, uh, that your yeast is clean. Well, it, it takes a lot of people. Uh, it takes a good lab. Um, you know, the people at White Labs really do a great job, um, and it because. We, we have to take them and get them into a frozen state. So we freeze them uh, almost cryogenic temperatures, but minus 80 degrees Celsius. Okay. So they're all stored individually, those temperatures. So there's a lot of work getting them into the freeze. And then you, you, know, you make sure that they're the correct strain from DNA and through physiology, you know, how it performs. And then when you pull them out, then you've got to make sure you keep them all separate as you are growing them. Um, but you've always got those freezes now. That's a, a lifetime supply. Okay. Uh, very small, but yeast grow. Uh, and you still have to check those freezes when you take them out of the freezes because yeast can change very small percentage of the time, but they can change. Uh, yeast can mutate. So the, that's one of the big jobs that we have is trying to produce um, the same yeast every time. I took, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I've got a bunch of lines from Michael Lewis, a uh, professor at uh, UC Davis. Mm hmm. That when I first took his class um, in the late 80s, I think, at Davis, the undergrad class, when I got interested in brewing, I have a lot of things I remember he said uh, in that class because it was a beer class and pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one of the things he said was... You, you didn't write him a letter about enough with the beer yeah, already? The beer <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, one of the lines he said was, when you buy yeast from yeast companies, it's never going to be the same. Uh-huh. Like, you know, from batch to batch. And that's just something that stuck with me. That was long before I even thought of 
starting a yeast company. Yeah. But I just, you know, like, well, why? Um, And it's one reason why is that traditionally, you know, the techniques aren't as good as they are now. Okay. Uh, Especially before, you know, if you just kept yeast on plates, it's going to change very slowly, but it's going to change. So you have to deep freeze them. And then you have to freeze them in a certain way so they don't mutate and stress them. Uh, Then you have to grow them so you don't stress them. So when we take them out of a freeze... There's a couple-week period where we have to validate that the yeast is correct, and then there's another three-week process to produce the yeast. So all the yeast we produce goes through about a three-week production cycle from plate to pack to, to vial. Um, and the last part of that third week is uh, a lot of that's just holding um, the yeast for a QC. So because you put yeast on plates, different plates, make sure it's the right yeast, there's no other contamination, and it has to clear that QC process before you release the yeast. Okay. So we have to judge. We're always looking three weeks ahead. So this is why it takes a lot of good people. We have to think, okay, well, what yeast do we need? Because we, we can't run out of California ale yeast. Right. Uh, no, we'd flip out. You know, or some, even other strains. Which is the same yeah. reason why if somebody English. calls you up and wants a whole bunch of California ale yeast on a you have to have moment's it, right. notice, it's, it can't happen necessarily right, immediately. Right. Yeah. And most of the yeast that we produce are so, is sold to commercial breweries. So right. uh, that happens all the time where somebody needs a lot of certain strain. And we, we just, well, we might have it in a few days. We might have it in a couple of weeks. It depends on the strain. But we can't ship it to you tomorrow. Just, just right. Here, yeah. We can well, most of the time we, in vials because it doesn't, right. you know, it, uh, we, we have certain numbers we try to, our targets, so we go for homebrew vials. But you can't do that on the commercial side because they're in, each strain is sold in 10 or 20 different sizes. Exactly. Would you like to manage this marketing message, Mike White? Well, I'll just add one thing that, um, yeah, we can't ship tomorrow. And... <clears throat> and <laughs> And I'd just like to add yeah. one thing. Totally yeah. don't listen yeah. to that other guy. No, it, yeah. it's because yeah. what Chris is saying is, is 100% correct. Right. Except we don't just, we don't, we, when we get an order, we don't start this whole three-week process. You know, we, we have been in this business for a while, so we make yeast based on what we think demand will be uh, and, as well as what the orders are. You so this read your process customers. is ongoing. So uh, most of the strains we have are available right now. And you are, and and we'll ship it tomorrow. There you uh, go. And and that's uh, that applies to a great uh, number of our strains. Of course, uh, those are the popular ones, and, and less popular. Uh, sometimes we have to start fresh. Uh, a lot of times we don't have to, or sometimes, you know, we know that a strain is halfway through production, mm. and and so it's not three weeks; it's one week. And uh, you know that whole database. Uh, I'll take two minutes. You're fine. And, and, I, don't uh, worry about taste. He breathes into Mike all the time. Well, uh, that whole database of when <laughs> we we spent a lot of time over the last two years yeah. making that whole database of when a strain will be available, Paxton's not here, uh, uh, yeah. available to our our commercial brewers, our customers. And if you're a customer of ours, a commercial brewery, you can look at the same database we look at to see. Okay, uh, California, uh, wish up tomorrow. Uh, another strain that's less common, maybe a week, maybe longer. Yeah. Uh, so you can, uh, in essence, see the same database we see. Now, that's for our commercial brewery customers. Because right. on Homebrew, we're making it every week, and we give, we send it to your stores, mm-hmm. and hopefully they're well-stocked. Yep. Do you just take it off of the commercial pitches, or is it or, or the Homebrew side its, its entire own uh, growth and, and pitch? And You see what I mean? They, so every day, 
every day to two days they're starting new yeast off of plates. So if they're starting California ale yeast, for example, they know a certain percentage of it is for homebrew, a certain percentage of it is for commercial. But that may change over the three week process. I mean, so it doesn't. It's not grown differently or handled differently. We just know we have to. We need so much of it. Okay. So there's a theoretical number applied to it that a certain percentage will go this way, a certain percentage will go this way, but it will change when we're done. Okay. So that gives us a little leeway. If a commercial brewery does need something uh, that we've said, well, this is going to be for homebrew, and we look, okay, we don't need as much for homebrew this week, and it can now be available. And based on past demand, especially if you're commercial customers, you probably know, can anticipate future demand. Like, you can look at when these guys bought a commercial pitch and and know that they have a production beer, and they're probably going to buy that same pitch again in X amount of months. Yeah, but it's true. But for us, it's a weekly basis because what we produce this week, we can only sell this week. That's one reason we try to keep our yeast real fresh. We don't make certain strains one week, certain strains the other week. We can make them all in that one week and sell them all in that one week. So Got it. Um, if we're wrong, we're throwing away yeast. And right. we do so throw away a certain percentage, actually. Right. But that's just the cost of of doing business. Yeah. Yep. Well, I would assume that the, the commercial breweries that use the, the fringe, if you will, strains, no, the lead, the lead time, so they let you know ahead of time. Yes yeah. and no. Yeah. Yes well, and no. if they want good service, they're going to let you know ahead of time. Probably. No, we have to do the best we can as a company to make to strains available as soon as we can because what you're saying is correct, that people will, will use a strain uh, over and over, but it's human nature, and, and it's hard to plan a, a month out in advance. True. So we, well, have, to do our be- yeah. we have to do our best to to uh, to make a, a strains available as soon as we can, and that's why we have this whole future production. Well, especially because sense. the Whites and I are busy. I mean, we've got <laughs> golf games to go to. Um, you know, there are, we've we've got to go. Where do we go? We go Sweden. places. Right. We go to Sweden, and uh, you know, you can't. These things. Yeah. Ha- life happens. We have babies. Really? I hope I didn't just jinx myself with the yeah, we. I was trying. It was the royal we. Better knock on a boner. I was trying to help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, with your cryogenic freezer, yeah. uh, could we put Jipper in it, yeah. for example? Yeah. And, and are you confident that we could keep him there and under a state of, of semi-life until somebody figures out what the fuck is wrong with him? I'm already in a state we of We could definitely life. keep him frozen. <laughs> right. And he won't change. You could. And he won't sure. change a bit, right? He'll yeah. be, he won't right. change. But whether he could be resuscitated? Uh, that's the question. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> no we, but we could maybe keep him there long enough um, until somebody figured out the resuscitation problem. Yeah. Right. A lot of uh-uh. people have relied on that idea. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, Justin, you're actually getting into our future business plan. I, 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 is it we're, I, we're, we're getting a whole new building? Just instead of forget the yeast, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a big freezer. And right. we're going to put oh, all, yeah. the, all yeah. the homebrewing people in it who want to go in there. <laughs> all the, the homebrewing. I mean, it's, it's, so it's like Auschwitz for homebrewers? Is that what you're saying? You have to show a history of homebrewing to be able mic. to get into. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not really comfortable with freeze-drying JP because he's a person, and generally sometimes I like him. Maybe we could start smaller with like his cats. Now that's just cruel, Bebo. Yeah, and, and I frankly yeah. am disgusted. That's not Christian. <laughs> yeah, that is not very Fine. Christian. Freeze dry the bastard. I All don't right, care. thank you. That's yeah, we could start with some skin well, cells. Well, maybe yeah, just yeah, a piece of JP. Yeah, yeah. maybe a piece that he never uses. For like example. His penis. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> Jesus. JP oh. just gave her the look of oh. Uh, oh. cryogenic freezing. <laughs> Talking about my he garbage just... cock like that. <laughs> <laughs> he just cryogenically froze Bevo with his eyes. Yeah, I would. <laughs> uh, she's probably cold enough downstairs. I just, all right, Ow. I just was curious about this this near cryogenic freezer of yours. What did you say? Sure. Minus eighty C. Yes. 
Good lord! Wow. So we sort of we call it. It's called ultra frozen. But. That's like how Coors Light should be served. I think. Yeah. Minus yeah. eighty C. Or brewed. You don't see the yeah. Blue Mountains unless yeah. it's minus eighty C. <laughs> yeah. Where if you, if you drop a can, it just breaks. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Terminator style. Yeah. <laughs> Vortex, I think, is needed too. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you need a vortex in your uh, vials. Yeah. Oh, can you? Yeah. Co- if oh, you yes. had the vortex ah. vial, Mike White, write this Man. down. Then <laughs> I think you would sell a hell of a lot more vials with the vortex. <laughs> I get guaranteed to pour five percent more air as you of the pour vial. it out. Yeah, it, it, exactly. If, oh, and maybe instead of returning a cold blue, uh, you know. Uh, you guys recommend leaving the vial out for like overnight uh, to right. get it up to, to you know maybe the maybe it turned a nice uh, and it turns warm, white a nice warm oh, brown oh it no. turns white <laughs> <laughs> yeah just the label yeah. and then you know it's at pitching temperature or uh, Gladstone's face comes up. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And says, now we're yeah. Daddy yeah. says it's yeah. pitching time. With his little oh, 005 gosh. shirt. Yeah. Comes out. Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> Mike White likes that I one. I like it. <laughs> Uh, Let's get uh, Ashley on the phone and have her sell some of this shit right now. Gladstone's yeah. face on every vial. Oh. We'll write that commercial for you guys this week. Don't yeah. worry about it. The brand with the baby on the vial. <laughs> it's like the new Gerber. Yeah. You oh. have to give him an Asian nose. <laughs> he's probably going to have an Asian nose, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Mike White's. No, he's not racist. He's, he's married to an Asian, JP. Yeah, I know, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the most random shit. Yeah. You have to give him an Asian nose and show him in a car wreck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sue Ann, I take that back. Except for the part that's true. Except for I don't. (laughs) Except for not. Except for the part of that stereotype that's true. All right. Just the top of the nose is gone. Otherwise, he has a, he's going to have a perfectly cool nose. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. Just the top is not there. So it's going to be a, a, a bow-legged, no top of the nose. Yeah. Let yeah. me just. I just. I want to take notes because I'm. I think we can predict the baby who's Pro- good at music. Probably short. Probably a little short. Yeah. yeah. Probably kind of stocky. Yeah. Stocky is fine. Mo yeah. Howard haircut. Yeah. The bowl cut. Yeah. Right. Bowl cut. <laughs> Mo Howard. Is is that? That's not from the whites. That's the Asian side. Yeah. I see. Yeah. It has to be a bowl. Sue Ann only. You know, well, it's time for a haircut. <laughs> Put the bowl on. Yeah. Uh, probably uh, some sort of wind instrument. Maybe a bow. Maybe a violin. I see. Uh, good at mm-hmm. math. <laughs> Very good at. In fact, possibly a future yeah. chemist. Fantastic. We'll have that going for us. Yes. <laughs> Probably also and, uh, good at golf. Probably just knowing the whites. Golf. Yeah. And but not in the traditional good way like you'd watch on the PGA tour, in the freaky Mike White way. Where like right. I can bank it off the tree and still make it in the hole <laughs> yeah, that because way. I'm good at trigonometry. Right. Yeah. Well, my most recent swing, I think, is really effective. Is that right? I haven't seen it. And, uh, I uh, stick the club up my ass and I fart it out. <laughs> what is it now, Mike White? I I, I had to unveil it. Uh, it's really successful. Has your brother and, uh, seen it yet? No, he hasn't seen. Oh. He hasn't seen the new version. Another I one. Only, of my I only weapons. found it after after a fifty two, and then the new swing sh- turned into a forty two. Oh. so it's what? And, and, well, and by the way, these are how they always come about. Chris White, back me up here. What happens is Mike White does well for a while, yeah, and then he has one bad round. But he's got this notebook full right. of crazy shit that he's right. been doing, you know, the whole six months or whatever that things have been going well. And so he makes one wacky correction, right. has one good game, and is convinced that it was... Well, you have to... I had, I had the one swing work for two months. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then it, it, it collapsed. Right. Well, what so, happens? How does it... it uh, maybe you need swing trials. You know, the, the, <laughs> right. the, 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 the ball goes uh, sideways. So uh, so now we're we're working on something that's really going to work for a while. 
for at least two games. Just throwing it. A, a I'm decent, just going to throw the no, ball down the fairway. A decent swing will last two games. Right. And then this one might last two months, like the last one. <laughs> See, and this is actually what I love about Mike White, because I'll always, on the course, when I'm doing real bad, I'll say things like, I, I need to go get lessons or something. And Mike White, every time, invariably, no, 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 no. You don't need lessons. Just try this. <laughs> and he gives me some, like, you know. Voodoo nonsense. Yeah, stand on one leg. Yeah. He should start making little, uh, like, necklaces and pieces for you to wear. <laughs> try Just drink this before every round. But he saved me a lot of money with this advice yeah, because well. I've never gone to get lessons. Like, Would how you do you, really well, the, the whole theory is how do you become a great home brewer? Well, it's because by brewing a lot, right? Right. The same thing about golf. You just got to golf a lot yeah. and, and figure things out. And you got to figure it out on your own because that's the only way you can be successful. The only way you can be a successful home brewer is to brew on your own and be great at it. And it doesn't take one or two times. It takes a lot of times. Right. And you can't go get that through a textbook, you know, and you got to start out with good ingredients. Right. But... But you can't uh, get you it gotta, by say you got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Find out what works and do it. I well, disagree a little bit because I took a golf class. Yeah, and you have to have some uh, kind so of hand-eye coordination. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, uh, you have to. Have well, that, that's what's. But. Well, sure, that's what you come to the game with, and and if you're really good at it, great. And if you don't have that, don't try. Right. No, just keep going out and suck. Or any and other just, sport for that matter. <laughs> just, just, and that's why. That's like me. Right. And just, just walk sport. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk fast. If you suck, walk fast. Just walk fast. Because it looks good. Yeah. If you suck, look. I look good on the course, for example. Uh, I have uh, a matching outfit. Can't imagine anywhere. He's got great, anywhere he's got great shoes. Yeah. yeah. And so that's my golf. My golf game is 90% image. Shoes. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's 90% oh God, shoes. <laughs> Will Gladstone be baptized in 005 or as oh. some more esoteric string? Wow, these are great ideas. Keep them coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, by the way, we're going to have to have a sit down with Sue Ann, I think, yes. you, you and me, JP, just to help Mike White out because. That's all it would be for. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it's web content because we could video all of this. And, uh, I think we should. If it's, if it's web content, I think maybe she'll go with it because it's, it's your livelihood. Right. Mike White. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Great. You all right, Chris? Yes. <laughs> Sit back. Yeah. Chilling. See, we're blowing your mind now. Yeah. Because yeah. you've blown ours. Yes. One word answer. That's all he needs, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I just... Uh, How you doing, Chris? I was debating whether I would tell you what Mike's one uh, trick in golf that I, I didn't think worked very well, and I hope he doesn't repeat. Oh. He was having a particularly bad round, so he tried uh, topless golfing. You're kidding. Just to, just to shake things up a little bit. Hot. Mike White, is this true? Well, it's not something I, I take with a lot of pride. <laughs> but the, here's a background story. We're, we're having a lot of fun. We're, we're, uh, we're golfing with a, uh, brewer, starts. We're a brewer friend of ours, and I was in his cart. And Chris, being playing a good game, was with another friend of ours, and he was in the serious cart. I was in the fun cart. What course? <laughs> what, what course are you on here? Hagen Oaks in, uh, Oaks in Sacramento. Okay. And, and brewing with the, this brewer friend. He hadn't been out for a while. He was injured, and we're having a great time. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not playing well. And all of a sudden, I thought, I'm hitting the ball, and I'm moving sideways. That worked for a few shots. And I, I keep, and that, that didn't work, so then I took off my shirt. <laughs> and, and, um, Naturally. That would, yeah, it's a logical thing to do. Yeah. That, uh, that, sure. That worked, and it lasted for a couple holes. <laughs> and then it didn't work, so I put my shirt back on. Okay. But we kept the idea of the 
the fun cart going. It was we were having fun as we were playing, and these right. and Chris, he was very serious. Sure, you know he just needed to be t- fifteen or twenty shots worse like me, and he'd be having fun. Now the the shirt taking off didn't make White less serious. He looked at you sternly, didn't he? He looked at me concerned. <laughs> he kind of gave that that fatherly yeah. look, like hmm. That's, right. That's not right. Right. We're getting thrown <laughs> off this course. Yeah. Well, uh, Chris White is a stickler for the course rules. He's concerned about those things. Well, you have to be, especially yeah. in a place. Although I am too. That. I mean, I, I right. You know, Chris uh, violates rules. Like he'll put his card on the on the on the uh, on the uh, tee box, and really? I, I could very well not have my shirt on, but I'll still make sure that my cart is not on the, on the right. Tee box. You can get your nine iron pulled for that kind of nonsense, <laughs> Chris. You're lucky. Oh, I haven't had my nine iron pulled in a while. See, I've done that the little little bit uh, what Mike's talking about. I, I was shooting a bad game once, and I just pulled my right nut out. Right. You worked did, you did really well. Out. Yeah. yeah. Just, just worked real well. Do not give him ideas. <laughs> oh. yeah, Whitey's not enjoying this. <laughs> Put him in the ball washer. So this this lasted about two holes, and yeah. it didn't it didn't continue, and I haven't done it since. It's uh, not a trend. Okay. It's not part of my new golf swing. You weren't wearing your hop grenade polo that day, I assume. No, no, I wasn't. Certainly not during the few holes where it was. I, I think I, am um, not sure what I was wearing. You look good in that hop grenade polo. Yeah, I'll, it's I'll a great tell you right shirt. now. It really yeah. is. Unbuttoned a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just got the top one. Yeah. Showing a little chain. Yeah. Yeah. Putting out the vibe. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. He's a player. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to take us to a quick break. Right. I have a shitload of questions in front of me for you, White. Okay, uh, just you know, random East questions, different things about propagation. It's be a long uh, show, isn't I've it? been doing my job. You, yeah, uh, Bevo has been doing great over there. I know that uh, Nate the Douche over here has a bunch of questions for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah but- and uh, you're, by the way, that will stick probably until the BN wins uh, Club of the Year. By the way, Nate. Oh um, yeah, I'm stuck with that. In one In case now, you huh? were yeah. wondering how long you have to deal with my <laughs> bullshit. Uh, yeah. Probably until, oh, I don't know, 2011, bitches, ben, when the Brewing Network steps oh. up and knocks out Doe's. Benedict until Nathan I, until, over there. Until I keep winning medals and pissing you off. Oh, you keep man. calling me a douchebag. If you guy. knock us out next year, if we're like, especially, at least this year we were third. 12 points. If I would have entered as BN, you would have had it. I know. You hear that, Tasty? And you're the fucker who probably talked him into entering under Dose. I know, I I know how you were. I in the first round. Yeah, I could have been there. Yeah. See, Tasty, Tasty, Tasty could have done, done it, too. He could have done it, too. could have done it, too. The being third place was okay. I actually wasn't so angry because at least we also got beat by another club. But if next year we're second and we only lose by whatever your medals are, Nate... Oh, the shit's going to hit the fan. <laughs> I'm not going to be a happy man. You're going to kick me in the junk for sure. I'm going to say it right now. You're lucky that the anniversary party is before the contest, because right. I'll still allow you to go. I can get the hell out after right. the awards. And after that, Mike White's going to kick your ass for me. <laughs> or maybe He'll have his kid do uh, it. Gladstone's going to kick you in the nuts oh. is what's going to happen. All right. I won't be too glad after that. <laughs> you lost your stones. Oh! oh! A quick break. A bunch of yeast questions when we come back. And then, of course, we still have to uh, give away some Belgian candy sugar, maybe find out some more names. And we can play the Name Mike White's Baby game, even though we've already come up with the perfect one. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Ooh, baby, don't you know? 
organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his tail wagon amber ale and double secret probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the beer of the month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army member special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer food and music downtown joe's the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home when you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant well thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Beer, beer, beer. I'm going for a beer. 
Beer, beer, beer. I'm gonna drink some beer. I like. Hey guys, it's Code. Uh, sorry about breaking into the stream like this, but um, I thought I'd talk to you directly without Justin knowing about it. Um, I know a lot of you help out, but if you aren't already a member of the BN Army, um, I just wanted to encourage you to sign up. Um, each and every day there are thousands of shows downloaded from the BN servers, and they're like 100 megabytes each, and it adds up really fast in bandwidth fees. Um, <laughs> bigger than Sully's head. And that is, that is not even counting the stream costs for a live show. For as little as two bucks a month, you guys can help out in a huge way and keep the lights on. Um, all those shows, the Sunday Session, Brew Strong, Can You Brew It, that other show, they're all made possible by your monthly support, and there's new stuff coming along too. So for the cost of one batch of beer, you can keep the taps on and the good stuff flowing for the entire year. Go to the homepage and click on the donate dog tag in the right-hand column. Um, I got to get off here now, Justin. I'll be back any any time. Thanks, guys. Code out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. about half a beer down my leg at the break like a dipshit. Hi, Bevo. Better than ranch dressing. Give me the finger. It is better than ranch, yeah. yeah. Actually, it wasn't Just much beer. I didn't, uh, I didn't lose too much. 
New beer from Sierra Nevada, actually. Sierra Nevada's on our next show. We're off next Sunday, but after that, uh, Mr. Steve Dressler. The broom, the big, wow. the bigwig, wow. the brewmaster down there at Sierra Nevada is coming on the program. We're going to be talking about, of course, Sierra Nevada beers, a little bit about their history, and uh, something that uh, I really enjoy, and uh, JP likes to hate that I enjoy, what? sustainable brewing. We're going to be talking about sustainable practices, and uh, Sierra, uh, Sierra Nevada is a, a pioneer of that, uh, those methods. Uh, so they're coming in. And uh, what, Andy, what's that beer called that you gave me? The Tumbler. Tumbler. It's the new Sierra Nevada beer that I never had before, and it's a brown ale, right? Do I have that right? It's a brown ale. <laughs> Thank you. Andy, use Tasty's microphone real quick, will you? Uh, is that the whole description, just a brown <laughs> ale? I would classify it as an American brown ale, not unlike Moose Drool. Uh-huh. That's a little bit uh, more roasty than the Moose Drool. I would agree with that. It was like that. <clears throat> Now, JP, I don't know if you know, uh, Andy was able to play the part of JP at last week's uh, uh, Downtown Joe's appearance. I was aware. He, in other words, is the artist formerly known as JP. Yeah? Is that how it works? And um, It's true. I thought he did quite well. Uh, Um, I did a lot of this. (laughs) That's not me blowing in the mic. (laughs) That's not me. Nobody knows who it is. It's, it's a not mystery. Me, I'll tell you that much. I go just turning knobs just to figure out who it is. Yeah. It's a mystery blower. It's not me. I had a really good time. You did? Mm-hmm. You had fun? It's good times. Are you having a good time now? I enjoyed you being there. See, Bevo liked it. being there with you. Bevo and Andy didn't fight, JP. I don't know. What? Well, then you didn't do a very good job being me, man. <laughs> right. Now we touched. I didn't want to yeah. cry after, after the show. <laughs> she didn't uh, go take a rape shower after uh, the Downtown Joe's show. it wasn't show. a fucking be-in show. <laughs> I was the anti-JP, sort of like no. um, bizarro JP. You were happy and everyone liked you? Yeah, yeah, yeah and everyone, weird. everyone liked me. Strangely and I, enough, I, like that. I still like you most of the time, JP. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. It is strange how much we like JP, and yeah. the listeners like JP. It's very strange, I have to admit. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Andy. No, no. Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to do a quick shout out. Is yes. that okay? <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Ah! <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Andy Wood. Well done. Good Andy shot. Wood, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, Boo. It's not American Brown. <laughs> Tasty says no way. Right. Uh, too roasty. You don't think the tumbler? Is that what it's called? Tumbler? Is that yeah, what it said? The, uh, no. the, yeah, tumbler. What yeah. would you call it? And by the way, Tasty, uh, does, Tasty, you haven't brewed a beer to style since I've known you. Mr. No, a- American no, I... Amber Ale. That's like the hoppiest beer on the planet. Well, that beer, yeah, is out of stuff. <laughs> what would you call this beer? Uh, like a... Like a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a li- uh, American... Uh... <laughs> Pale Ale. <laughs> How about this? Don't worry about it now. I'll have you... It just in- needs more chocolate backbone, I think, for American Brown. Can we, it's well, like a light stout or something. How about... I, here's what we'll do. In a couple weeks when Steve's in here. Oh, yeah, we'll see what he... Yeah, we'll, uh, uh, hang on. I think there's a more diplomatic way to settle it, and, a, and it's a more final way. We'll have you guys arm wrestle for what style of beer it is. If Steve wins, it gets well, to he's stay... Well, he's going to be in studio. He's going to be in studio. Oh, I didn't know that. If Steve... <laughs> yeah, he's, I take it off. I'm now. backing off now. It's a fucking brownie. <laughs> yeah. It is an American brownie. Yeah, but he's a pretty tall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was on the phone, then maybe not. He's actually yeah. about as friendly as Tasty, so I'm just trying to get <laughs> yeah. them to compete in anything. All I think right, it's well, going to we'll be difficult. we'll try to do something like that. <laughs> An arm wrestling. Yeah, we'll debate that. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's even calling it an American brownie. We'll ask him a style he thinks it is. Okay. I have a feeling 
I, I don't know Steve real well. I've met him a couple times. I've really enjoyed talking to him the couple times I have. I got a feeling he's, he's a tell-all kind of guy. Great. He's going to get in here and just uh, spill the beans and, and really, you know, come. If, if he doesn't think it's a brown, he might say, yeah, you're probably right. Well, you know, American brown is, is just a homebrew style. Commercially, there's no, they don't use that. Right. And Steve's been with the brewery since almost the beginning, so that'll be a great show. It, it'll be good. Yeah. On the other hand, Tasty, Steve might say, shove it up your ass. <laughs> I'll be, I'll, be, yeah, I'll be ready for that. You never know. Yeah. All right, Whitey, are you ready? Yes. We're going to rapid fire. I got a lot of yeast questions in front of me from the listeners. It's been coming in all show. So we're going to just skip around topics here. I'm just going to go down the list. Uh, let's see. One word answers. Short answers. All right, here we go. From Eagle Dude oh. in the chat room. Uh, Whitey, I have some uh, White Labs yeast that's nine months past the expiration date. It's a Saison yeast. Uh, should I throw it away, or can I save the yeast through, say, a yeast starter and ramping up the viability of it? Uh, what suggestions do you have for a nine-month-past-its-expiration-date yeast? You'll still have live yeast in there if it's been in the fridge that whole time. I would make a starter and use it. Is the expiration date like these, uh, you know, the, like, say, with five-star chemicals, for example? They have to give us the scientific dilution rate because that's what the uh, EPA tells them to do or whoever it is. Do you have to do this with the expiration? No, the expiration is, uh, for us, it was determined to be a date where they'll still have 50% viability. Oh, I see. And usually more than that. So even when uh, it's after expiration date, there'll still be more than half, usually, of the yeast alive in various physiological condition. But by doing a starter, um, you'll, you'll... resuscitate what yeast is in there. proof it. Okay. Great. Uh, Okay, Grodd, one of our Australian listeners in the chat room, question for Whitey. Does crash chilling wort bugger up the yeast in the tube for reuse? So he wants to reuse his pitch there. You can slow cool it. You can crash cool it. You'll still get the yeast in the bottom okay. But for the yeast physiology itself, it is better to go slower on the cooling for the yeast reuse and the flavor of the beer. There's been some papers that have said that esters get um, pushed out of yeast or they expel some esters when, they cra- when they're crash cooled. Uh, so in theory, there'd be some impact on flavor from that. But um, from the yeast itself, uh, the yeast will be less stressed if you cool it more gradually. Okay. Another variation on that question, sometimes homebrewers who do crash cool their yeast and want to use that for repitching, they're going to crash it down to maybe 50 degrees and then try and repitch again at 70. How long should they leave the, the repitch at the uh, pitching temperature before adding it into that 70-degree wart? Should it be done an hour, two, three hours beforehand? They should allow the yeast naturally to get to that temperature. Naturally, okay. Yeah. Got it. So how as long as it takes for the yeast to get to that temperature? Makes sense. Um, yeah. Chris, as a guy who's been to Germany and traveled the world, shouldn't we be saying vert? Well, we don't say, you know, we don't say a lot of words. We don't say uh, Hefeweizen, usually. I do. We say, and I say Wurst, if yeah. we're having Wurst. Yeah. So, you can. But you don't. <laughs> I think it sounds a little <laughs> to throw a, yeah. stupid. Stupid. Fucking it's not stupid. Right? stupid. Yeah. Yeah. If I go around saying Wurst. It you know. sounds a little douchey. Like when I'm at work giving people the eye chart and they say Z instead of Z, I'm like, shut the hell up. It's Z. You're in America, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, See, I think Bebo's the reason I, American. I use Hefeweizen is because people, that's a tough one because people, as soon as they start saying Hefeweizen instead of Hefeweizen, they think they have it. 
oh, you know, and now I'm saying it the German way. I'm saying Hefe, we- right. Hefe Weizen, but it's really there. They'd be saying Hefe Weizen, which nice. does yeah. sound different. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess right. it's up to the individual choose, how far they want to go. Choose the wrong way you desire, you know. Is it Gladstone or Gladstone, yeah. Mike White? What do you think? I think it's Glad. I think it's Glad, too. Yeah. It's got to be Gladstone. Yeah. You watch those old uh, detective movies, the Gladstone is the Glad Stone. I don't think it's Gladstone. Right. I don't okay. think so. No. I may have never seen an old detective movie. Huh? All right. Bug Eater wrote in. Yesterday, uh, during our Bruce Strong episodes, um, one of the questions that came up was uh, we were discussing yeast nutrients, and um, we started talking about pitching outdated yeast into, uh, say, the the last part of our boil as a yeast nutrient, or pitching a yeast slurry, a portion of that, into the last part of our boil as a yeast nutrient. What do you think about using old or or used yeast uh, as a nutrient? Well, the industry doesn't really view it as that, uh, that good of a nutrient because you'll certainly get some nutrient carryover if you add yeast, but it's hard to quantitate how much because, say, for the proteins, for example, they're still bound up as proteins, so you're not going to have amino acids there. Most of the things, even in dead yeast, is, are still inside the cell. A dead yeast cell is still usually intact. Um, so you're not really getting at a lot of the nutrients. Um, and then you really have to be sure you kill them when you add them so you don't have an yeast carryover. So oh, yeah. in commercial breweries, even though it might have been done a long time ago, I can't. there's no real large breweries that do that because there's not much value in doing it. I see. So you would more recommend, why not just use one of the yeast nutrients that's on the market that is not an old yeast? Right. Or, or one that is, like Cervomyces, well, right? Well, yeah, uh, Cervomyces okay. is one that, you know, I mean, we sell it. So one th- I see that being thought of sometimes as... Uh, a similar situation, but the, it's really the, uh, the the minerals, the zinc mostly, that's inside the yeast that is used in Cervomyces because the yeast itself, there's only a gram per hectoliter dried, so there's so little there. It just, even if it did have available amino acids, for example, inside the yeast cell, there wouldn't be enough yeast that you're adding mm. to provide any benefit. And so, in the servo, the, the cells are broken up because it's been dehydrated? Is that. No, they're not broken up. They're, they're intact, they're dead. But they're um, and they're dried. But the minerals, uh, zinc, magnesium, uh, but mostly zinc, is inside is in the cell wall. And if you do, we've done a lot of in the past fluorescence studies on it, so you can see the zinc there. And then when you collect the Cervomyces uh, after the fermentation, there's no more zinc left. Don't consume. It's it's into fresh cells. Hmm. So it's really a delivery of oh, right. minerals. Good uh, into good uptake. Cells. Yeah. Gotcha. More importantly, uh, I see you've taken a liking to my wiener-shaped bottle opener there, uh, Chris um, White. Would you like? Uh, you can. I have more if you'd like to take that is, one home. Half of it's co- covered by my computer screen, so I only see the back end here, and I didn't even realize that's what was in front of me. You only see the ball sack side. Yeah, so of I'm the, just uh, going to push that closer to you. <laughs> he pushes wiener to you. This is Chris White's been playing with this the whole show. There are wear wanna, marks. I just want to point out. Yeah, if you look underneath the nuts, and what he's been, and what he's, I don't know if you can see this. What he's been doing is he's been kind of raising it up, like he's kind of kind of sticking the front end up. Like the the more we get into yeast, the higher the front of the wiener shaped uh, bottle opener goes. And I don't know if that's a reflection of Whitey's mood he yeah, the yeah. or <laughs> how glad he is to see you. Yeah. Enzyme content. Yeah, I love it that. Uh, People don't realize they have to pay attention to everything they touch in my studio. Otherwise, before they know it, 
funneling cucks. <laughs> yeah. That was good. It's also odd that all of these dildo-shaped items have been given to us by listeners of some <laughs> sort. I think this one was actually given to us by Dave Hopwood from Stone. He was traveling in... Where did he go? Bye. Bye. He saw a dildo-shaped bottle opener, and what is he, what's the first thing he thinks? And he bought it. Oh, the Brewing Network. Yeah. I have to bring that over them. Hmm. Weird. Lunatic. It's a nice piece of wood. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sturdy. I'm sure she'd say the same thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, Film Lab Rat wrote in. He says, Lab I've Rat. heard that one should not make a starter of mixed cultures. Uh, for example, the WLP 655, because it could upset the balance of the bugs. So uh, what do you think in, the, in those bugs? Good uh, question. You know, vials that you have. Do we do a starter or not? Yeah, I think you do a starter. I mean, if you want to do a starter, you, you can do a starter. It, 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 um, there's, there's not that much growth that's happening in the starters anyway to really throw... The growth rates aren't going to be that different okay. in the starter of the various organisms. So, a variation on that question I hear from homebrewers sometimes is the d- using the sour mix right. and doing a starter from that because the bacteria would have different growth rates than the yeast yeah. or whatnot. Do you think it's still well? The bacteria is definitely going to be slower. Right. Um, so, if if there was one, um, I was thinking of the mixed yeast strains, but the mixed um, the sour mix, for example. There may be some validity to that. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's going to be different growth rates. And right. If you see any differences in the fermentations or the you know the souring effects, for the pure yeast mixes, though, you're probably not going to get enough growth to really throw those off significantly. Right. Though, right. makes sense. So, a question that I probably should have snuck in earlier. We're going to have to try to find the context for it, though. But it was about the enzymes and their use on a 16 percent mead. And the specific question was, are these enzymes good for a 16% mead that is stuck? So maybe it was the part of the discussion where we were talking about how it might help to... Well, mead, I think, tends to more be, when they get stuck, more of a nutrient deficiency. So I think to fix, uh, instead of enzymes fixing a stuck mead fermentation, uh, they should look at doing uh, nutrients. Servomyces or other nutrients, amino acids... And you can do, that's a good place to do sort of a mini fermentation where taking some of that solution out, adding some nutrients to it, and seeing if the fermentation takes off, hmm. rather than just dumping a whole bunch of products into what's already sitting there. Okay. But try to get something to work on the bench to, to bring that 16% beer back and then scale that up for the five gallons. I do a little work on the bench. The free weight bench. Yeah. <laughs> what do you bench press, JP? Come on. I don't know. I never really tried. I just, I just lay down and kind of... <laughs> and do the motion you just did? You just raise your hands in the well, air? I, you I, raise the roof? I stretch a little bit, and then, um, and then I feel embarrassed. Uh, and then <laughs> do you have a weight bench at home? Do I have a JP? weight bench? You know, a, a bench. Uh, no. Uh, I have I have a floor. I have actually a dining room table that sometimes I'll get on and do like leg presses and stuff, but that's really about it. I see. Yeah. Okay, Whitebeard Brewer wrote in. Question for Whitey. If I wanted to brew a hoe garden clone, uh, what are the chances that I could harvest yeast from the commercial bottles, grow it up uh, in a starter, um, and make the beer that way? Or do you have a yeast that would give me the same qualities I get from that bottle? So about a hoe garden clone? Um, the yeast we uh, recommend for that is... WLP 400, uh, the wit strain. And if you could find a bottle um, that had that strain or um, garden yeast in it, yeah, you could make a starter and grow it up. Um, 
there may not be living yeast in the bottle anyway. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you make starters from yeast with beers with yeast in them. And just the wild yeast that's kind of left in the bottle is what grows. Oh. So it doesn't always work. Um, actually, there's enough questions I get about taking yeast from bottles that I added it to uh, a class I'm doing next week, a Seabull homebrew class. Oh, yeah. In Chicago. So heading out to that uh, Tuesday. So you're doing a whole topic on yeah. how to harvest yeast. From, I added that, okay. Yeah, I added that to the lab. So, nice. Because we do a little wet chemistry lab and... What we do is we collect yeast from bottles, and then we plate that yeast. We look at it in the microscope. We make some slants. Okay. Rather than just taking yeast from vials or something like that, I started using vials. That, I mean, beers we can buy in the supermarket, so people could see how to collect yeast. Hmm. Chris, is that subject also in your upcoming book? <laughs> Keep the brand message alive. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, like a? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I think I was we ask added. That question. Everything in that book we thought we could add. I did that with uh, Jamil. And who's that? Zana Chef. Yeah. Oh, we know like yeah. four or five of Jamil's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Not Richmond Jamil. So no. He was good at knowing <laughs> what yeah. homebrewers were looking for, too. Yeah. Well, there's that. Does um, anybody ever get offended with the term slants? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I'm a racist. Oh, okay. So... Just saying, maybe that we could come up with a better term for that. I think it's. I think we probably could. Yes. How about uh, skinny tester? <laughs> something. Yeah. Something nice. Tilted like, agar. Tilts. 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 Can, we, is can good. we call them tilts instead? Yeah. Can we? Can we work on that, Chris? Can we be a little more sensitive? Would you? It's two thousand um. something or other. <laughs> it's about you time. know, I have to think about that one. <laughs> He's not there, sure. There's another name for them. Uh, huh? They used to be called stabs. Okay. People were talking about the same thing. They sounds angry. Yeah, but they would maybe not streak it on the surface. They would actually stab the culture into the surface of the agar. But stabs or slants are generally the same thing, right? Mike, you're not offended by that. Uh, no, I, it's kind of cute. <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> my my boy's other middle name is. <laughs> We'll call him Slant. <laughs> zero, zero. His, his nickname will actually be Slant. Oh. Until he's eighteen months, and then he grows into a full culture. Sure, then he, then he, then we'll call him culture. <laughs> full slant. So I have, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have Crotchrot on the phone. Uh, I have Crotchrot too. Now, Crotchrot's uh, one of our longtime listeners oh. uh, since day since before day one. Bevo tells me that uh, he has assured her he has a real question. Because I told him if he was just calling for Drunk of the Week, you were going to hang up on him. <laughs> she's also informed me that he sounds totally destroyed. <laughs> he's been in Are the we chat ready saying that he's wrecked. All right. Oh, he's... no, he just, he just messaged me and said we hung up on him. Good job, uh, Justin. No, it's probably this phone thing again. Crotchrot has been uh, siphoning beer from his secondary because he's <laughs> ran out of beer to drink. You're oh, wow. kidding me. No. I, I I just want to go on record as saying that's awesome. I've totally done that. <laughs> totally taking beer out of uncarbonated wow. flat and warm yes. beer out of my secondary to uh, get your beer bust. That's sad. <laughs> well, listen, me. it was late, tasty. I wasn't ready for bed. That's how those things I was I was not only out of beer. I was out of two buck chuck. <laughs> and uh, oh, any alcohol. Which, which you want to do? <laughs> you want to take you it from the one you're lagering though, because that one's already cold. Right, that one tastes really good. good well, at point. that at that time, good I didn't point. have any temp control at all, so it was also probably seventy eight degrees <laughs> body temp. <laughs> yeah, 
It was my pale ale <laughs> with huh. a with a nice. Uh, I used Kolsch yeast at seventy eight degrees. Oh, but it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. Refinery fresh Pacheco pale ale. It was. Yeah. All right, I'll go on to another question while we wait for Crotch Rock to get back. How about that? Um, <clears throat> where was I? Oh, You're not the still connected, are you? Oh, here's one. Get yourself connected. The writing's on the wall. BC Maui, uh, one of our Hawaiian listeners. Actually, he's not Hawaiian, but he's in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, he's a white dude. Says he's going to San Diego uh, for a couple of days next week. Mr. White, uh, do you do you guys do tours at White Labs, or is that a no-no? Is it not a visitor-type place? Tours in Denmark. That's true. They don't do him at... <laughs> the laugh afterward was better than a joke. Okay. Uh, well, we we do have people coming there to pick up yeast. Commercial breweries come there to pick up yeast, but right now there's, uh, I would say, no. Uh, I mean, he can come and see the office, and there's a window into the lab. But <laughs> the the building, our facility has gotten so crowded um, up up the last couple of years that we've closed it yeah. to the public. But there's still a few things you can see if you want to see another lab. But it might not be that exciting for you to come over there but we are building a new facility that's going to have more a tour ability to it beautiful yeah i'll vouch for that too i've been there and i tripped over lab techs as i was trying to get around and see things not a whole lot going on they also made me wear a cryogenic suit to uh nobody else had to freezer yeah nobody else had to wear the suit just me it was odd. And I did. They did put me in the freezer. They took one whiff and said... For an uncomfortably this. long period of time, I will uh, say. I think we still have part of you there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. If you call and order a Justin, we can... You've propagated you. me, haven't you? Yeah. When are we going to have a BN yeast? A BN strain? When Charlie, are we doing that? Are we... We can nice. be on the level with Charlie now, right? right. We sh- fucking better be. But this that strain needs to come from you guys. It does? I mean, we're not Listen, just going to take a strain and put a na- your name on it, right? JP and I got some yeast. Yeah. Let me tell know. you right now. I have a whole fridge full of ones. We can just grab one, take the label off, and say we cultured this. How about just a Bevo yeast? I mean, we could do that right now. That is disgusting and offensive. It's not. It's neither it's natural. of those things. It's natural, That's Bevo. Gross. Don't hate yourself so I don't much. You know, God made that little infection. <laughs> okay? it's God, not Jesus a, Christ okay, made that. Touched needs, your vagina and said, infection. Stop. This needs to stop right now. It would be not well, sacrifice. Signi- <laughs> signature lacto strain from Bevo. We'll Bevo. just get do a test uh, batch and find out. But you might ow. love the beer. Bevo just said that Jesus touched... Uh, JP just said that B- Jesus touched Bevo's vag. Yeah, and, and condemned it to infection. <laughs> Isn't there yeast there even when it's not infected? Yes. Yes. And in our mouth, too? Yes. See? Well, it's not we beer all yeast, have yeast, though. Bevo. We're not just less, like, gross. You're implying disgustingness. So Super just... grody. Oh, my God. All right, all right. I take it back, Bevo. No, you don't. No. Asshole. <laughs> Team Edward would never accept me with yeast in my vagina. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Ow! <laughs> Dead bitch. Um, well, the increased amount of... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, have you increased the amount of yeast in your vials over the past year or so? This listener says it looks like there is more. I don't know if that's a microscope look or he's eyeballing it. Yeah, I mean, we have, uh, but it's been, I would think, uh, a couple of years now, two or three years when we... We talked we, about this last time you were on, I think. It, we probably did. So it's not um, been so recent. You know, I think it was something, or maybe even f- four years ago or so, but um, where there used to be about 30% yeast 
uh, by volume when it was packed, and then uh, now we we try to have fifty percent. So it makes it a little bit harder to get out of the vial, but there's more yeast in there. Yeah. Okay. I can't tell this if this next question is about your yeast or another yeast. Uh, I used WB06 is how it's typed, which doesn't sound like a White Labs number to me. He might have meant to say 006. Maybe. But then he goes on to say, I used WB06 from Safale in a half. So that's another yeast, right? Yeah, that would be yeah. a dry. Why does it not have the same results as WLP300? Because they're different? Well, yeah. First of all, if it's a dry strain, it's going to be different. Okay. Um, strain than ours. And beyond that, there's a lot of differences. The Totally different yeast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was the same yeast dried down, it's it's going to... The drying process itself changes the yeast a little bit, so it's going to have a different flavor and fermentation profile, different flocculation. Okay. But I think the answer to this question is it's just a different yeast. Right. It doesn't have Mike White delivering its message to the world. Well, that's true. It doesn't have a good web page behind it. <laughs> that's the real difference. Yeah. Well, maybe there's 300, though, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh, See, and I was going to throw me under the bus, but you went right for Mike White. But I was I, actually doing it indirectly to you, because right. you told him, I think it's a great website. First 300 oh, has we a whole specific page. <laughs> In fact, it's the best page on the site. Yeah. In fact, I might call it up just to show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> on your iPad? I might. Oh, I, I want to see it now. It right now, now I want to see how it generates. I'm pretty sure anything looks good on the iPad. Even me. Put, 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 put a picture of me on there. Can you do that? Can you find a picture of JP for the iPad? I can. Let's see if I it makes can. him look good. I'll break it. All right, Brew Tattoo wrote in, Whitey. How long during uh, the storage of yeast until mutations are a concern? Over two weeks storing it, you can start seeing mutations that you'll notice. Uh, that doesn't mean you'll always, you know, if it's over two weeks, it's going to be mutated, but that's the time where, you know, we, you start seeing more of them build up. Okay. So, and you could see it as less than that, too, but um, if you're worried about mutations, store it less than two weeks. Okay. Nate, that's it from the listeners. I will give you time for one yeast question. Got it. So, brewers often like to talk in general terms about fermentation temperature and yeast strains. Like, for example, fermenting at lower temperatures with something like California ale yeast. Brewers like to think you're going to get less esters and phenols and those sort of things. But you take different yeast strains, like a Hefeweizen strain, ferment it at lower temperatures. You may actually accentuate esters and phenols and those types of things. So, is it something that's an entirely strain-dependent and you can't make a generalization about fermentation temperature? And yeast strain? Or? Well, I agree with the generalization that lower temperatures produce less feed, uh, less flavor compounds in general, esters and fusel alcohols and things, because you get less yeast growth. That goes all the way down to lagers, where they are fermented cooler, and the reason you're getting less, or, you know, less flavor compounds in a cleaner beer is the, is the cooler fermentation, and they, they grow two or threefold instead of five or sixfold. Right. Uh, and I think in other, sometimes Weizens and things like that, if you lower the temperature down, there's a whole, there's so many flavor compounds produced that you might, it tastes like you accentuate something because you lowered something else. Because you lowered something else. Got it. And Belgian strain is probably a similar type of thing. Right. Example, like for um, WLP, WLP 510 and WLP 570, uh, you're getting higher phenols at lower temperatures. Is a lot, oftentimes the way brewers think about, about those strains. Mm-hmm. 
where by contrast something like wlp 500 wlp 530 you're going to get more uh, phenols at at higher temperatures and that's probably a similar type of effect probably that you're you're just downplaying other right so if you're maybe you get less esters and fusels so the phenols taste more right um prominent in that you're not actually trend. producing more phenols they're just right. they seem a greater in a sensory right. analysis because there's less of something else right you're not going to produce more phenols at a lower temperature got it right great anything else i can do to help you kick our ass next year nate <laughs> or are you good <laughs> i don't know let's see uh i'll give you one more if you if got he orders any enzymes we won't send him thank you <laughs> I, see, I know he's got me on Mike the black place for that's right He's a BN fan through and through. He's part of the army. He is. Yeah. I'm in trouble now. Nate's more of I'll have a. I'll order from somebody else. He, he, Nate's He's more a selfish of a, cocksucker, is what he is. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell, <laughs> yes, thank you, Tasty. It's yeah, a samurai. He works for money. Yeah. I'm on the same team. What am I talking about? <laughs> right. I'll have to call Chris directly and see if Mike has yeah. informed him that I'm on the blacklist. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Ah. Right. We'll have our ways. We'll, we'll send some. Let me try to go to the phone real quick, Nate. I, I will it. go back to you if you got another one. I, yeah, I think well, I have crotch rot on. I got one more. Rot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, no. What's happening, brother? You got a question for Whitey? Yeah, I actually I do. All right. Um, what's the best? What's the best way uh, to wash yeast? Washing. So this is for what storage and and repitching? Yeah, yeah. I mean, out of you know, because I've been doing the, uh, I guess a lot of IPAs and and pale ales and stuff like that. You know, and you got a lot of. Uh, dry hops that go in the fermenter, you know, what, what's the best uh, way to salvage some of that yeast? Yeah, some, some of you might have heard me say this before on the show, too, that I'm not a big fan of washing the yeast just because it's another handling step that can introduce problems. But some beers, it does make sense for. Higher alcohol beers, you wash the yeast, you're going to remove the alcohol. Uh, higher hot beers, you're going to remove the hot materials. So it does make sense in some beers, and uh, but I still think you want to keep it as simple as possible, and that is washing it with uh, sterile as, as possible water, um, letting it sit, pouring off that material, and ch- you know just washing it a couple times like that. Okay, uh, not, and not, I've heard... Um, I, I, I've heard star sand doesn't do a whole lot to yeast. I mean, is star sand okay on yeast? No, I wouldn't That's use anything question. like that. I mean, you can, um, you can use uh, some different... There's a few things you can use like that that's either uh, going to kill bacteria or it's going you're going to acid wash. But I think just a water wash is all you need if you want to wash the yeast because that's going to remove the tube that and the um, and the hops and it's going to remove the alcohol. So uh, if it's a worry if 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 you're trying to also kill other organisms, then just don't use the yeast. Hmm. Okay. Uh, more importantly, Crotchart, how come I haven't gotten any naked pictures of the chicks you're dating lately? Oh, yeah. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. That's a good answer. That's all you have to say? Yeah, you're missing some good stuff. That's what he's saying. Jesus. His girlfriend's uh, sitting right now. He must have a girlfriend right now sitting next to him. No, actually, I don't. Oh, all right. Actually, I don't. Okay, but well, he's got pictures of an old one. What? <laughs> yeah, but if you... <laughs> What's his no, name? You, you think... Huh? What's his name? <laughs> Uh, his name, um, Jules. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty name. We miss you, Crotchrot. It's been a long time, brother. What's going on in Florida? You have another job now? You're you're able to uh, come back to our community? 
Yeah, I did. I got I got away from the hospital thing, man. Too much stress. What are you doing now? <laughs> um, I'm still in healthcare. I'm still doing the nursing stuff, but uh, you know, I I got away from direct healthcare. Uh, you know, uh, patient care and gotten more into a believe it or not, managerial team. So uh, you're a janitor I, now. No. No, I've gotten into more of the managerial scene. Is this part general. of? Is this uh, sorry, interrupting? But <laughs> is, is this part of the health care reform bill that passed, like getting you out <laughs> right. of uh, a direct patient care? I think it might have been. Oh, before I could show up to work drunk. No, I can't. Right. I mean, before you were just doing prostate exams. You don't have to be sober for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Crossrod. This has been gripping. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It's been it's been uh, enlightening, hasn't it? <laughs> All right, thanks, man. We'll yeah. catch you later. All right, there you go. The great crossroad. He's a little off his game tonight. Bevo's laugh would have been better if her mic was on. It was still it was all right. I yeah. didn't want my mic on. I didn't want my mic Stop on. Telling me what to do, JP. Stop telling me what to do, JP. All right, Nate, do it. We got to go to break. All right, some some yeast strains seem more uh, butts. <laughs> ah, more sensitive to temperature fluctuate. Uh, fluctuation during fermentation, like oh, one you can you can move around a bit and it will tolerate that. Other strains, if you even drop by a couple of de- degrees during ferment, I'm thinking WLP 530 in particular, it seems to want to drop out and stop activity entirely. Is that a metric that you look at in terms of um, something during the fermentation trials or so forth? It is temperature oh. sensitivity of a specific yeast strain. Is that something that you folks evaluate? We do it to see how low they can ferment, but even okay. when you find, and we and then we'll report that number on the website, but even when you find that number, they can go lower right? Uh, under certain conditions. If they're fermenting strong, they can go lower, but we try to find, uh, you know, the, the temperature that, you know, if, if, for example, if it goes under 62, it's going to slow down in a normal fermentation, but the, you, people can use that particular strain and ferment at 58 a lot of times if it's very healthy and they've got right. a lot of it and it's fermenting really strongly. I guess the biggest problem for homebrewers is usually when, after high croissant, where they reach the the end of the peak of fermentation, a lot of homebrewers will experience a temperature drop in their ferment. And some yeah. yeast strains don't like that. Homebrewers have a little exactly. bit harder control over keeping they, that in check. They do have a hard time to control that. And if, if you're trying to ferment a little cooler and the yeast is producing heat, and then all of a sudden the yeast slow down and they stop producing heat, Correct. then it's even cooler. And right. the yeast drop out, and then you get an under-attenuated beer. Exactly. So if you had to err on any side, it would be, I think, to allow the temperature to come up a little bit, like a diacetyl rest, yep. uh, once you're you know, around uh, t- uh, 10, 20. Right. So start cooler, and then two, three days into ferment, a brewer could let the temperature raise up a little right. bit and not affect neg- right. uh, uh, attenuation negatively, hopefully. Right. right. Or right. even, right. even phenolics, because the... Uh, you only got 20% left, so you've already got most of the flavor issues already resolved. Exactly. Yeah. So if you are producing a little bit more phenolics, then they're going to be downplayed versus that exactly. 80% you've already created. Right. Nate, we, you and I had the same exact fucking conversation last night, and I don't know why you had to not believe me <laughs> and go talk right. to the... Well, why? Why All would right. you do that to me? Because I don't trust you, JP. Fuck. I don't even hear you Nate when he's talking anymore. It's like a dog frequency <laughs> now. It just yeah. goes... I can't even tell. I can only know that there's still a conversation going on by looking at Chris because he's listening. Well, I, I do I do it very similar, but because I know whatever Nate's saying is good and other people understand it. So as long <laughs> just as just leave it alone, yeah, just tune just it like, out. It's I, something's happening. I'll never get it. So and, for the uh, good of the show, JP and I just shut up. Yeah, 
I'm while sh- Nate speaks. I think Nicole's figured out how to do that with me, too. Right? <laughs> it's weird. You'll have to yeah. ask her about that. I don't know. All right, I think we're done with these questions Thanks, for tonight. Tasty, have we... Thank yeah, you. yeah, I, my questions have all been answered. Thank you. Good another, job, Chris. So we great, need to leave uh, some for next time. There yeah. you go. Yes. There's always a next time. We'll develop some new ones. There's got to be. Andy, are you are you done? Have you, have you finished? <laughs> Looks like he's finished. Brown, it, brown ale over his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But we're not entirely done, folks. I no. know. I know the studio's going to sigh at this. One more quick break. <sighs> <laughs> By the studio, I mean JP. Oh. Uh, when we come back, we'll do Drunk of the Week. We'll do yeah. Name Mike White's Baby. Yes. I don't know. I'll give Candy Sugar to one of you. Uh, I, I haven't decided yet. Okay. Maybe a good baby name, maybe Drunk of the Week. We'll depend on who, uh, it'll depend on who impresses us more. Right? Could be a combo project. It could be. Yeah. You could give us drunk baby names mm-hmm. and win yourself some uh, Dark Candy Sugar, uh, Belgian Candy Sugar, courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. And we have something of value. Oh, we also have something okay, of ever. value. Ever forget that. I, w- and, um, I apologize. And... Homeboy with the uh, job interview is going to call in. Oh. White Labs job interview when we come back. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess, the The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. What's up, dude? Why the long face? Valentine's Day was awful. The World of Warcraft subscription was a strikeout. Ooh, yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb, too. But last year, I found playfulevenings.com. Roy, what's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's a um, central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff. Massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think Tickless Pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to PlayfulEvenings.com and click on Shop Online now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. PlayfulEvenings.com Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army, it's Valentine's Day all year long at PlayfulEvenings.com Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, 
and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zaydashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamel. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Trying to wrap things up, as always. I think I was trying to wrap things up at 5 today. Just wanted to go hang out. Mike White's out there complimenting Sam on being the best-dressed man here. Is that right? And how do you feel about how Sam's dressed today, Bebo? I think he looks good. (laughs) Jesus. I bought his outfit. Yeah, exactly. You got to look good for Jesus. You do have to look good. Yeah, and that is what he wore to church this morning. Is that right? He hasn't even changed outfits. (laughs) (laughs) JP's very concerned about uh, fashion sense and and he's timeliness. Really, he's in Pacheco and he's wearing pants. Very, right. I mean, he's he's got the best dressed look here. He is. Uh, he could probably go to the casino. He could go to the California Grand <laughs> and be accepted in, here in Pacheco. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mike White, have you visited? I know you like to go to Reno and Tahoe and things. Have you visited the California Grand yet? Uh, maybe tonight. There's a new one, you know. They've built a new facility, and uh, I think it's it's really high class. We're going. We're going to go check it out tonight. Perfect. Uh, um, we have a phone call. Okay. Uh, it's somebody looking for a place of employment. Oh, oh, is it Nate? Is it our White Labs interview for tonight? I don't think his name is Nate. He wrote it in as Nate. Oh, okay. Well, Robert Hamilton came through on the uh, caller <laughs> We have ID. a different applicant. <laughs> Maybe that's his partner. Why don't you fucking back <laughs> yeah. off, B-Roll? Okay, so di- by sorry. the way, Nate still lives with his parents, apparently, <laughs> because a different name came through on the phone. All right, I got him. All right. Uh, hey. Nate, what's happening? Not much. Just hanging out, listening to the show. Is your name Nate? Yeah, my name's Nate. What's up? name, huh? What's up with the Robert <laughs> Hamilton? Do you still live with your dad? No, but uh, I'm on a family plan with my cell phone. I'm on my cell phone. Okay. It's All right. Pseudonym. All right. By the way, the so interview has started. Oh. <laughs> Already? That's right. Just want to point That's out. Right. Now, Nate, are you working tonight? No, actually, I uh, scheduled tonight off so I could call in. Really? Good. Because as a, I like to look out for the whites. Uh, we do a lot of business together. We tend to look out for each other. And uh, if I knew that you were calling in on the job and disregarding your duties as a, a veterinary uh uh, a technician, I would already have given you a strike. Am I right, Whites? Because yeah. he, he, he would have uh, been violating his job duties by calling in yes. tonight. 
Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Staying home. But Nate stayed home. Good choice. Uh, uh, calling in sick. Yeah. To look for another job. Well, listen, that's acceptable. (laughs) Uh, Let's face it. This this is California. That's fine. All right, uh, Nate, how old are you? Me, I'm 24. That's an illegal question, Justin. (laughs) Yeah, but this is a uh, it's a relaxed interview. You know, this isn't a white labs interview. You guys are just here to observe. We're going to listen, and you could certainly ask questions, but it's not an official interview, so I can break all the laws here. Uh, what is your sexual okay. orientation? <laughs> 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 I just say that. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna break all the rules. Uh, <clears throat> Nate, you uh, were unable to graduate college because you partied too much. Is that right? Um, I would say it was a mixture of that and uh, financial. Okay. What uh, university did I'll you? Be honest. What university did you go to? Cal Poly Pomona. All right. I'm a California boy. Did you attempt to uh, deal drugs to pay your tuition before you quit? Oh, absolutely. You know, got to cut a little bit of this, a little bit of that. This is a plus for me, guys, because I feel like he, you know, you got to do what you got to do to fit it. So I feel like if if, if, if if push comes to shove, you know, you sell a little weed. <laughs> do what you got to do to pay tuition. So I'm with you on this one, Nate, so far. Uh have you since well, have you since stopped smoking the reefer though? Man, you're really trying to help me out here, aren't you? I thought I'd give you a donation if I was going to get this job, but uh I am helping you out. Honesty, okay. I think honesty is key here. Have you since stopped smoking the reefer? No, I have not. And I think honesty is key. <laughs> okay. Uh can I, I do partake every once in a while? Can I interject with a uh, I have a question? JP, go ahead. Sure. Have you ever looked at your semen under the microscope? Oh, my God. Have I ever looked at semen under the microscope? No, I have not. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. And do you want to know what I do look at on the microscope every night? Uh, no, please uh, only answer questions that have been asked. <laughs> right. By the way, Andy and JP oh, okay, were both very disappointed with the last answer. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, have, you ever looked at, have you ever shouted, it's alive, after looking at something in the microscope at work? Like, it's alive! Like, yeah? Has no? that ever happened? I'm sorry, I couldn't understand that. Oh, that's that's too bad. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to put a no, because you don't sound like the type of guy that would have to do that. I think you should, by the way, um, I, I love JP's questions, but I really like Andy's reactions, too. He should sit in on every interview yeah, you guys do. You, The whites ask all the questions, but Andy just acknowledges the answer. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, carry on, JP. Uh, okay, I have another one. If no one else does. <clears throat> what would you wear to your first day at work? What would I wear to my first day at work? Well, yeah. of course, I wouldn't be wearing pants, but... Um, Again. Or I'd be wearing my brown pants. I don't know. Oh. Brown <laughs> okay. pants, and he, then what else? He adapted well. Smart. What kind of uh, let's um, go, like shirt? With, with, like some sort of Oxford thing, or what would you do? Oh, I don't know. Um, depends on what they want. Most job interviews, I show up in scrubs because I work in the medical field. Yeah, but um, we're focused now on your first day at work. You you got a job at White Labs. What are you wearing? A lab coat, hopefully. He wants to know what kind of underwear you will have on. <laughs> I was hoping, like, you got a nice sort of outfit. You might you know, some grease, uh, banana hammock. Is that a little more suiting? That's That's fair. 
I have a couple of questions. Okay, a couple of, please, I, because I have some more, so let's space it out. And I think it's, it's, it's you know, uh, uh, questions for different people gives Nate, gives Nate a real uh, fair shake. Oh, does it? Okay, great. At the, at Jeopardy. All okay. right, Nate. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, it, it is your job to essentially look under a microscope all day. That is correct. Okay. So, do you feel that the uh, job skills you've acquired at the veter- uh, veterinary clinic, urine, blood, etc., can translate over into the East world? That's actually what I'm trying to find out. I was trying to see, you know, what kind of, what, how my skills would best be applied if I was interested in a job in yeast propagation at White Labs. Mm-hmm. Can I can I tell you how you should answer that question if you ever <laughs> get actually asked it in the real world? Please, a- answer it, sure. JP, as if okay. I just asked Give you. Give me some tips. Okay. Uh, would you do me a favor, Jane? Just kind of just... Sure. Okay. Uh, JP, you had a lot of experience in the veterinary world, yeah. uh, uh, analyzing urine, mm-hmm. blood, uh, yeah. tumors. On my free time, too. Uh, how do you think this translates over into the uh, yeast and beer world? I think Tons. Uh, I'm at the I'm at the cellular level. Um, I'm interacting with the cells in my mind. I go, this is me. I'm doing this thing right here, and I think it's it's all part of uh, it's all part of the same world. We're all talking about enzymatic activities and breaking things down, and I think it translates very very well. <laughs> oh, I felt like that's... we were on E there for a second, <laughs> so I just I started yeah. I hit the DJ vibe. Well, you should have. <laughs> I like that, JP. I like you were giving oh. an idea. You were giving a solution rather than asking for a solution. Thank you very much. That was good. Okay. Maybe I fucking get this job. I'll steal his job right from you, Nate. <laughs> gonna, JP's going to take it from you right now. Um, I, I'm losing it to JP. That's sad. Let, now, let me ask you. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, well, this is more of an ending thing but to Nate. But, uh, uh, yeah, I know we're having fun here, but uh, we do have a link on our website about jobs. And there's an email there to send uh, serious inquiries to, and uh, I would urge you to do so. Uh, and uh, and and because we have some openings there, and we also have few future openings. So does that go to you, um, Mike? Uh, no, it goes to Lisa. Oh, okay, so probably copy you too. I and also, and also, uh, you can send me a, 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 an email as well. CC uh, Mike White on it that. It goes yeah. to Lisa Neva. Uh, Chris knows who I'm talking about. A couple of important people we work with. You can also send it to me at mwhite at whitelabs.com. Mm-hmm. And, and I also have a serious question for the whites. Yes. Does a guy who doesn't, because I, I think your job's pretty serious and takes a, a certain level of education. Does a guy without a college degree have a chance to be a, a lab tech at White Labs? We don't have one. Right now, we don't have a lab tech without a college degree. Okay. So All right. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So. Because I, I think it's a valid question. But could it? Oh. <laughs> He's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. No, that's probably my phone and Nate's the yes, uh, Nate, call us back. That's probably yeah. my phone. Yes, yes, it could. Uh, will, yeah. will it create uh, a challenge? Absolutely. But like anything you in life, you have to justify it. You have to uh, say <clears throat> why you're great and qualified regardless yeah. of Because we, what we do missing. look past degrees. Sure. And like every company does. It's more about what you've done. Right. Sure. Let me ask you this. What you can do. Yeah. If Nate, back to JP's question, if Nate showed up for his first day on the job in very high and kind of tight pants with a with a belt and a... Heels or no heels? Heels. Okay. Wearing heels. And maybe a cowboy hat. (laughs) Maybe. Well. But he wore a polo shirt. Like the shirt was proper attire. 
Right. Would so, you judge him? Is this acceptable? So he's got a. Let's just. Uh, so he's got a. He's got a uh, cowboy hat on. Cowboy hat. <laughs> polo shirt. Polo shirt. Tucked in. Uh, yeah, tucked in. And a dress. Is that what you said? In the no, front no. only. Uh, 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 just kind of tight pants, but heels. It wasn't a dress. He's, it was he's heels. He's wearing heels. Okay. Well, we do have some jobs that take place solely in the cold room, packing and things, <laughs> um, processing. I think that'd be a good place to be in that kind of outfit. It would be fine. Yeah. And and we are uh, we have everybody every all kinds of people and uh, we don't judge people we judge people I mean I know I'm being you know we're having a fun show right but we only judge people on the work they do okay Seriously. Nate are you are you back with us Nate Nate are you back so you can wear heels if you're a guy you can do that drop yeah. again yes, yes you can drop again this fucking phone I call Comcast. Dude, I had a couple good questions, too, for him. Motherfuckers. I thought the They're interview was going well. They're messing with your livelihood here. They are. And Nate's livelihood, for yeah. that matter. I thought it was going well. I thought he had a chance. Andy, uh, what did you think about his performance so far? I was encouraged by his enthusiasm, such great enthusiasm. Yeah. I was encouraged by that he had uh, the level of enthusiasm <laughs> yes. that I got yeah. from just from his call and yeah. the, the sound of his voice. I really got a lot of enthusiasm from him. So I think that <laughs> and he's you like enthusiastic. That. Right. Hmm. And based on that... I'll get it, beef. I think he should get a shot at sending in his application. Nate, you there? Yep, I'm here. All right, sorry. Something's wrong with my phone. We're going to have to get through this interview quickly. Uh, JP, is there anything else we need to know I from do. Nate? Okay. Yes. Uh, oftentimes, Nate, uh, Dr. White will ask you to run some errands for him. Tell me three things that you would look for in a tie hooker. In a what? In a tie hooker. Three things that you would look for. In a tie hooker. Yeah. A tied Hmm. hooker or a tie? Tie. Tie. Not tied. Not tied. That's that's different. Go on, Nate. Tie hooker. Um, Three hmm. things. Three things. Probably a good cook. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, we're just talking uh, hooker. You're not going to marry no, this girl. JP, well, let him we're do still his thing. Oh, you're right. You're let right. I'm sorry. Thing. I'm sorry, Nate. Go ahead. Go I'm on, sorry. Nate. Go ahead. You're right. You're right. That might not, not, might not be the, uh, no, the right no. choice. You I, do I, your I, thing. I was a good answer. I'm sorry. I did, too. Cook. I mean, I love Thai food, so that's uh, that's what I jump to. But, okay. Uh, okay. Number two? Thai eating needs to move on to some better eating, so you gotta she's got to smell good, and she's got to be, you know... Pretty inflated in the upper areas. Okay. Oh, like her head, Very like a good. giant, like acromegaly. Is that what you're talking about? Because that's kind of a that's something that not a lot of people look as or see as something that they would be attracted Just to. Just a oh, giant radium. I, I believe it's acromegaly. Sorry, I didn't know that. Sorry, that's the medical. Yeah, that's term. why I'm here for the I, medical side. I think uh, I think those are good. Let me make notes on those. I think they're good. I think one thing is attention to detail is very important at White Labs. And one detail I would have liked to have seen there is making sure she was a man. Uh, not a man. Not a man, right. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I think he meant lady boy. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's going making to be... Making sure she was a tiny yeah. lady boy. We're going to cut that out for her. Making sure she was not... That's a drop that we're using from now on. Make sure she's a guy. <laughs> so right. cooking, smelling good, and big old titties. Oh, titties, right. Yeah. Oh. Anything else, JP? I do. I have one final... Actually, I have uh, two final questions. Perfect. If you could be a yeast strain, which would you be? Good question. Which would I be? And why? Hmm. 
As a new brewer, I have to say I don't know the yeast strains very well. I mean, I'm only on my fourth batch, but um, I would go for something like a Belgian yeast. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That is fair. Okay. He is only on his fourth batch. My final question, Nate. Uh, who let the dogs out? Who? who good good question. No, who? JP let the dogs out? Okay. No. Fair. Again. Okay. Again. No? Fair. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. You're doing great. Ask, um, ask about IODs. Oh, okay. uh, hmm? Andy, uh, could we have a what would you do? Uh, oh, oh for to to finish uh, just to finish the interview. Maybe a what would you do for Nate? Nate, I have a serious question for you. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, my last name is Wood. So, yeah. what would you do if faced with either a a Thai hooker who was obviously a man, yeah, well, clearly. but made for a woman? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> would you take her or? Would you work for the whites as their primary chief yeast massager? Mm, okay. Think so you have the choice oh. between massaging white yeast as a career or taking a Thai ladyboy hooker, if I understand well, right. Well, you added ladyboy, which they, I appreciate okay. because they are alluring. So it's so between we, having, massaging the white yeast or having my yeast massaged. By Is a lady, by a Thai lady boy. Lady yeah. boy. What would you Thai do? Thai lady boy. So, yeah. but, but the question is whether I'm getting my yeast massaged or they're getting their yeast massaged. And this isn't essentially. A, this is essentially, yeah. This, this is, is the kind of a one-way problem. thing. Yeah, it's more of a one-way thing. A lady boy alluring or massaging yeast. Yeah, go on for your potential. Well, employers. I guess. I, I guess I gotta say that I'm a giver, so. Uh, I'd help the white boys out. There we go. Good oh, answer. Smart. Good smart that answer. One. Great. Good job. Now, uh, Mike, please give out your email address so he can, <laughs> we can call him for a second. So that, he can, so that they can officially yeah. apply for this job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, fun, but, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the marketing message? I like how no, we, uh, he was fun seriously. before, and then now we're fun, now and then now he's serious. Right. No, uh, Take your shirt off, Mike White. <laughs> yeah. uh, my shirt is off. <laughs> might work better for and, you. And uh, it's mwhite at whitelabs.com. Great. And, uh, or, uh, you know, if you're thinking about this tomorrow, just go to uh, the Brewing Network and uh, they'll forward it on to me. I will. And, and Nate, listen, big balls, brother. Yeah, Thank right. you for uh, letting us have Great a little job. fun. And uh, uh, nice, uh, nice finish. Nice finish. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll have well, a thank little, you very much. Uh, Nate, I'll have a little conversation with the Whites tonight. And during that conversation, I will make them forget everything that happened here on the show today. And you can send in your resume and who knows what will happen. You're a fun guy and uh, I do appreciate it. Maybe you're very yeah. well qualified to be a White Labs employee. That was cool. Thanks, man. And that is your new form name well, is Big Balls Nate. Yes. That's Natty, what, hey, or Justin, Natty if you help Big me Balls. out, you know, I'll be helping you out in the donation area. Is oh. that right? Uh, actually, I'm not sure the so way come on, you want to help me. The donation might be small. Oh, well, then we... Yeah. We'll work yeah. in percentages. Yeah. Uh, good benefits. Yeah. Fun atmosphere. Fun atmosphere. Yeah. Competitive pay. Yeah. yeah. Lots of yeast massaging. And, uh, and a great culture. Yeah, but hey, get it? A great culture. company culture. Oh, I get that. Oh, that gets the culture. Is that your employee slogan? <laughs> a, and a great culture. That's terrible. That was good. We culture the best. By the way, I've been to White Labs uh, Christmas parties before, employee Christmas parties, and it is why? a good uh, environment. I don't know why they invite me to these. Actually, I think I probably invited myself, and uh, they're a lot of fun. It's a good group to be around. 
They tend to do yeah. them uh, along with other companies uh, that are breweries. They like to party with Ballast Point, for example. Oh, yeah. That's pretty yeah, weird. We have one, it's, it is a, a little bit weird, and it's one of the few company parties where the bosses are trying to get the employees to stay longer. Usually you're trying to kick the employees out, and the White Labs parties are more like where the people are trying to go home, and you're saying, no, have one, you know, have, right. come on, stick right. around. And uh, anyway. Usually the Whites are the last men standing at their party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not, you don't get that very well, often. I'd be in honored company. to party with you guys. That's a good answer. Thanks, sir. That's a good answer. Good answer. All right, hey, Nate, also, uh, you've won yourself some Belgian candy sugar, courtesy of Dark Candy, Inc., for uh, being a good sport here today. And uh, so... Oh, well, thank you very much. He also um, yes, contributed a baby name that I passed on to you. Oh, let me see. Um, baby name for Nate's... Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Mike White, uh, yes. a name from, from This Nate is actually here. from my girlfriend. I've got my pen in hand. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wiggalo White. Wiggalo. Wiggalo White. Oh, that's, you know what? That's never. Smart. That's pretty good. It's crazy. Mike likes it. Smart. Smart. (laughs) Wiggalo. I don't like Jigalo. What you want your baby to be is a Wiggalo. No, you know what? What's cool about it is I always think of what what is his nickname going to be? And his nickname is Wiggy. <laughs> That's what Mike likes. Yeah, I can call him Wiggy. Yeah. I don't care. This is the thing. I want some long and complicated right. uh, thing on the birth certificate that nobody calls him. Like right. my name, Michael. Thanks, mom. I, I enjoy it. No, I really like. I feel like it. an outcast. Yeah. No, I like it. But no, you know, I don't. I can't go around saying, "Hey, call me Michael." Right. Or I'd be a douchebag, as Justin says. <laughs> yes. Sorry to all the Michaels out there. It's true. You would be a douchebag. <laughs> so, uh, so, and it's a great name. It really is. I really believe it. But and I enjoy calling myself Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I'm looking for: is I want this long, complicated name right. <laughs> that I'm not going to call the kid, yes. but yet I want to be on his birth certificate because that's what we do here in America. Yeah, it's a true. little bit different. Is that we have. Two names meaning the same thing, and uh, like like Andrew over here, for example. Right. Uh, it's actually Andrilio. It's Andrilio. <laughs> yeah, Andrilio Wood. My parents Andrilio. are deaf, and um, uh, but we we all call him Andy. Sure, his parents actually call him. Actually, my parents call me this. <laughs> it's all silent. That's right. And when I get in trouble, they're all. Yelling really loud. It's great radio, but you're the way. interrupting. You have to. <laughs> I did. I just. I just stomped. Your parents would hate me because I would invalidate their language by talking over them as they signed to me. They would hate you on sight, as most, most deaf people hate hearing people on sight. This is another no reason why, Ju- why Justin is not satisfactory. Because so Justin is just Justin. Right. Your mom calls you Justin, and everybody else calls you Justin. There's no there's no short for. We Justin. should call you Just. Right. But or juice. Or juice. Or right. J. Juice. 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 I like juice. Great. Now I'm fucking OJ Simpson. <laughs> hey, you know where the Jews are? What? Oh, yeah. in Hey, Jews. What's going on? It's true. All my friends have nicknames. I'm the only one without one because there's no nickname for Justin. You can't pick a name. Your mom like that. came up with such a cool name, and I, she's you know she's so proud of it. But it it sucks. <laughs> it does suck. <laughs> yeah. Mike White's right. I have hated your name for years. <laughs> See, cocksucker is a pretty good nickname for you. I have lived with it, but that's not short. JP's for anything. Well, Ken James. Jay is not a nickname. And Just J? It's not really. No. It kind of is. It's more but of a letter. It's kind of a. It's it's like a. There's nothing else to do except for pick a letter. I right? thought you asked yeah. this. That's not. It's also longer than my name. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm the same. Mm. I guess, That's more of a term of endearment. Right. Ass face. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, my mom's not going to call... See, he, we're talking about a parent-to-child relationship here. My mother's not going to call me ass-face. Yes, but you want... Not to your face. Your only flaw in life, besides everything else, is <laughs> is, that, right. is that your mom... You know, your mom should have... Your, what, you, what your mom Mary calls you should be the longer. only thing. <laughs> like, the only person that calls me Michael is my mom. It's a very special thing. Right. And the other person that calls Chris Christopher is our mom. Right. And just The same mom, I assume. Yeah. Well, we're, we're mm. say, uh, different mothers. <laughs> <laughs> same egg, different mothers. Yeah. Same yeah. eggs. Same uh, sperm. You know, they'd split them to send them to different people. It anyway. was weird. I it, imagine you guys yeah. look like a cross between your mom and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. No way. I just and each other. Putting that together. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. So the, the fall here really is <laughs> your mom, not you. You're right. I do blame uh, it on my mother. Let's fact, call that I, bitch and fucking straighten this out. I'm going to go to therapy for this, Mike, right now. So I think you just did. She should yeah. start calling you, like, Justination, you know, just something. Elongate your name. Right. If, only for her, nobody else. So that the rest of you can... And then change your birth certificate. Yeah. So it says it. Again, smart. Hmm. Yeah. Mike I, White's on to something. Yeah. As mm-hmm. always, by the way. So if you're calling in for baby, drunk baby names, make them long. Right. And but able to be, shortened to be shortened to something like that an hour ago. To something like Wiggy, for yeah. example. I'm Wiggy. sorry I did explain this earlier, but this is my whole theory of this names, is your child. which I'm spending some time on now. Chris, did you know this going into it that there had to be a nickname? Yes, you I've did. heard. I've heard his ideas on this. But this is not just a radio shtick. This is uh, so. If he was, real life. if he was, say Julian, <laughs> would you call him Jewy? <laughs> I probably wouldn't pick the first name because of the second name. Just because it wouldn't make sense to come Julie. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, the first name, yeah, yeah. But really, I'm looking, what's the short name? Right. And uh, But you like Wiggy. I love Wiggy. <laughs> I, I really love, love Wiggy. I love it. Okay, so Wiggalo White is now, he's written it oh, down. He, he's I saw absolutely my number one. It's okay. going to be hard for anybody to compete with this. Okay. I just sent you Did like you already five. cover the junior deal? Like you would name Michael if it was a boy? Well, that's kind of, it's ordinary. Junior. I, I would love it, but you know, it's not going to happen. Okay, uh, let's see. Code Right and Fool has written in a, a suggestion. Uh, he w- he wonders if the name could be Off. Hmm. Off-white, I get it, like the paint color. Oh, it's really off. literal, yet funny and clever <laughs> so at the, the same short- time. <laughs> All right. Yes, Andy. It's like a Thomas Kemper thing you might see on a pan or a can of paint. That's right. Uh, the problem is his short name would be O, and O White. <laughs> it's no. like J, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. for his girlfriend. Okay. Sorry, not going to work. Cross it out. Okay. Funny, but. I get it. Not going to work. Okay, uh, this Bacon. one, uh, mm. a little more on the serious side. Uh, someone wonders about the name Brewer. Brewer. Oh, we just saw a baby. It brewer. was very popular in the late 1800s in England, and in fact, it's on my list. Is it? It didn't pass. It did not? Yeah. did not get to stage two. It didn't pass Sue Ann. No. Okay. Uh, How about Stout? Well, it's a compromise in life. You know, you about, gotta, you, both people have to agree on a name. How about American Wheat Beer? <laughs> American Wheat Beer White. Amy? Ooh, so you just call it Amy White? Yeah, it would be okay if it was a girl. Sure. Call, him, call her Amy, but yeah, it's a yeah. boy. Hmm. As far as the Her pictures go. Classic American Pilsner. What time did I say we'd be done, Mike? All right, Chris White? Uh, nine. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Well, uh, we're not that bad. Brandon writes in, uh, going with your shortened theme, that the full name would be Britannomyces. Oh. The ah, short oh. name then being? Brit. Brit. Oh, that's a great name. Especially Brit. if you're from New Zealand. It's good, Brit. right? Hi, guys. 
But why would it not be Strong Brett? Name. Perfect name. To be literal, it had to be Brett, and Brett is not a fun name. But you mm. could add an accent. Well, it's fun yeah. if you add an accent, isn't it? Accent Don't tell it to Brett Michaels. Brett. He'll pop another yeah, fucking Because you could always correct somebody. It's not Brett. No, it's Brett. Right. Right. Brett. Hello. I'm oh, my Brit. God. I can't believe this is still going on. And I like a long, complicated name as a first name. Right. But he's still got to, you know, pass like- his, um, you know, uh, security information to somebody in an airport, his passport. <laughs> You're worried Brit- about these right. things. And Britannomyces just, you know, it just would not work. Sure. What hey, what's your name? Britannomyces. What if you thought of a name just for age zero to three and you call him Pedio? <laughs> and then you change it to Brett. Afterwards, oh, so, I thought you, you were going to go. I thought it would be caucus yeah, after video. Take the caucus out. <laughs> oh, it might be a girl. Yeah. I thought after. <laughs> I thought after three, he's caucus. Yeah. I like. Uh, I like Mike's uh, example of a long, complicated name was fucking Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and then thanks, yeah. mom. Yeah. That's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I and, like it short, his, like and Mike. His second example was Christopher. <laughs> his other long, complicated name, which we love. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, I really enjoy being called Michael, but I only right. like to be called that by my mom. Yeah. So thank you, mom. I like it. In fact, it's on all my official certificates. <laughs> Everything you. What does that mean? I can vouch for that. I can is see your, it. Is your signature what? Michael or Mike? Michael. It's Michael. Absolutely. Prove it. A E or E A. I only sign Michael. I know a guy who will only be called Michael, and if, right. and if we yes. call him Mike, he corrects me about it. I know those people, and they're guy. they're. I'm sorry, I for the Michaels out there, but the people who insist on that right. in America are douchebags. It's douchey. Be a Mike already, for fuck's sake! What's the difference? Right. All right. Uh, straight cash homie wrote in with his name. Super. Super white again. Super literal. white. Very literal. Very smart. It does have a shortened version. Yeah. Soup. Soup. <laughs> soup. Get over soupy. here. I kind of like hey, soupy. I like soup. Yeah. It's uh, it's not cool, soup. but it's yeah. fun. But it's it's a very good alliteration of the birthing process. <laughs> soup. Yeah. But that name makes me want to fight everyone in this room. <laughs> It does. It, it's a lot and of just fun. Kick everyone's fact, ass. Yeah. I think he advances to number one in terms of this competition. Wait, he just went over uh, Wiggy. Wiggolo? Wiggy. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Soup Whoa. is now over Wiggy. Wow. I hate that name. Okay. Well, you could name it Is Right, and then so when you get your name called in class, it'd be White. Whenever Is Right. <laughs> well, uh, have a, let me tell you another suggested <laughs> name uh, by that. a person who speaks Japanese. Uh huh. <laughs> Yes. What, what's what's her? What's this person's Ichiban name? Uh, uh, Chris. All right, Chris's idea is uh, this is not this Chris. This is a Chris who speaks Japanese. Okay, the other Chris. Why are they uh, mutually exclusive? Because <laughs> they fucking are, JP. Oh, okay, Leave it great. alone. All right, sorry. Uh, the suggested name is IB. IB White, which is a Japanese name. IB is a common Japanese yes. name. I like IB White. Oh, it, uh, IB is a common name. Uh, this is his claim. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on it because I don't know any yeah. Japanese. Sure, and I'll tell you anything. And all the Jap cartoons I've seen, I've never heard IB. I'm sorry, you said Jap. He I did just say Japanese. Jap cartoons. Okay. I said Japanese. You did. You said Jap. Card. Yeah, I said Japanese. <laughs> But I was breathing in when I said it. Just do me a favor, everyone. Just well, say no. anise right now so anise. I can splice it in. <laughs> anise. No, we, we have Japanese listeners, and hello. Yes. And if, <laughs> Konnichiwa. If, and also, hello. If, if my, Again, you uh, said hello. If my friend <laughs> is ours. wrong, please let me know. But I believe there's an IB 
And of course, it's not going to work for us because since our last name is White. <laughs> how about issue. how about you? It, wish you were. It, it sounds like a great. Uh, I mean, that that's a cool name. I be. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of racist names with the last name of White. Well, they're already coming through the chat. Uh, Negro. <laughs> oh, why not? Oh, I was just PMing well, yeah. them. Why not? Oh, why not sorry, challenge the uh, the stereotype? Right. Right. Terrence. Oh, Terrence, Terrence White. the White. Terrence no, we the have White. To, the middle name would have to be ah, the. Yes, it would. And then we could have dueling uh, thes in the studio. Yeah. Terrence, put that on your list, please. Terrence, and for me, I, put Ter- it on the honorary but his, list. His short name would be Terror. Terror. Right. Terrence. Actually, you know? we call him T Bag. Yeah. There's all sorts of little nicknames you can do with yeah. Terrence. Uh, T Bone, T Bag, girlfriend. Uh, yeah. All right, he's he's down. He's down. Terrence okay. the White. I have a couple more here. Uh, Geist Beer has written in um, a more serious name. Weizen. Weizen White. Mm, or yeah. White or Weizen, if you're Chris, like who it. refuses to speak the, the, the German tongue he knows. Weizen? Um, Weizen, I hardly knew him. Here, what's this other one? Um, what the fuck does that say? Brown ale. Brown ale. <laughs> Let's just run through the styles. Snow. White. Snow. Okay, um... This one is from 0006. It's a long one. It has a lot of syllables. It would be difficult to spell. Mel Gibson thinks we should be. Oh, clever and topical. Uh, uh, that one's good. That one's really good. Andy Andy likes it. I get that. Right. I like Jason. It's a strong name. <laughs> I knew a Jason Solid why he was an name. asshole. Really? Yeah, really strong, uh, though. Good kisser. Well, but <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Great kisser. A bad so, name. So Nate, Colin Nate, again. Yeah. What about Gandalf? Gandalf Man. the White, that's so smart. But what's the what's it's, the, it's so much better awesome. than Gandalf? What's the, the short though? What's Who the cares? short Gandy? It's Gandalf. Gandy. Gandy. No. no, no. Why not no. just kick his ass yourself? <laughs> yeah. it sounds a lot you like know, have him walk around being yeah. Gandy. You might as well beat him at home. I would yeah. totally date him if he was named Gandalf. Yeah, but, and you're a fucking retard. <laughs> Another name I like is um. It didn't pass mustard, and I'm not sure I would do it. Yeah. Is uh, Sue? Oh. Sue? Sue? Because I I you love like, uh, here a boy go. named Sue. Here you know that go. song. Chris, tell me you don't encourage this behavior. No, that, you have to I do that. Heard that one. Listen, I'm a fan too, but you can't do that. No, you have to. Uh-huh. It's done. Andy's into do it. Do it. Just Sue. think of the song you could write. And you know he could be <laughs> Su. Yeah. <laughs> but he could be Su or something. It doesn't work. Oh, that'd be Vietnamese. Su. <laughs> Su. I think it's New Zealand. I think it's actually New Zealand. Hi. Oh, yes. It's oh. New Zealand. It's Su. Yes. I think we could stand L- a band. Luckily, I have smart Sue. people around me, and that didn't get past the that, the gates. Oh, I brought fuck. it up as an idea. No. And you got shot down. <laughs> yeah. I love it. How much do you want to be in the room when Mike White is doing this with Sue Ann? When he's coming... When, I would pay. I would pay money. Mike White's... They're also... I think they're kind of an analytical couple, and they probably sat down and they said, well, why don't you go think of some names, and, and I'll go think of some names, and let's come back in a week at dinner, and we'll talk about what we've come up with. Yeah, right. And, you know, Sue Ann sat down with uh, a lot of wonderful uh, boy names. Yep. You know, uh, Joseph. Bear. Yeah, or uh, Brad, maybe. Right. No, Bradley. No. And Mike White... David. No, Mike White sat down with... Sue, right? Wigalo. <laughs> look, I, I, I'm thinking out of the box. Gladstone. Yeah. Is it Gladstone? Gladstone. Yeah. That's but, awesome. But to be honest, she came back with a lot of uh, sissy names. Like what? To Mary. Me, she came back with some really serious names that she was very eager for, and I said absolutely not. So that's why 
you know, you got to come up with something both people like because uh, there was no chance that we're going to call this guy some of her ideas. Like, like what? Gaylord? Uh. <laughs> that was a popular English name, wasn't it? Uh, I wouldn't even suggest that as a joke. Gaylord. <laughs> I don't even like the joke is how offended Gladstone I am. Gladstone <laughs> is fun because it's so unusual and possibly interesting. I see. Gaylord is just Gaylord. <laughs> just Gaylord. But just think you're giving him... The majest, the majestic, majestic, sure title of Lord. <laughs> That's Ooh. true. There's Lord. That would be in his that. nickname. He's, he's a, a happy. King. He's a happy Lord. Or like oh, a prince. Lord. He's yes, a, Mama. He's a joyous Lord. Lord of the gays. But you know the bigger picture here. <laughs> uh, the bigger picture is, and there's yeah, a big picture. It, it, <laughs> I'm sure there Four is. Four hours into the show, let's get to big picture, please. Is it when you're a beer fan and you name a kid, it's so much more interesting. Because you're trying to tie in your hobby, you're trying to tie in some intro, some something fun. Because that's what beer was all about. Sure. And then at the very end, you get shot down, and you call him, you know, John. <laughs> <laughs> After the whole creative process, you end up with John. It, I understand. You know, and I can't call him John because that's my brother's name, right. my other brother. But uh, that's that's what makes us all fun. But then you could tell John he's your favorite brother. <laughs> And that's why you named your baby. But I could call him Jonathan because John was never called Jonathan, which is weird. You know, we got Michael and Christopher. But then you're but going John the opposite. John. Then you're doing the big name yep. instead of the little name. Well, Jonathan would have to be like Johnny or something. Mm-hmm. But then would you would you spell it J O N or would you put an H in there like a fucking man? <laughs> <laughs> what about Magnus? Oh, I like Magnus. And you can call him Maggie. Poor <laughs> <laughs> name Maggie. I was about to write it down, but when you said the short name, what about Magnum? Uh, off the li- oh. could that be his? Oh, like the nickname? Because that's a man's name, right the there. Giant yeah. condom yeah. Magnum. But if his short name is still Maggie or Chef, mm. really? No, no, his. No, you'd I never mean, actually Magnus and call him Magnum. With a name like Magnum, you'd never Magnus go to the short. Really work. And by the way, if I was the father of a Magnum, I would feel inferior to him. <laughs> Magnum sounds like a pit bull name. <laughs> it does. Or Magnum. Or, you know, you could just go with Gandalf. No Gandalf. Gandalf. Now, you know... Although Magnum kind of applies because when they're born... Magnum white. Like, their head is really big and that section is really big. It's like, it kind of works. Right. But Magnum white is a very superior sounding name. I I, I think you have to avoid that. The Earl So you say don't even write write it down. No, no. Take that up. Now, Mike, you you do realize that, that your brother here has a theory that... The two of you have already picked a name. Denied. And you are being aloof Wrong. about it. Denied. Come on. This baby is weeks away. Are you telling me you don't have a name? I'm telling you, if I had a name, I told it to him many times, and he just was too drunk to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the times he picks to tell you things. You so, do have a short list, don't you? Yes. How many are on the short list? How many Chris names? knows. He should be able to tell you. Do you know the short list? No. He, he always is drunk no. when you tell him, isn't it? <laughs> Two or three times I told this guy. <laughs> no. Yes. <clears throat> see, that's how he can say that he told me. I see. Next time I'll record it. Can we have the short list? No. How many names are on the short list? None. Tell me that. There's Zero. some on it. None. Five. You have None. five names on see, the short list. And after this, Justin, he will tell you he told you. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the conversation yeah. goes. <laughs> No, because this is what he tells me. Now. Okay, Chris, this, this is exactly what he says. Okay, Chris is a short list. And then two days later, hey, you never, you don't tell me. Right. Uh, so there are about three or four in the short list. Three or four. Yeah. Okay. What about Jackson? And you could call him Jack. 
No, because the Jackson Whites are some weird clan in like the the hill, like the mountains of the east of the East Coast. It's like a goat. they're all they're all inbred and shit. That's right. not when you want to be. Now it's only three. How many <laughs> done? He, he said three names on the list. He said three or four. So how many? Messing with you. Mike Could be White, six. Mike White, how many of the three or four names are your suggestions as opposed to Sue Ann's? Half. Half of three. <laughs> One point five. Yeah. I'm a teacher. Okay. So if two are two are serious, one is mine. Have you talked about <laughs> Have you talked about how the final decision will yeah. go down? But you got to see what his nose looks like. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Wow. Is his nose uh <laughs> Look, if it, if his nose is a white nose, maybe I pick. If it's a Asian <laughs> nose, maybe she picks. I see. So you're going to choose on uh, racial uh characteristics. <laughs> It's going to have one or the other. Either his nose has a top to it or it doesn't. Listen, Mike White is right. Everyone knows this. But is, is it going to fucking vent up like some geological formation? The bottom the line is, about? if it has an Asian <laughs> nose, it'll be cuter. I mean, an Asian nose is cuter than it's white true. nose. Is it? Because it, it doesn't have true. a top top See, shelf. Even Andy agreed. The, the top uh, shelf is not there. What is it, flat? Yeah. It, what do you have? You never seen an Asian before, Jip? I'm looking up Asian nose. So, right now. <laughs> look I, it up. I Google it. Look, I, I'll be very happy regardless of what he has. But uh, if he has a if he has a snozzer, oh, if, uh, you know, in other words, an ugly nose, then you get to name. Then it's me, right? I like this. I, 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 look, this is the first time I propose this idea. But if we've got a short list, you know. Uh, there's a, the idea in her family is if it's a boy you name him if it's a girl she names him but I see we didn't want to do that okay you well, want to be more fair we already that. knew what it was coming out right so I think we decide based on notes listen I'm with Mike really I'm with idea. Mike White on this uh, but look Google another one Jipper that one although that's no, close that, that's, that's an Asian yeah exactly like if, if your nose starts at, at where your eyelids are if your nose starts at the top of your eyes you're a white nose oh right Let's I mean, wrong for so many reasons. Andy, I'm looking at your nose, and you know this is a topic. This is a title of a new show. I'm it's thinking, called White Nose, <laughs> and I'm thinking that Mike White is right. And you know what's interesting? Look, White, is is right. Right. And, and not, White is right. I'm in bringing this, this up in terms of not saying that you know because we have ugly noses in the and as white people we love them because you know that's, when you say white people are you talking about your family or all of white people? Well, white people uh, compared to Asian people. Oh, if, okay. If we would take the best of the Asians and we would say let's have that, we, we would take. take the Asian nose. I'm with Mike White on this. Okay, well, here we go. I have found a... Especially Justin, who has really too big of a nose for his face. <laughs> See, now it's coming out. I have found a uh, an, a forum called AsiaFinest.com, and there's actually a thread called the Asian nose. See? Oh, so wow. these are all Asians talking about the nose. Mike White knows about this. This guy goes, all right, if it's you're bookmarked. Asian, you've probably been confronted by this problem before. <laughs> have you ever looked in the mirror and felt like your face was too flat, especially your nose? Ever pinch up the bridge and think, why couldn't my nose be a bit higher? God damn it, it used to bother me so much. It sounds like a sales pitch for plastic it's surgery. Not, and it's six pages long. And then this guy, this guy goes, my parents used to pinch up my nose when I was younger to shape it. Will you try to shape your baby's nose, Mike White? I will love the nose however it is. That a boy. This one person says not all Asians have a non-high nose bridge. Well, that is very interesting. Um, <laughs> As a, as a teacher of children who may or may not be Asian, yes, Andy, I found a massive difference statistically in nose shape 
correlated with um, intelligence. I see. It's actually inverse. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, but I can't tell you which way it goes because, okay. again, teacher. You're yeah. a teacher. Thank and in you. fact, Andy has a job again. He's actually an employed teacher once again. Well, you will be soon. I will be someday. Are we doing uh, Drunk of the Week? No. We're getting the fuck out of here. The phone hasn't rang. I don't know what's yeah. going on. But Are we whatever. doing something of value? Okay. Have you heard my story about getting somebody arrested? I have not. What? What? Jay, that's right. Mike White uh, did tell me at the break that he has a arresting. Someone got arrested. Do we want to hear it? Oh, we want to hear it. Yeah. Listen, Mike White, at this point, you can say anything. Nobody else at this table has heard it. And it's a, controver- it's a beer subject. Is that right? Yeah. How recent is it? Are we talking like in your childhood or recently? About two nights ago. Okay, tell the story. Uh, Boulder, Colorado. Uh, a rich town. Okay, some music. I, I found, uh, you know, I, I like to stay in the dive places. Justin, you know? I do know that you like to, to go to the dive places. Yeah. You like the dive bars as well. And I found an $85 hotel, which is cheap for Boulder. And it was by the mountains. I can get to the mountains. Oh, yeah, I even that, told my brother on the phone, much. I can get to the mountains. I'm, it's at the base of the mountains, sure, and I can still far. walk to downtown. So there's a lot of fun things. And I go to this hotel, and it's a great location. You walk through this park that's along the creek, and then the hotel is is a shit is is a is terrible. Okay, a shithole. <laughs> it's a shithole. I've been there, I think. Total and, and shithole. It's really a shithole. In fact, I get there with a friend of mine. He goes, Mike, you sure you want to leave your bags in your room? You can leave them in my car. That bad. Because there was a group of uh, suspicious people outside of the hotel. Black people. The room next to me. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I know, Gary, come on. This is Boulder. There's no crime in Boulder, Colorado. Right. Very white. And uh, so we go, we walk town to town, and I get back. You know, there's a like I said, there's a bubbling creek. There's the smell of the mountains. That's great. I stand outside, sit at a park bench, talk to talk to some people, my wife, and it's just, it's idyllic. And you know, you go in the room, and it's not it's it's not nice. It's peaceful. Yeah. It's peaceful. It's absolutely peaceful. And an hour later, after taking a shower, uh, watching a little uh, TV, I get pounding on the door. Thank you. But there's pounding on the door. Let me in. And I say, "Uh, uh, sorry, this is not your room. (laughs) (laughs) Just that voice, too. (laughs) Uh, Pardon me. No. Let me in. Seriously. And uh, and pounding. And, And he's shaking the door. He's shaking. It's a small door. You're kidding me. This is worse than a Motel 6. So I get up and do the little latch thing that they have. Have you looked outside yet? Oh, no. <laughs> Mike White's curled up in a ball. Peeing uh, his pants. Um, he wants me to open the door, open the door, and he's he's throwing himself his shoulder into the door. You're kidding me. And he's not listening to me. I can't reason with him. <laughs> Are I, you trying hard? I am, because I, I don't want to get a drunk in trouble. Yeah. And he's probably drunk, but, I, it, you know, I thought... It's by probably his, a customer. No, but by his sound and by his actions, I thought he was dangerous. Uh, what was it? By sound, do you mean, did he have an accent? <laughs> or a skin a color? Bit. A bit. <laughs> it turned out he he happened to be black, or, you know. And, and open door. No, but but oh, it, it's un- it's unfortunate because Boulder is a very white town, and right. uh, the it's one guy. Yeah, it it's, it was it was kind of shitty, but but he was throwing himself into the door and he wouldn't stop. Okay. So what would you do, Justin? I would look to see, for one. I got to know. You, know. you have to open the door. Oh, no. What? You don't have a window? No. You don't have an eyelet? No. Oh, then I'm not opening that fucking door either. 
Well, I call the police. Uh, well, how long has this gone on it's for? It's a window, now? but it's thick and dark and really close to the door. How long has it gone on for? Uh, it's gone on for about five minutes. Did you slide a note yet under the door that said, I'm talking to him. That I'm said, Mr. To, please leave tried, me alone? No. No. I would have tried that. I would have slid a note first. So I, I told him I'm going to call the cops. Okay. You warned him. I warned him. And he said what? Let me in. That's all he keeps saying. Uh, a few other things. Is, has he called you white devil yet? No, but he never said it was his room. He just said, let me in. He just keeps saying, let me in. Yeah. Okay. And so I called the cops. And then what? And he broke the window. So there was a window. Wait, oh. he broke the window to your room? Yeah. And then did he come in? It was a double pane. He didn't break the inside. <laughs> so he was a pussy. He was a pussy. Pussy. <laughs> what did he break the window with? Did he just bash it with uh, his hand? I don't know. His fucking bad attitude, it sounds like. Oh. Now, a badass. Now, now be he serious for a second. It. If I'm you, I'm kind of scared shitless right now. Well, I'm scared because the door is shaking. And he's breaking the, the window. The reason I called the cops is because the door was shaking. And Dude, have you called the front door. desk? I would have called the front desk, too. The front desk had an answering machine. It was a Motel 6. There's nobody uh. at the desk. I've learned later that you got to call the full phone number to get to the front desk. <laughs> Good Lord. So what ended up happening? Well, the, the so cops came, and they get on the floor, yada, yada, yada. He gets on the floor. So he stayed outside your door the whole time waiting for the leave. cops I told to him, come. I'm going to call the cops, and he's still slamming himself in the door. And I'm calling the cops. I told him I'd call the cops, and then he breaks the window. Good Lord. So my suspicions were correct that he was dangerous. So... Did you ever get a story of why he was banging on your door? Did it turned ca- out he was one of the peculiar guys when we checked in. At the, whole, the, the room next to me had, was one girl that was there. Mm-hmm. And then was she, she had three. Uh, she, was a, uh, she was okay. Mm-hmm. But she had three or four people staying there and two dogs. Interesting. None of which I heard. If they were making noise, who cares? You go to sleep. Right. But, uh, you know, the guy was trying to break into my room. And... Uh, so he was looking for the room next door. Well, he said that's what he told the cops. I see. He went out to take a smoke. Came back. Right. But so you got this poor bastard arrested. I got him. Right? Are I you think, happy now? I think it's whole. Well, that's what I'm bringing up. Maybe I'm wrong. But he got the whole room arrested too. Oh, oh, is that right? Yeah, everybody in there went to went downtown. Sure. Well, they were all high on coke. Let's face well, it. Well, I mean, yeah. So, I don't think any would anybody here open the door to that situation. Absolutely not. Unless they had the coke. <laughs> JP wouldn't have even been, unless I had their coke. Yeah. I got it. I got JP it. wouldn't even be able to pick up the phone at that point. He's yeah. now in the But bathtub. he's not reasoning with me. I'm trying to reason with him. Taking a rape shower. Oh no. I, I mean, it's not like he thought I was a friend of his. I would have called the cops minutes ago. Fuck that. Once he starts trying to put his shoulder through that door, I'm on the phone screaming. I've actually knocked on JP's door at NHC before, and he called the cops. Right? Yeah. Uh, just, remember that shit? JP. Don't fucking fuck with me, dude. Yeah. So, the, 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 and the, the people, the cops tell me, oh, we come out here all the time. <laughs> and it's always your room. Please don't get close to that door. Wow. Now, will you be staying at this motel again? Well, they put me in one of their nice cabins afterwards. Oh, they hooked a Motel 6 cabin? They have a little cabins in the front, which are really nice. I see. Oh. Uh, I, I, they, they comped the room, and I checked out the next day. <laughs> uh, this room has hot water, sir. Did you sleep? No. Okay, good. I called the cops when you were telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I would be so. Freaked. I don't know, but 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 then a friend of mine said, "Well, maybe you should just open the door." Are so, you kidding? Who said that? You know, the liberal in me is don't thinking, talk to that friend anymore. The liberal, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, uh, what? 
you know, did I get a drunk guy arrested? Who gives a shit? No, he got and himself he, arrested. You know, he had some warrants and stuff. Oh, well, yeah, then yeah. he deserved You it. didn't get a drunk guy. Listen. I got I, the whole room arrested. You cleaned up the streets. The whole room. You kept it rur. Well, the ho- <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get arrested for nothing. Look at Mike White. You and I have been drunk together. Neither right. one of us have gone banging on anybody's door. Right. He could have been drunk and fine. He could have been obnoxious and fine, but he was dangerous. That was, that's what tipped the scales. Now, we have sat in a in a hotel hallway making more noise than we should have. Right. But we haven't banged on anyone's door. We haven't threatened anybody. No. We didn't break anybody's window. Right. We weren't obnoxious. No. Ob- obnoxiously mean. No. Yeah. Well, you might have been obnoxious, but not right. on purpose. Not mean. Yeah, not mean. Right. <laughs> Not threatening. I think he did the right thing. I don't think he should. Don't lose any sleep over it. I would more be losing sleep, sleep over the banging on the door. But I was right. He broke the f- he broke the window. Right. I'm glad you're safe. <laughs> Does this worry you, Chris? What is he going through? Yeah, I've I've stayed in that area. I think because uh, the BA when I used to go out there for the Brew Association, they that's where they put people up, nice. and uh, it is a nice little place. I never saw any problems. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't there's sound pla- nice. There's a place down the street, which you probably stayed at. This is at the end of the road. And um, By the way, can I have the number? Something. Because uh, my staff, we have to go to Denver Silver soon, something. And and the I other can't one, afford a big hotel. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to stay at that section of town because yeah. it's, it's brilliant. Oh, it is? I'm just going to stay at the other hotel. <laughs> I see. Uh, Bevo's room at GABF is at the same hotel, actually. This is like an after-school special. Yeah. Now I feel like I know what to do next time someone's banging <laughs> on my door. Right. And breaking my All window. All right, we're done. Just very quickly, I wanted to say hello to our friend Reefer and Hi, Nicole, Reefer. Who, uh, who have Nicole. come to town to hang out with us, Hi. and uh, it's just been fun to hang out with you guys. Just wanted to Thank you. get you on the mic. You guys for, are awesome. For a second. It's been no, fun. you are. Have you had a good time tonight? Couple, Absolutely. You guys got a couple beers in you? couple, two, three. Yeah. We, I took them to City Beer today. couple, oh. two, three. And, uh, two, and three we, beers. You know what I found out? So we went to City Beer. What'd you find out? And then we went to Monument Liquor. Yeah. Out here in Concord, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, City Beer gets all the press, right? Yeah. Because it's a bottle shop that you're allowed to taste in. Right. I'm kind of all about Monument Liquor. And it's a little cheaper. We have a better selection, yep. and it's about two bucks cheaper a bottle. Yep. Uh, so, if, in the future, if I'm hanging out with folks like Nicole and uh, Reef, I'm bringing them to Monument, Monument Liquor first. How about Reefer Brow as the kid's name? Yeah. Then you can call yeah. him Reef. Reef. Reef, like it. Right. Not bad, right? How about just call him Pothead and call him Pot? <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Reefer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Reefer's spinning around in his chair. He doesn't know what the fuck's Yeah, you're getting... <laughs> How about call him psilocybin? <laughs> All right. Are we done? What are these weird noises? You have something of value. Uh, I call him, like, the name of the hotel, Silver Saddle. I'll just call him, you know, and then the nickname will be Silver. Can we do... <laughs> well, if, if the name of the hotel that you're checking into is called Silver Saddle, do you just turn around and leave? Yeah. Yeah, you leave. Sounds like a mercury-laden, <laughs> yeah. infested nonsense. It you sounds leave. like rape. <laughs> it does? Yes. Huh. Silver Saddle sounds like rape? Yes. That's okay. the sweetest rape I've ever heard. Sounds delicious. Yeah. And listen, JP's heard a lot of sweet rape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, can we, if we do uh, something of value... It's very uh, fast. Uh, do it in speed reading voice. Uh, yes. And uh, now, uh, Andy, I assume you need some sort of... Uh, I, I'm sorry. Announcer man, I'm, I'm sure you need some sort of a, of a music bed. That's right. Uh, yeah, whatever you got. We'll yeah. make this fast. Okay. What How time is it? It's too late to be doing this. How about this? Word. 
Hello and thank you. You have waited for it, and he has prepared it just for you. And now for the segment that you have all been waiting for. Yes. Something of value. By Jason Pedros. I was waiting for the go. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this uh, uh, something of value uh, wants to bring to light the uh, chat congratulations thread in the general beer-related section. Okay. Started by the dark side, the uh, guy in the form there. Uh, it's just to shower Chad with praise and prose about his great job. There's a few quotes that stuck out for me and that I just wanted to read and kind of maybe give everyone a little bit of an idea what this is about. Perfect. One is, way to go, Shat! Sure you're going to fit through those manways, though? That's from Chupa La Homebrew. And maybe I can find something more loving. Right. I, I get that last one. Okay, That's not loving. No. Um, how about this? It's not loving either. No. That's scary. All right, keep going. I'll, I'll find okay. something. I only have two more, so I'm kind of waiting. Um, Read them slow. The next one is, congrats, chat. Now get ready to brew that wet hop ale. Yeah. From SoCal Brewer. Sweet. Just remember, it's a man way, not a manhole. Oh, By Reposado. I get that one, too. So go in there, general the beer-related, Shats congrats thread. Go in there and give them an, uh, give, slap them in a, a high-five, virtual pixelated high-five. And uh, wish him well on his uh, new journey. All right. All right. That's it. Okay. Don't take my shadow away. <laughs> oh, we're going to miss you, Shad. This has been Something of Value by Jason Petros. Something of Value by Jason Petros has been brought to you by Yeast, Little, White, Enzymatic. Something of Value by Jason Petros is a Bill Todman production. Stay tuned for Gambit. Fuck's sake. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. Um, Five-hour show. Woo! Another, uh, another good white that appearance, awesome. if you will. And, uh, yeah, great to have you, Whitey. What and if I won't? Fun. Mike White, listen, uh, you stole the show. What can I? What can I tell yeah. you? Give it back. We'll call cops. <laughs> yeah, do not fuck with me. I've got nine one one on my speed dial. It's just right there. Where's the eleven button? <laughs> <laughs> I did have to dial nine first. So it's like nine one one doesn't work. Oh, I got to dial nine first. How many oh, times okay. did you dial? Did nine you nine one one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once. What? I would have been scared out of my balls. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I would have called JP. I'm really scared right now, JP. Talk me down. Right, like, uh, but I, I don't get reception I, at my house, so I wouldn't have been able to fucking... I would have talked to your message. Yeah. Oh, Mike White, I'm glad you're alive. I would have hid in the closet. Yeah, that would have helped. Well, I was. I had a. I had a backup plan because he was going to break through eventually. He was just. I mean, that's his. What was your backup plan? Bathroom screen. <laughs> your the secondary door. Right, and then uh, lock, and hopefully the cops get there by then. Hey, you know. Right. Particularly when I heard the window, uh, but it, it. Yeah. Anyway. 
Wow. <laughs> All right. Good luck with baby time, Mike White. And I mean that. Great. Tell Sue Ann also, please. And uh, please let us know when you've decided on a name. Yes. All right. Will Gladstone. you tweet it? Will you tweet when you've come up yeah. with a name? Yeah. All right, do that. I'm saving some of the ideas from here yep. because there'll be great laughter. Good. BN Army is a good name. <laughs> That's another good name. Just call him BN. Yeah. Andrew is a smart yeah. name, too. Very strong. All right. Go to Twitter.com slash White Labs. You can get all the updates, including the updates about Mike White's baby naming progress. Uh, you can also search White Labs on Facebook and sign up for the Facebook. Facebook. That's right. And come out to GABF. You'll get to see the Whites out there. And uh, not Mike White, because he'll be in Babyland. Uh, but you can see uh, Chris White and Ashley will be out there. And who knows who else. It'll be fun. Um all right. No show next week. Uh, the week after that, we do have um, the great Steve Dressler from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. It's going to be a good show, and uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time. All right, Andy Wood, thanks, man. Um, you did a you did some stuff tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Right. All right. Andy Wood. <laughs> we'll see you later. Love of that home crew can't get enough of it. Home crew, it blows my mind.